Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live, you Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti, featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp of Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We are live Monday night, just outside the lines den here in Las Vegas. If you listen closely, you can hear them being fed. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. we got a great show Mike Gossler, Lars Lindstrom, Carlos Rivera, Paul Parabinos, a mechanic show. Uh, all those guys coming on. We really appreciate it. The Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Show number 140. Wow, where'd the time go? Seems like only yesterday that someone was cracking open a can of Red Bull. Uh, thanks again for listening. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, which is available at 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix. All on board. You can get this on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. Get on the Pulp MX app tomorrow. Right now you can. We've got emails. We've got voicemails. Special hello to everybody at Loretta Lynn's listening, if you are listening. I don't know if you even get service out in that place, but thanks, everybody, and have a good week. If you see Tim Ferry there, just wish him well. He needs it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes, producing the show. Uh, out of the 140 shows we had, he probably was uh, here for about 110. Uh, the Tis Legendary Tits, what's up? What's up, guy? How are you? Great. Um, sorry about your guy, Ron Dungey, on the weekend. You know, he can't win them all. <laughs> he should have. He should have. He, he, he should have. He should have. This is true. Uh, in studio, uh, speaking of all mechanics show, we got uh, one of the greatest mechanics in the pits. The guy's been doing it for a long, long time. He works for Brock Tickle now. Uh, he's worked for Damon Huffman. He's worked for uh, Buddy Antonis, Sebastian Tortelli, you name it. The great Tony Berluti. Berlut, what's up? Steve, how you doing? How are you? I haven't been here in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I heard from some mutual acquaintances at Washougal. You said, yeah, he doesn't call me anymore. Yeah. yeah. So somebody blew the whistle on Somebody me. did, yeah. Um, that was a fan. That must have been a fan that came up to I you. I think it was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because um, there's one guy that asked, and I go, I, I, I don't know. I must have screwed up on the last show. Steve doesn't Come have on, Berlue. I don't know. Stop I don't... it. Um, uh, and uh, also, joining us in studio for the first hour, NBC Sports reporter. Uh, she's her second time in studio. She uh, was at Millville on the weekend. Kelly Stavis. Kelly, what's up? I feel like I was just here. You're calling me too much. Oh, yeah, I'm calling you too much and him not enough. Well, well look at you and look at him. No. No. <laughs> um, Thanks for having me back. Yeah, Good thank point, you. Steve. Uh, appreciate it. You were at Millville. Yeah. Um, I guess let's start off with that. I, I, right away, this show's not going to be as good as last week's show. It's just not possible. I don't know. It's, it's just not possible. There's it's no possible. Way. There's a buzzering inside of MX Sports. It's <laughs> just, just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, we're going to try, though. We're going to try our best. We're going to definitely Can't try our best. Beating no. up your kid. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Let's, let's start with Lasergate. We don't want to touch too much on it. We, we talked about it last week. But, Kelly, um, you're, you got involved this weekend as the pit reporter. Right. Uh, how much did you know about it going in? Did you just hear about it during the week before the race? Like, Yeah, because if you just watch the broadcast, yeah. you really had no idea that there was anything unfolding. <laughs> right. And it wasn't until I got a couple emails like, 
holy crap, have you heard about this and what's going on? So yeah. that's when I saw the epic video of you getting screamed at yeah. by yeah. Team Alessi. Yeah. Um, so I really didn't know any – I didn't know any – I didn't know um, – Got the gist of it, yeah. and you know, we knew first thing the show we were going to have to address it because it's everyone in the sport knows about it, and and we went to Alessi's camp and we told them that we were going to address it, and excuse me, while I take my gum out of my mouth instead of chewing like a farmer here, <laughs> um, and we we really wanted to give Mike an opportunity to talk first thing. And uh, just and tell his side of the story. <laughs> I was gonna stick this gum uh, under your chair. Uh, you can try that. But it's really yeah. nice leather. I don't I know what tacky. what's under there. <laughs> um, I advise not to. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mike just wasn't up for it, and you know that's his call. I, I don't agree. I think for his own sake, he should have he yeah. should have apologized for even not even being involved. But just yeah, I don't think anybody thinks at this point that Michael Leslie didn't do no. it. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't get that right. feeling at all. I just feel like it just needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And and all you can do is get people's empathy. We're a very forgiving society. I think right. we've learned that through our politicians over the years. <laughs> Celebrities. The best and, thing yeah, you can do, right. yeah, is say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I w- my brother screwed up, and I have no right. ill will. I had no part of it. Yeah. Done. Move on." And everyone would move on. But when you don't do that, it. Let's everyone else speak for you. Yeah, I found that odd. I, th- I thought if you're Mike, Tony, shouldn't you like come on out and we'll, everyone, no one thinks you have anything to do with it and just come out and say, uh, yeah, sorry. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, do you, do you totally feel that way that he had nothing to do with it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you? Or, you, you know, you know, <laughs> you were involved more than I was. Well, I, no, I do. I, I mean, the way Tony was protesting Kind of gave me second thoughts, like maybe Tony does know something, but in the end, no, I don't think so. I I don't think Tony or Mike had anything to do with it. There's some people who race them in the amateur races that when they, when I said I don't believe Mike or Tony had anything to do with it, they went, "Don't be so sure, Hmm. don't be so," because they've grown up with the Alessi family. You know, there's a lot of stories about them in amateurs, Kelly, uh, just being a little, little intense, let's say. Um, Berludi, are are, big penalties? Are you okay with that? how do you yeah, feel about sure. the penalties? I, you know, you, they're big, I guess, for our sport, but yeah. they're not that, no. that bad. But you know think. how we are in our sport. We don't do anything. Well, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, so to answer your question, I think it's yeah. great, really. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, Mike's going to be bummed about it, I imagine, if it actually yeah. comes out of his pocket somewhere along the line, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think – I think the, te- the team got fined ten grand. Mike got fined five. I don't 500 know, or five thousand. Five, five grand. Yeah, five grand. So. But, but it was, um, it was uh, stayed as long as he stayed out of trouble for a year. Oh, okay. It was in, uh, just held up. You know, he didn't have to pay it. If he gets in trouble, he'll have to pay it. So, oh, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, oh, but okay. the team did get fined ten grand. Had to pay ten grand to go racing at Millville. Gotcha. So, yeah, Kelly, uh, I thought um, I definitely thought that you know Mike should have came out and said, "Hey, I had nothing to do with it. I'm really sorry. I'm focused on racing. My dad. Uh, it's gonna be tough without my dad here as a manager, but." We got the great Clark Jones. Right. Did you know that, Berlue? Oh, yeah. yeah I Ber- saw him last week. Yeah. yeah. Ber- uh, Clark Jones has been around a long time, so they called him to manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Clark Jones to handle things, and uh, we're looking forward and, and, you know, going to the future. So. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And, and Jeff Emig said when he had his screw-ups that the best thing that he did was acknowledge it and say, hey, I've got issues. I'm going to move on. Yeah. And again, I don't think – I mean, as little as I know, I don't think it, Mike had anything to do with it. And I didn't get the sense that anyone else did either. Yeah. I talked to Ryan Villapoto. He didn't seem – you know, it wasn't right. like he was like, oh, yeah, that guy's out for me. Yeah. The other thing is the points being taken away. And a lot of people have made a big deal about that. And knowing as little as I do, if he's not, he hasn't been in the championship hunt. So I kind of felt like, well, he lost his points for that round. 
But yeah. how consequential is that to him in the big picture? Because a lot of people seemed, I don't know, upset. And I, I don't know what the end of the year prize money is yeah. like for position. But no, there, there is no uh, prize money for end of the year. No, okay. Uh, unless he's in sixth. Uh, he stayed in sixth, but Andrew Short pulled way closer with the – in the end, it doesn't really matter. No one, yeah, it, it, right. Yeah, he's well, not. Which the price? I mean, I guess I'm just saying. A lot of people yeah. are like, "Whoa, I don't think he should have lost his points." And I kind of right. thought, "Okay, I, I see if you're making a big deal if he's Ryan Dungey and he's yeah. still in the fight." But it's kind of like, does he really care about losing his points for yeah, the battle was, for sixth? That was one I thought um, hurt the taking of the points away. But then it was explained to me like the only thing you can do to prevent to maybe tell these teams, hey. Watch your crew, like right. you know. Watch what you guys, who you have come to the races, because we will do this yeah, and take his true. points away. You know what I mean? Great point. Well, I, th- I believe un- uh, ultimately the rider is responsible. Yeah, you know. No, he's so, unlike the NASCAR or, or IndyCar or whatever, where teams enter. Yeah, these are riders enter. Right, mm-hmm. and that's the way he explained to me. Also, yeah, and Roy Jansen explained that, and I explained yeah. that in the show that he says I've got a I've got a contract with the riders, and they're responsible for their guests yeah. and team members. And so he can't. What can he do to Jeff? He can't say, Jeff, you have to pay ten thousand dollars because you did this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, all he can do is ban him from showing up. I guess. Yeah. Now, did you try to talk to the Clark Jones, the manager, at all for an interview? We, I, or like, not for an interview, okay. but we did. Yeah. And and he seemed to support the idea of Mike talking on camera. But it's, oh, obviously, okay. it was Mike's Mike's right. decision. So he didn't want to at all. He didn't want to. And we also told him if he ends up on the podium, my first question is going to be. <laughs> About the laser. Right, right, So right, do, right. do you want to address it now or do you want to address <laughs> yeah. it on the podium? Because oh, it has to be done. That's funny. Yeah. Laser. Um, laser. The, uh, that's exactly it. At some point, he'll have to answer for it. I like the shot of him on the starting line, you know, when you guys were discussing it. Right. He just buried his head. He's just, he's just, I, I don't want anything to do with it. God, You yeah. know? I, I mean. I feel for the guy. Yeah. And that's why I really wish he had talked because I think he could have gotten a lot more empathy from people. Yeah. I mean, look at all these celebrities and things, people that do these things, and we just go, oh, that's all right. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know yeah. For sure, because people, most people like like Mike. Yeah, a lot of people. So do. he yeah. should have. As I don't know about most. Sir. I don't know if I'd go most. Really? Well, I just think just because of his family and, and the hype he got in, people uh, he has he has a lot of fans that like him, and there's a lot of people that don't like him. Unlike say, you know, you work for Brock Tickle. No one really like doesn't like Brock Tickle, but he also doesn't have like passionate fans. He, of course, he has a few, but I'm generalizing. Mike has passionate fans and then haters. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think there's so. more hatred toward the father, though. That's, Maybe you got to yeah. admit. I mean. Because Mike is usually a good interview, and he's very nice. You know, when, he, yep. when we I worked with him at Suzuki, he's a really, you know, down-to-earth, seems like a really nice guy. But, you know, how I see it, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a... <laughs> the the uh The thing with Mike is, is he, you know, he's married. He's 25 years old. He He's a great rider. He tries his hardest on the racetrack. Like, there's a lot of guys – and I've said this about Michael Leslie. There's a lot of riders that if a Dungey or a Villapoto is behind them, they're like, ah, I'm done. You know, they're going to get me, and here you go. And Mike, Mike isn't as quick as those guys, but it doesn't matter. He fights those guys for every inch of the track, every lap. And I admire that. We don't have enough of those racers that do that. Most guys are like, ah, I ain't going to beat Ryan Villapoto. And they just kind of let the pass happen. Sure. Mike, no way. Like, he will fight you to the death. And he won't beat Ryan Villapoto, but he will – he will go down swinging, and I admire that as a racer. So, yeah, I don't know. But at some point, you know, you're 25 years old. You're married. You, uh, you know, like someone told me, like, they're 
always just a little off. You know, they run all-lane suspension, suspension, Dunn Jones. They have uh, different motor guys. They've gone through a few different motor people. They, Tony runs the program, and he not everyone will work with him, or he doesn't like anybody, or whatever it is. Mike's bike setups are always a little over here, and with components and right. things that he's using, and and everyone else is over here. You know, and I always just like, you know, if Mike just got on a team and and ran pro circuit and race tech suspension and, and just, you know, he'd be a lot better off. But I don't know. Just it never works like that. No. Well, I mean, Even when, when he's he had on a your... solid program, you, you remember what he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was pretty awesome there so for, you... what, four, four, four races? Yeah, he was going to win the title. Out. I think he would have won. Oh, he had a huge point lead. Yeah, yeah he did because Reed was getting slow going. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, the press day – and pro- well, he wasn't even at Presti. He was riding at High Point. Yeah, like a couple days before. Yeah, and like another thing, another goofy sort of decision. Like, what are you, do- like, you know, ifs and buts and candies and nuts and hindsight and all that. But what are you doing? Going, you know, just another goofy decision. That's go- what they do, though. Right, right. That's what they do. And yeah, I just wish Mike. I think Mike should just break away. I, I, he won't. But um, Berluti, you know, you, you've been there with with him on a team. Like, he won't happen. But it's unfortunate. Um, but. The penalties were severe, and Berluti, have you ever seen anything like that? Laser in a rider's eye? <laughs> no, never, never seen anything Never, like never that happened? You never? I heard about it between motos, and I, I was trying to put together, I thought it was going up the uphill, somebody was doing something yeah. or whatever, whatever, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, no, i never seen nothing like that. What about you, Kelly? You've done tons of other racing. Yeah, I, mean, I can't it... quite think of a, <laughs> an in-race scandal like that. I, I yeah. mean, I feel like there's so few ways you could affect a race and at the starting gates, yeah. and that was like the clever way that yeah. it could be done. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call in if you want to talk Millville, if you want to talk Lasergate, you want to talk about uh, Washougal, whatever whatever you got. So, Kelly, what uh, are you coming to um, Unadilla in a couple weeks, or what's yeah, your schedule? Yeah, I'm finishing out the oh, season. Oh, you are? You're, yeah. You're, you're, so okay, so you're all done with your pumped. Robbie Gordon stuff, your Lamont stuff? I'm not or? done, so I oh. go straight from Unadilla to Road America, which is in Wisconsin, so um, I fly out 5.30 Sunday morning, but... Anyway, just the way the schedule's worked out, yeah. I'm committed to the rest of oh, okay. but we've got four four rounds yeah. left. So. Yeah, so oh, that's good. That's good. What, how was Millville for you? What uh, what did you think? What did you pick up from it? What, well, uh, in my short motocross career, I thought that was the, some of the best racing, if not the best round of racing yeah. that I've seen. I agree. It was pretty good. It was awesome. And to watch Trey Kennard and, and James Stewart battling back and forth and um, even in Mo- 450 Moto2 when we had Dungey and James, it just felt like yeah. this is awesome. It just, it was really yeah. exciting. All we need to do is get rid of the Ryans somehow or, or like <laughs> make them start backwards, uh, right. you know, I, make them crash. I don't know. But it was. It was a fantastic race. Everything was awesome. Uh, it was like, what happened to Villapoto though? And I, yeah. I mean, he just was a bit off his... He said afterwards that he doesn't want to make excuses, but he did think that crash affected him. It was a pretty good okay, crash. Did yeah. you see it, Berlute? No, nah, I heard about oh, it. it was, yeah. was it similar to what Roxon did, as somebody said? Um, no, not really. Roxon kind of – yeah, Roxon got into the high speed and, like, high-sided. Uh, over the next – after the next left, uh-huh. RV over that jump. He came flying over that jump, and I think he scrubbed and caught his foot. Okay. Because he just went uh, – like, like, came just, off. Yeah, it just uh, came so off. So, completely different situation. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Roxon's but it was crash – High yeah, speed, yeah, I mean. as, as high as it is coming into that over that single yeah. before the before the whoops and whoops. Um, Rocks and scratches gnarly. It was gnarly. That was uh, props yeah. to him for making it for the second moto. Oh moment. man, not only just making it, but yeah. had the lead at one point and and I mean, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he showed a lot there. Tomac looks uh, unbeatable at this point, <laughs> but 
you know, you got to give it up for Roxanne for doing that. I thought that was that was something else. That was huge. And it just goes to show how easily that happened to Kenny. It can, the same thing can happen to Eli. Or yeah. he can have a mechanical or Dungy's chain came off. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so weird things that can. And we're going to have Ryan Dungy's mechanic sure. on. Carlos Rivera is going to be on here a little bit. And we'll talk to him about the uh, the chain. That was weird, huh, Berlute? Like, just kind of a rock got in there, I guess, derailed it or something? It or? happens. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's mechanical. You know, anything can happen. It yeah. sucks. Well. You know, if you had, uh, and, and again, you can play devil's advocate all day long. If if Ryan Dungey had won Melville first moto, which he may have he, until that chain or whatever. It looked like he could have. He could have. And if he had not DNF'd at uh, Redbud and would have got those second points, he'd be like four points out of the lead. Wow. So, yeah, it's easy. It can happen to Ryan Villapoto just as easy, um, although it doesn't seem to be. But 6-4 on the day for him. Like, wow. That's all we need, just those guys to just. <laughs> yes, not be on their games. What do you end up fifth overall or uh, sixth? Fifth overall, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I think that's fifth. weird for Villapoto, right? Yeah, that's, but that's, that track's a great track. It lends to good racing, I think. Yeah, you got there's certain sections that guys are yeah. good at. Like, like Brock was really good over in the whoop section, Sam and then, Lips, yeah. then then he would l- lose over on the other side. You know? Yeah. Did you guys? I know when I was a mechanic, there was oftentimes like, hey, my bike's not working good in the sand whoops. We don't want to go too slow on the rebound, or we don't want to go too stiff on the compression because it ain't going to work on the other side of the track. Do you, did you guys run into that? Oh yeah, of into course. that issue. Yeah, sure. like where you're like, ah, we got to kind of live with it. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Did you go over by the sand whips, Kelly? At all? Did you go? I, I didn't this year, but last year I did. Oh yeah. It yeah. was so cramped the time this year. It was yeah. it was a weird schedule so Ooh, early, so I didn't really tight. have time to get over there. But I I did last year. I I stood just right by him with Emig and it's pretty cool. Weege. Yeah, it was, it, it's it, pretty it's, cool. It's a pretty neat section. I went over there and watched. The second 450 moto from there, and Josh Grant right in front of me, just going for the pass, just swap and bang, just yeah, it was it was a. Uh, well, they were saying how much harder it was this year, the track, uh, instead of the loose, loomy dirt they're used to there. Yeah, no one liked it. Berlut, did you get that too? That did, did Brock say anything? No, not really. He, it seemed all right. I guess they didn't they didn't prep the track like they normally did. I guess I mean they yep. thought it was going to rain maybe or something. I don't know why, but yeah, it was so yeah. hard. Usually deeper. Oh. For sure. Yeah. Deeper and ruddier and wetter, uh, yeah. which I think, you know, causes more mistakes, which then the Ryans rise above when you cause more mistakes. Right. I and haven't wh- been there in five years, in four years. Really? So, what, th- yeah. But oh, wow. Yeah. Why, we don't you do always, outdoors. Oh, you didn't do outdoors. Yeah. yeah your team didn't so. do outdoors. I forgot about that. Uh, Kevin's got a question for Kelly. Uh, Kevin, what's going on? Thank you for uh, listening to the show. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, question for Kelly. Um, now that you've been to a couple of these races and kind of gotten into the flow of things, uh, what do you think would be the best thing or easiest thing to change that would either make the experience for the people at the races better or make it a more marketable product to the people watching it on TV? Well, hopefully the the changes that they've done this year in putting on four hours back-to-back of TV coverage, I would think that that would help because – um, and even Weege and I were talking about it. Uh, the producer from NBC, Rich O'Connor, has been more involved in giving some, some suggestions. And Weege is like, there's very simple things. Like when we're doing two hours on fuel, no one's ever suggested at the end of hour one, we remind people that there's another hour oh, of yeah, TV yeah. coming up. Yeah. And it sounds so stupid in elementary, but sometimes you need those little things. And then to tell, sell, sell it from one broadcast, one network to the other, hopefully, um, you know, the NBC coverage helps. And uh, we were actually talking about the effects of the fans at the track doing the four hours, whether or not they like it. Weege says some people feel like they're not getting their money's worth because yeah. it's the four hours of racing and then they're, they're done. 
I, as a fan, when I go to sporting events, would prefer that myself. Right. But I think if you're a track vendor, you don't like it. No, no one's right. coming to shop for t-shirts. No one's coming to, um, you know, buy a hamburger or whatever. You know, right. because it's just bam, 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 bam. And I know the teams don't get this guy started. He doesn't like it. <laughs> He's a mechanic. He doesn't like it. These guys are stretched more so than ever before. Oh, sure. With no intermission, it's crazy. You know, and uh, so there, there's definitely some gives and take. I do, th- and you know. Another thing that's going on, um, MX Sports is sort of limiting the, the lap times to around two minutes. Yeah. Because of constraints for time. They don't have cameras to go everywhere. You know, if the track went everywhere, they don't have cameras and cables and everything else. Right. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of sacrifices being made for TV. And well, I hope it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope so, too. The other thing is, you know, what, what makes Supercross superior in a lot of ways and other sports that I've been a part of, when you can see the whole track, yeah. when you're in that environment, it's so much more appealing for a, lot, a good number of fans. Sports car racing struggles because you have to go pick your one corner of the track or your straightaway, and you watch the same thing over and over, yeah. and you don't really get an opportunity to, to really see what's going on. And the other Especially thing is... Especially America. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So I'll be there in four-mile track in, in a couple I weeks. I spend a lot of time there as growing up. You have. I love it there. It's beautiful. It it's absolutely beautiful. one of my favorite tracks That's Wisconsin? in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Elkhart Lake. Right. It's just awesome. But um, but then it's it's about the riders. It's about selling the personalities and and showing them off. That's what I think draws a lot of people into motorsports. Period. Is it's they've got their guy that they cheer for. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is not the best NASCAR driver, but he's been the most popular one for ten years yeah. because he is who he is. And, and people like to latch onto those personalities. The love hate with Alessi. Yeah. The, yeah. Sure. You know. I think more than ever, we're doing a good job of uh, showing. The Phil Nicolettis, the Jake Weimers, the, the the guys that aren't don't have a hope of winning, but they're there, and you want to build fans for them or give their sponsors love. And I think more than ever, even in Supercross, which has been very guilty of just showing the winners, Supercross did a good job this year, and I think the Outdoors is doing an even better job of like, hey, there's a lot of other Those racers here than just Ryan Vilpoto and Ryan Dungey. So I think that's that's a good job. I think we need more of that. You yeah. know, more of like. Just here's the stories behind these guys. We we don't they're not going to win, but who cares? Definitely. You know? So you know, it's like yeah, we did a little feature on Malcolm Stewart this this you know, but picking yeah. some of those guys that are right. mid pack, whatever. You still have to have a reason to cover yeah. them. Have we done one on Brock Tickle? Uh, uh, I feel like we did actually. Did we? Did we do one on Brock Tickle? I don't know. Well, you're the mechanic. I don't want. I, like I said earlier, <laughs> earlier I thought I thought maybe you came in I and did b- some, but no, actually it wasn't you. Could it it, was, it was the other girl. The um, other girl, Aaron. See, Aaron. no one yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. us apart. I actually no, had, believe me, you're completely no. different. But yeah, <laughs> Tom Baggett came up to me and he said, "I got this great picture of you and Blake on the podium last week, and I hadn't been at the previous round, oh. so I'm going." Does he even know the difference between us, or is he thinking last round? Sure right, enough, right. it was Aaron and Blake, and I'm like. Uh. But we're not, what did you say? Did, yeah, did you say anything? Or did you just go, oh. <laughs> No, I just said, no, that's not me. I don't know. Oh, no, but you did say it wasn't you. I did yeah, say, okay, yeah, yeah, that's Does Aaron not live here, too? No. no. You do, though, right? Yeah, I live okay. here. All right, thank- actually, Steve flew me in on yeah. his private jet. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's how we do it. Come in and do the show. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Have a good show. Bye. Thanks. Uh, Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? Mathis, I wanted to see if the video of... Coons assaulting Jeff Alessi ever showed up. <laughs> MX Sports is done. Uh, no, I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a video of it. I just don't. I think Tony, yeah, Tony said there was a video. He did. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, I don't think there was a video <laughs> of it. I, I just don't. I don't think so. 
Sam. Davy okay. Coombs is beating up your kid. Um, Steve, what's going on, man? Yo. What's happening? Nothing, man. Yo, is this chick that's on here, is she, like, the one that was on the show last time? Yeah, same chick. <laughs> oh, word. All right. No doubt. Um, <laughs> Hey, I was wondering, like, how many, like, riders, like, proposition this girl, like, you know, like. Good question. Yeah. All right. How many riders have actually, actually on date? None. None, none to date. None to date. Yeah. Okay. None. <laughs> They're all very well behaved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised at that, actually, to be honest. Uh, Steven, another Steven. What's going on, man? Uh, Not much. I just had uh, two quick questions. Uh, One was I I know someone had called into one of the fly shows and asked about um, something with the suspension of Ryan Villapoto and that he had mentioned um, the switch to Shoa was like a a big help for him. And uh, I was wondering, like, with Kawasaki, they you know they run the KYB factory. Um, it, how do they let him run the the show? Or was it something with the Air Fork where they had more development with it, or how'd that work? Uh, well, um, I believe the K the KX two fifty F comes with Showa forks and shock. Does it not, brother? Do you yeah. Know? So four fifty. No, the two fifty. Okay, you're right. Two fifty. Yeah, and yeah. four fifty comes with KYB. Right. So okay. it's there's a part. Every Japanese has partnerships with everybody. You know, so that's not a problem. From what I understand, Kawasaki approached Showa and said, hey, can we test it? Can we try it? And Showa was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, so. but Villapoto's a fan of Showa. Why? Why do you say that? Because he rode with it with, with Mitch all those years. And oh, okay. Yeah, no, he, he, yeah. He, I'm sure you heard all that. I didn't hear that he was a fan of Showa, but I heard that the, a big reason why he's riding very well is he's so pumped on his bike. So... Which, and the suspension change. The guys was, won on both both kinds, Oh yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. No. But no, I heard it was he was a big integral part. He of, was part of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. There you go, Stephen. <laughs> okay. And my other question, um, I, I forgot which show. Someone had mentioned it before that um, the, the tracks are a lot different. I know you talked about the track prep today with uh, Mill Build. They're a lot different than you know when you go to like an amateur day or just every other day. What's so different about the way they prep a track for a pro race versus, you know, an amateur race or something like that? Um, well, Millville aside, they generally rip it uh, really deep, and they water the crap out of it, and they maybe dump some sawdust in there. I don't know too much about, like, you know, how much track prep varies and how much effort and work each track owner wants to put into it, but that's what they do in the Nationals. They seem to drop, drop a lot of sawdust or wood chips, more sawdust these days, wood yeah. chips back in the day. And uh, they mix it in with the dirt, they rip it, and they water the crap out of it. They just rip it a lot deeper than they would, you know, an average day. Just for, yeah. Because that's to make it last all day, I guess. Yeah, for sure. They want it to, There's a small window with the TV coverage and with everything else, and they, want, they don't want to be working on it too much. So the idea is to have it a little bit muddy for the first practice and have the track kind of come along, uh, come around as the day goes on. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. Um, yeah, the, the prep. Man, I don't. I don't think anybody was happy with it. Like it just everyone's saying hard base. Stewart said the whoops were harder than ever because they were harder. Uh, they weren't soft, mm-hmm. so you you know you had to really make sure you were on point with that. Um, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Even Alex Martin didn't like it. He lives there. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what they did to it. So it's weird, weird deal. Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy, he did a little. Uh, they did an interview. I'm sure, did you read that one about him today? No. And he he talked about that. Prep, oh, did he? Prep oh, what did he, what did he say? Just said that when he typically rode there growing up, because everybody said you have a big advantage and blah blah blah. You know, he yeah. says, well, some of the track we didn't use, and 
it uh, it never was prepped, so it was like blue grooved and hard all the time when you know when I was living there, you know when I lived there. Yeah. You know now he lives in Florida or whatever. Right, right. But uh, so he said he never really had an opportunity to ride the track when it was you know during a national because yeah. this was his first national there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Right. Yeah. Um, Alex told me a couple of years ago. You know, he lived on the property there, and he's like, "Yeah, the, I don't ever ride this track. It's not that good." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and there's a track up the hill. He's like, "We ride the one on top of the hill." He's like, "It's better than this than the main track because the main track gets kind of crappy." And I'm just like, "What are you talking about?" But I guess when you don't prep it and you don't cut right. cut the grass and you don't do anything, it's just ends he up said being it was, yeah. yeah. Right. Jeremy was saying it's just just nasty, you know, just blue grooved, ugly. Yeah, you know? can you imagine that for Millville? Like, we show up and well, it's it like... Well, it gets pretty rough or pretty hard back, yeah. you know, on on that one side. Yeah, the side before the finish line, that whole section yeah. gets choppy and rough. And mm. um, I was watching an old Millville from, like, Berlut, your day. Um, your day, too. Your yeah, day. maybe. It was from You're 90... Old. It was from, like, 94. So oh, before okay. my day, okay, I started in 96, but... Oh, you're going to date me now. Go ahead. Anyways, John Martin has removed a crap load of trees. I don't really think about it, but I was watching this old race. Mike LaRocca was racing it. And, man, you can't even see in the TV coverage, like, up the hill before the finish, all in that section that we were just talking about. Just trees everywhere. Yeah, that whole section, that that side of the yeah. hill, they took them all out, and then now it's all for spectators. Yeah, they, they like, cut into it and stuff. Yeah, it's it was bitching. amazing. I never really thought about it, but I've raced there so many times, you'd think I would, you just don't realize it because it's – You did. Oh, yeah, yeah. there a ton. Um, Isn't that your Stanton story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, six times. All right. Heading out for practice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Buddies. Uh, never never saw him again. Never saw him after he made a right turn. Um, but but Kelly never got a chance to see the Whoop Monster. Do you know anything about the Whoop Monster? No. He, wow. He hasn't been there for a what couple happened years. What to him? See, like I said, I haven't been there in three or four years Oh, yeah, now. I guess, yeah, you haven't seen him. He's been gone for two or three years. Yeah. Kelly, there was a grown man who, who wore a... Uh, <laughs> Camouflage, uh, a camouflage outfit. You couldn't see his face. He had a he had a, a chainsaw with the blade taken off. He had a wagon, yeah. with uh, different stuff or in the wagon. Or a mule that or... even had hydraulics. On oh it. yeah, that's right. You got yeah. a mule one year, yeah. yeah, with stereo speakers and the whole night. Yeah, he was yeah. He, and he li- and he, he was the whoop monster, and he and he and he lived lived in the whoops every 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 uh, every year. He was in the whoop section, but then he started getting like too too big too fast. Oh. Be- because he was asking for sponsorship. He wanted all oh, really? these companies to sponsor him. Yeah. And I think once they said, hey, no, <laughs> right. he got pissed, and he's never been back since. Oh, yeah, he's never never come back, the Whoop Monster. I'm sure the riders miss him, huh? Um, I don't yeah. know, yeah. He had cowbells and stuff he'd oh, ring when they'd God. come by and stuff. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go keep talking. I'm going to Google a photo of him for Kelly. Oh, so yeah. was he there? Was he, like, scaring the little kids, or did they, No, like, he was a was nice guy. and – Oh yeah, no. He With actually his... was. He actually he'd been there a long okay. time, and he built it up, you know. And he just was really into it, you know. That's oh, the what monster. That, that that's the guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We don't have that in sports car racing. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no grown man dressing like fatigues with a chainsaw. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Kelly, what was the most uh, surprising thing for you from Millville? Uh, I guess you said the racing, but um, what else? What else caught your eye? Like. Um, I guess Roxon's Roxon coming back to riding as good as he did. Yeah, or? I think that was a huge surprise. Um, I've got you know, just just all just the racing in general. Again, to go back to it, I had to leave um, halfway through uh, 250 Moto One to go round up James Stewart for an interview and check in on Ken Roxon. Oh, okay. And honestly, 
I mean, it was like white flag was out and we're headed to go to yeah. the podium and they, uh, they also kill my audio cause mm-hmm. I'm like doing something separate. Yeah. So I had no idea. Like I was like, what's the top five? And it had totally <laughs> changed from the last time I'd been able to listen to. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. And so I'm up there on the podium going, holy crap. I have no idea how these guys even ended up here, <laughs> but like, it was probably awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so re- yeah. So really, so when you're asking them questions, it's super tough for you. Cause you're like, I didn't see it. I went to go talk yeah. to James. Like, yeah, I gotta kind of be like exactly. Yeah, and right. then the same, we did the same during 450 Moto One. I had to, I had to leave to yeah. go get uh, Eli Tomac set up an interview for him for the start of Moto Two. Anyway, so you do you miss yeah. some things and you're just you're trying to fill in the holes of when you like, left. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The James Stewart, James Stewart has been a uh, an easy guy to interview and a good guy to interview this year. It's been great. Yeah, and I felt like my que- I asked him sort of a tough question, in that I said. Basically, both Ryans went down. Can you beat them if they if they don't have issues? And uh-huh. he was yeah. he. I was unsure of what I'd get in return, and he was great about it. Yeah, and laughed, yeah. and I said, "What do you think of the rain?" And he's like, "Look at me, I look great." Like he had a great <laughs> yeah. yeah right right. So he, I think he's been great. He's I wish I, he was around more because I can never go find him to actually get any information unless he's on the podium. Yeah, it's like I the only he, time I talk to him. He pretty much runs the uh, motorhome. Yeah, a swing a leg on the bike, ride the bike right. to the start line. Totally. Yeah, then yeah, it's 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 tough, but um, but he has been a great interview. So yeah, no, he has been. Um, and Eli Tomac, uh, that's four motors in a row now, Brother Yeah, he's on fire. You know, the only thing that'll kill him is his starts. But he, these last couple of races, yeah. his starts, even with bad starts, he comes through. You know, yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. And in a hurry. I mean, yeah. I felt like he did it a lot faster um, at Millville than some of the other races where it's coming down to. Yeah, you know, he's past the the midway point. Right, it, 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 he gets to the front right away, and and, yeah. and he checks out. Will Hahn, whole shot, crazy, <laughs> wow, insane, right? Um, for a guy that wasn't in the first four rounds or whatever, and now he's gonna ha- he's gonna win that money. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think. Well, he. <laughs> You know, he missed. He joined the series late, so the only thing he has to look forward to is his fifteen grand for this whole shot. <laughs> right. He's already done the math. He's like, I think someone has to run the table to beat him. Now? To beat him now, yeah. yeah you know what I mean. He's like, nobody's going to nobody's going to do that. So, yeah. uh, if you look closely, Kelly, next time you talk to him, yeah, uh, he has he has a Pulpamex sticker on his helmet. Does he? Yes. Very cool. The contract we have uh-huh. is uh, I must bring him a Starbucks okay. every Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, small soy latte. Really? Um, yep. Um, <laughs> now, where did you find this Starbucks for this past Saturday morning? I'd like to know. Well, it, there was one in my hotel. It was closed. Right. Then there was one close by. It was closed. Right. Caribou coffee. I had to do oh, caribou. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. had to sub. Gotcha. Yeah, I had to sub. And he said it was a breach of contract. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm out. I'm out. My lawyer will be calling you. The, the sticker's coming off. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think Pulp Max has something to do with his, you know, his whole shot skills. I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he's, he's been on fire. And Bogle's been riding great lately. Bogle's really turned yeah. it around. Contract time? No, he's, he's there next year. It's really? done deal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought the same thing. Yeah, okay. So, and of course, Loretta Lynn's this week, uh, Matt Bisaglia, Bisaglia is uh, the next Geico guy coming up. He's going to be racing the amateur race and then debut at uh, Unadilla. Really? Yeah. Well, be so that team is going to be stacked, man. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be. It's a big yeah, it oh, a lot of people. It's, it's going to be crazy. Uh, hey, you're listening to the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, Kelly Stavis is in studio with us and her appearance on the show brought to you by Showy Helmets. Showy Helmets, a choice of helmets for Josh Grant, uh, Justin Barsha. It was a choice for Kevin Windham. For, uh, forever, probably still is when he rides. Uh, Showy-helmets.com, 50 years of helmet technology. Thanks to Showy for coming on board. Check him out. And uh, Kelly's appearance is brought to you by Showy. Evan, you have a question for Kelly? 
Yeah, and a comment about the whole about the whole TV, you know, the broadcast. Um, hold, on, hold on one second, uh, Kelly. Someone in the chat room said that uh, although your boobs aren't as big as Aaron, they like <laughs> they like you better. Just just saying. These are that our, means a lot. Yeah, these are our uh, our people. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, go ahead, Evan. Um, I feel like the like the Channel All Four broadcast ninety five percent dildos. <laughs> the NBC broadcast, you know, they try to try to almost dumb it down a little. A little bit for the for the audience. Um, in that second 450 moto, like the, the confusion at the end of the moto, where you know Kennard went across the line and, and automatically you could see he thought he must have got the overall. Where you know it's not hard. Anybody that knows motocross, the points have been the same for forever. You know. Yeah, I'm with you, so, Evan. That was uh, <laughs> that was a little weird. Uh, yeah. Did, 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 did you watch the broadcast? I didn't, I didn't get to see it. Uh, you know what? My people are gonna uh, come down on me because I'm always saying about how stupid people are for freaking out about the different channels. You know, it's a big, big deal in our yeah, in our on our message boards. People cannot change a channel. It's right. blasphemy <laughs> to change a channel. My DVR didn't pick up the NBC one, oh, so dear. I look at me telling yeah. all these idiots yeah. to set a DVR. And it happens to you. Uh, my I got the NBC Sports one. I didn't get okay. the NBC network one. one. Uh, but Trey came across the line, Berlute and Kelly. I don't know if you saw this, but he thought he won the overall. With a two-two, mm-hmm. Stewart beat him by one point. Sure. You know, one three, yep. two-two. Absolutely. Uh, Trey thought he won, so a little strange. Was yeah, and and then at the end, I don't know, Weege, I don't know where he came out with this, but maybe he had to he maybe to justify Stewart winning the overall. He said Stewart got that got a bonus point for winning the first moto when that that's totally not even. Yeah, Not even right. Yeah, there's you know, no bonus 20, points. 25 yeah. and 20 is 45. 22 and 22 is 44. There's no bonus Not points. Not that hard to figure just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> never. He's, <laughs> he's ruining the sport. Stop it. <laughs> nice guy. I thought he was your friend, Steve. <laughs> yeah. No. No. yeah. A bonus so, point? Um, I mean, come on, Weege. Um, so then in the 250s, uh, Marvin goes 4-4 and gets second overall. Yeah. You know, they, instead of taking, instead of trying to make it less confusing, I mean, it seems like they're making it more confusing by not actually showing. When they show the recap of the first moto, and they show the one, you know, they show first through tenth, and who, you know, who got what place. But they don't never show how many points you get for okay. first. They never show how many points you get for second. Well, that's Kelly's fault. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I put the kibosh yeah, on that as Kelly. soon as they hired me. Kelly's like, so. no points being shown, none. <laughs> But you know what? You're right in that we do typically things get dumbed down for network because you're trying to invite new viewers in, and so you want to be as simple as possible so that they don't feel confused. And so I uh, will totally take your point that if we need to be showing the points structure more clearly, um, I will pass that along. To Chris Bond, our producer, ASAP. But it's easy to be confused with that point system, but it's been that way forever. Yeah, right. yeah so like we know it, but for sure the fans. No, don't, you if know. you look at it from um, car racing or well, NASCAR points are kind of no, jacked I, up. So, yeah. so many of the series are confusing. Really? Are they okay? Because right. you can okay. get points for laps led yeah. and qualifying. I mean, so each one has their yeah. own, and I never try to. I wish we had that kind of stuff. Right. I wish we had whole shot and laps led and. Yeah, I, I, I think they cool. should make a bigger deal about uh, pole by the guy oh, who yeah. was in the yeah. 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 I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a no-brainer, if you ask me. Yeah. 
You could yeah. get a sponsorship behind it for each. Well, we each have event, we, we do know? have a sponsorship. It's called Oakley. And, yeah, oh. Oakley. Oakley's a time bomb award. Oh, that's true. For but we don't every, really. Oh, really? Every pole position, you get Oakley a, bomb. Oakley bomb. You. Uh, and that's new this year, huh? No, nope. they've done it for a couple of years, but this year they put money behind it. There's money uh, behind that's it, right? Interesting. They don't talk don't about it much. Yeah, it's um, it's. Twenty-five grand or something. They, they haven't been hyping it up, though. I know no, that. I, I don't, you, you haven't heard much about yeah. it. At least it this doesn't year. really make it doesn't make the broadcast because you've seen it. It's in the drivers' meeting is when they go and present, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Or to some, it's totally from the next week. Yeah, from the separate week. from yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it, don't we don't even it. go there because you're. It's it uh, happened hours earlier. Yeah. No one made a big deal about it. And, uh, all right, thanks, Evan. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to BTOSports.com. Uh, hope next show. Appreciate it. All right, uh, it's email time. Uh, email is brought to you by Racetech, Racetech Suspension. Uh, check them out on the web. They, uh, they're they one of our greatest sponsors. They're, um, they've got a new street bike line, Berlu. You like this. You're in the street bikes. Uh, sport bike, cruisers, Harleys, whatever, anything with a Racetech suspension. From everything from Springs, Racetech's award-winning gold valve emulators and G3.S-S custom series shocks. Every Racetech setup, 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. There's a coupon code on pulpamexshow.com. Check it out if you're getting some suspension done. Racetech suspension, the choice of privateers everywhere. If you're a privateer, you want to check out Racetech because they will dial you in. And uh, at Loretta's right now, running the uh, KTM 65 SX Gold Valve 4 kit is uh, Aiden Tijero. Uh, he's a big part of the development of that kit, and uh, he's representing USA at the Junior Motocross of Nations this year. So the kid's super fast. Look for him at Loretta's. He's a Racetech guy. Uh, his, his bike's going to be soaking up the shit. All right, so these are the best emails of the week. Um, Rudy, this one's for you. I noticed that both Ryan Dungey and Ken Roxon have had strange over-the-bar crashes due to the front end that violently turns to the stop. Could it be the KTM chassis geometry is at fault? Demetrius. I don't think so. I But I did see that, and it happened so quick. I don't really – I had watched it a couple of times, and I don't exactly know what happened. You know what? Uh, did you see that? That was pretty crazy. I did, crazy. And, and Dungey's crash at Redbud was weird. Coming up the hill. Going up the hill, over the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's weird. Um, the things seem like they work when they're winning, right? All right. Um, all right, this one's uh, from Ashley about Dave Osterman. Oh, boy. Keep him off the show. He may be in the industry and well-known being, Ch- and well-known being Chad's team manager, but the guy's just rabbits on, like, an old dude at the checkout counter trying to get some attention. <laughs> Refer to Grandpa in the Simpsons. Poor Dave. Dave called in last week. Oh. Dave Osterman did, and uh, and uh, yeah, he, he, Dave can talk. He's a good guy. Um, Danny said, if you watch Moto One pre-race starting gate interview with Villapoto with Aaron, the bigger boobed girl, you can see the laser going across his helmet on onto the blue background when he says the shadows come into play later in the afternoon. Then the laser appears on Grant's mechanic's neck as Aaron walks behind him and over to Dungey. At the end of Dungey's interview, there are some green flashes that appear to be coming from Dungey's silver helmet. I didn't know that. I might have to go back and look at that. Yeah. So apparently there was lots of lasers. Kind of like a dis- disco ball thing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> lots of lasers in the, uh, in the start of the, uh, the deal. Uh, Mike said, hey, Steve, Jeff is going to elbow you in your face. Who the Ooh. hell says that? Not punch or kick, but elbow. <laughs> is he going to come off in the top turnbuckle and <laughs> give you a Hulkster? Mike. Yeah, I agree. Who says that? Like, if you're really mad, you're like, I'm going to elbow you in the face. <laughs> what? 
I'm going to kick your ass. You must have really pissed him off, dude. He doesn't want to break his hand. Use your elbows. Oh, <laughs> look at you. You're such, hey, a, you're he's such street, a fighter. He's a street fighter. Tits is always thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Tits. Yeah. Street fighter. He, yeah. He's I, MMA. I think Geraldo one time got, got got somebody punched him or something. Yeah. yeah. And and Berludi, what do you always call me? Geraldo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How come you go all Geraldo on all the rookies? Rookies? What do you mean? Yeah, you know, just Bell and all those guys, you know. Well, Zach Bell's a, a disaster. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Oh, well, come on. Give him okay. a little slack. Uh, Phil sent this in. A bit of feedback on the laser show. Watson, what a train wreck. He brought nothing to discussion. Yes, Kenny, we know you know the Alessis back in the day, and you know that Tony goes to bat for his kids. Anything else to say? Anything? He was actually cutting off Tony to say that for the third or fourth time. This was not about you, Kenny. Quit trying to bring it back to yourself. DV was golden. Someone had to let Tony know he was way off base. David Villeman, the guy that was in yep. last time he was in. Um, another point if Tony cares about his kids so much if he'd actually seen Jeff get assaulted there is no way he would have been able to just let it go by putting Jeff in a camper help Mike get ready to the race he was assaulted why the delay in contacting the the police a crime was committed and one simple question regarding whether or not Jeff was team manager could I have bought a pit pass strolled into the MCR rig grabbed a shirt Tony's credentials and a headset and helped out a race effort had I been at Washougal I think we know that answer Jeff obviously had team permission to wear the shirt, headset, credentials. DC handled it right. Um, more ping, less Kenny. Overall, good show. Very entertaining. Uh, thanks, Phil. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the email. Uh, Henry sent in a long email. Not happy with Tony Alessi. And Bacardi already sent one who says Tony needs help. Um, what planet is this guy on? I am an attorney. Guy calls himself Bacardi Artie, and he's an attorney. <laughs> I am an attorney that deals with lying clients all the time, and it never ceases to amaze me that they will deny it no matter what. I have learned losers all have something in common. They're always victims, and someone else wronged them. Ramblings of a madman. Thank you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for emailing the show. Brought to you by Race Tech Suspension. Race Tech uh, Suspension, the best stuff on the planet. Choice of privateers everywhere. There's a bug ring inside of MX Sports. Uh, all right, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, Doesn't get old, actually. Not yet. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, no. There's, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Definitely. Uh, Mike, Mike Goose Gosler, uh, Berluti, your buddy. Yeah. You worked hand in hand with Goose for years. Yeah. I'm. That's. I'm. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to enjoy having him on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lars Lindstrom, Chad Reed's mechanic. Good guy. Okay. Yeah. Carlos Rivera. Great guy. Oh, so yeah. Lars is good. Carlos is great. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos bud. offers they're me both, ice cream at every great. race. Oh, he does? So he's at the top of my list as well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, Paul Barabinos. Don't know him. You don't know Paul Barabinos? I know who he is. I don't know him. I've worked with Carlos. I've worked, I haven't worked What'd with Lars. Where'd you work with Carlos? At Suzuki with Millsaps. Oh, yeah. I'm so stupid. Right. No, you're not stupid. Uh, you don't know Paul Barabinos, though. I know here, of here, him. Here, I, I've never Here's a fun fact him. about Paul Barabinos. Okay. Uh, he's from Canada. No, I'm joking. Wait. He is? No, oh. but he raced in Canada. <laughs> he did. Yes, he raced he pro in Canada. Well yeah. Really? He raced for Blackfoot Honda. No kidding. Yeah, because he was like a, a good amateur rider. I don't know how it happened. Back but... Sebastian, Sebastian Wad days? Oh, yeah, yeah. Back then. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I didn't you know, know why that. I had him on, too? Because he told me one time when I was a mechanic and he was a racer, I taught him how to wash a bike properly. And he, he's always, you know, always remember that. That's why you had him on. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, um, last so. week we had a ton of celebrity callers. Mitch Payton called in. Dave Osterman called in. Uh, who else? Do we have somebody else? Tony Alessi. <laughs> was it all about Alessi? Is that what they, it, why they're It mostly in? was. Well, yeah. this week uh, 
Uh, we got Will Hahn on the phone. Wilbur. What's up? Thanks for calling. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, oh, you know, Will. just talking, talking Washougal. Talking Millville. Washougal? Talking Millville. Did you pull a sticker and off it, your helmet? I'm getting pretty close to it because my coffee sucked this weekend. <laughs> Dude, come on. Caribou's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Dude, my coffee was terrible. It's like, it was like, you're, I don't know, it was just gasoline, basically. Like, it wasn't even a good soy latte. Like, I mean, if I'm running the sticker, I expect, like, to have, like, a fancy coffee. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I mean, going, like, I, I can't control the quality of it. Like, I'm not even sure it was legitly coffee. It could have been, like, somewhat, like, gasoline, maybe a little hey. bit of dog crap. Like, I'm not really sure what exactly what it I'll was. I'll tell you what it was. It was whole shot coffee. Oh, it, there we go. Maybe you just had to go to the bathroom so bad you, like, you, you, you just had the whole shot and get out of there. I don't know. If you would have gave me proper coffee, I probably wouldn't have finished as bad. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Wow, wow. Uh, we had Wilbur on. Uh, I flew Wilbur up uh, to, to sit on the show. Ago, huh? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was good times. He's a good guy. Uh, he got a little scared when Kenny got upset at tits, and he got a little scared. But I don't blame him. Oh, Kenny was on oh. that same week. Yeah, Kenny was on the same oh. week. Oh. And Kenny, hey, just to be clear, I was in the middle of it. Like I, oh, I just was wanted to be out from the middle. I, I mean, I wanted to fully spectate, just not be involved. Yeah, no, no, yeah, because you it definitely it looked like there might have been um, some punches thrown between tits and. and and Kenny, although Tits, you know, he he, he would have elbowed him in the head, apparently. So. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, something could have gone in second. Sounds like Jeff Alessi with right, you. Right, right. Um, what else <laughs> is happening, Wilbur? Mm, not much. Getting ready for X Games this weekend. Oh, you're doing X Games. That's right. Yeah. Chad, so are you excited about that. Brock Tickle doing X Games? No. No. Okay. Uh, Hill. So, Hill's going to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Josh. Oh, wow. And it's in the Staples, on the Staples floor. Yes, tight. Uh, say Supercross, I would think. It's, Supercross. yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be. Are you going to hold shot that? Tyler Bauer's all over the place, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's doing it as well. So I think that that's even uh, really cool. If you, if you hold shot, you have a very good chance to win, unlike this weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, I was going to comment on that, but I don't kind of hard record that one. You, uh, yeah, you have a better chance. You started it with your with your tweet about the. The Pulp of Mech Show thing. Dude, I could not be. No, I, I like it. That bad luck Brian tweets, and then I like, you know what? Like, that'd be a funny one, right? You can't tell me. No, laugh. no, I laugh. No, no, it's really good. Yeah, no, I liked it. But, you know, it's all fair game then after that, right? Um, yeah, and then once, once you tweet it back, you know, it's something that you kind of want to be like, wow. That's hey, one. You need a new cell phone. Take all your whole shot money and get a new <laughs> cell phone. You're breaking up. It just looks like that. What? <laughs> like that. Yeah, it is. Um, you, have, you have a question for Kelly uh, here in studio? Anything? Roles reversed. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing intelligent. I just want to uh, basically <laughs> shoot the shoot the aim. That's about it. All right. Well, st- stay on the line because Jordan has a question okay. for Kelly. Jordan, what's going on, man? What's your question for Kelly Stavis? Yeah, I'd like to know because um, I, I felt like uh, Kelly. Uh, cut off Jeremy Martin in the interview, and she went straight to Blake Baggett. I was like, what's going on? Kelly, why do you hate Jeremy Martin? Well, I, he just <laughs> didn't rub me the right way. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't Whoa, like his hell. hair. No, it's live TV, and believe me, I've, I've got a producer yelling at me, one question, get you on to the next. Her. 
So uh, <laughs> it's certainly nothing against Jeremy Martin, who yeah. I was stoked to talk to on the podium. But, yeah, there's a dude yelling in your ear, move on, move on. Yeah, right? you, got, you just got to get through it. I mean, we gotta, we're trying to get through as many people as we can. And it's funny because sometimes I'll have all day with one – writer and yeah. then suddenly the next one they're telling me to cut it short and move oh, on yeah. and yeah. it's they're just working out the timing and it's like when we're off air one we're off air well we and also go. and also too you're sharing the the riders with the uh the, the live announcers yeah you know they're getting yeah. interviewed and stuff so yeah it's kind of like a big right. dance up there on the, on the podium yeah. so yeah i certainly didn't mean to cut them off and i apologize if i did it was nothing uh personal personal or intentional uh has will will Hahn, you should you know what you should do will next time just Refuse an interview. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, you know, she's always cutting me off. I want to do that. I mean, like, this, I feel like there's a trend. I'm always cutting you off. Yes, yes, I, always, always cut me off. Well, I never get on the podium outdoors, so I guess I, was, I, I guess I can't really say that. <laughs> I was gonna say, I like well, I haven't actually interviewed you since last year, so yeah. So I'd like to think that you cut me off. So I was trying to join the group right there. I just, <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. Then, then Jordan can call in for sure. Be upset at the, about that. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, question for you, Will. Kyle, what's going on? You got a question for Will Hahn? Not too much. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, yeah, no problem. I just wanted to give Will props on riding in Dungy's charity bicycle ride on Sunday. I saw they did oh, that. Appreciate that. And then, uh, <clears throat> I don't have any props for that thing, man. I used to tag along and uh, completely 100% of the props need to get in there. He put on a great show and Raised uh, one hundred and four thousand dollars for St. Wow. Jude's. Uh, awesome. That's something that's. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I got more. I've always had respect for Dungy, but um, after this weekend and seeing him work with uh, you know sick kids and and just being around it and being around the, the environment and, and helping and smiling and it's Sunday after one of the you know it's always a hard race at Millville. So right. Um, everything to be involved with that and to to even have my name attached to uh, tagging along on a, on a simple bicycle ride. Uh, I was truly honored. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, well, I appreciate that, man. I really feel like uh, a lot of people um, I, I heard, on it, but I just I hope I hope more people can get involved in it because I think the, the more riders get involved, the more potential to raise money. Because I mean, we did he did one hundred and four thousand, yeah. and I know we can we can we can better that, you know, with uh, you know even more people uh, joining in. Right. Maybe you can take yep. some of the one hundred four thousand and get a cell phone. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Is it that bad? Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of bad. Kelly? It's, it's breaking up a little it's bit. It's breaking up. I heard you were a total <sighs> diva on that ride, too. I was what? I hold you, heard you were a total diva. You demanded a lot of things <laughs> in your rider. <sighs> Man. Dude, you know what? I just asked for a simple coffee. Like, it's not like, you know, I don't really, I'm not that demanding. Like, it's, I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, all right. Hey, Kyle, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Have a good Kyle. night, guys. All right. Thank you. Todd, what's going on? Hey, not a whole lot. What's uh, what's your question? Hey, I, this was for Tony Berluti there. It's uh, Todd from Michigan. Todd, and, how uh, you doing? What's up, man? You don't know Todd. I sure do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the story in a little bit. Uh-huh. You hooked us up with Harleys, and we went right, we uh-huh. rode from Well, uh, just the way you said Todd from Michigan, I'm like, I, it, there's you know, only I know his voice. Yeah, right, there right, is right. only one. It's the, it's the Todd from Michigan. <laughs> I know his voice. Come on, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to ask you, with uh, with Tony Alessi gone now from the Nationals, who's the field dyno in Mike's bike? <laughs> no kidding. Field dyno in his bike. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Dave died, that maybe, huh? That going down. 
that's that's a, that's a funny down. one there. Um, thanks, Todd. Hey, no problem. Thanks thank for you. the call. All right, thank you. Thanks, uh, Will Hahn. Questions for Will Hahn. Uh, hold on, no question for Kelly first. We we only we got to get going. Kelly's got to get out of here. Uh, Damien, what's going on? What's your question for Kelly Stavis? What's up, man? Uh, first of all, Kelly, I want to say it's uh, nice to have uh, some, some somebody that knows more than one question on the podium. Please, God, don't ever ask anyone what does it mean to them in any way. Secondly, <laughs> uh, is there is there somebody uh, that maybe when you get up there you go, oh God, you know? Will Hahn. Dread. You dread interviewing? <laughs> um, there's, there's certainly no one I dread interviewing, but there are guys, there are writers who are a Blake little Baggett. bit more Blake savvy Baggett. than others. Blake Baggett gives you nothing. I mean, not his fault. Yeah. He just doesn't, he doesn't give much. Yeah. He doesn't make a lot and, of eye and, contact. But and he, Marvin Muskan doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, Marvin is a bit tough. But Marvin, the beauty about him is it'll only ever be one question. Because he more than takes up his allotted amount of time. Right, right. So, and I, I don't know if you saw last season, but I actually had to pull the mic from him at the <laughs> at Lake Elsinore at the finals. Yeah. It was the worst. I've never had to do that yeah, yeah. ever you're, in my career. You're, and, do, you're done, buddy. You're yeah, done. and my producers just screaming at, "Oh my God, pull the mic, pull the mic!" <laughs> and and it is the worst position to be in. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Marvin. We're gonna have to leave it there. But yeah. so, but yes. Yeah. You get that same thing from Michael Essie too. Well, I haven't interviewed Mike this year. I remember last year there was a point where he was thanking his bus driver, and we were like, "Okay, it's gone too far. All right, we're pulling. <laughs> we are pulling the mic." But um, but actually, I feel like a lot of the guys are improved even from last year for some yeah. reason, or maybe they feel more comfortable with me. But they seem to answer the question a little bit more instead of just going into their normal spiel. Yeah. Some more than All others. Right. Thank, but th- thanks for the question. Thanks, Damien. Yep. Um, Will Han question on Taylon. 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 Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Uh, question for Will Han. You, I don't know anymore, but at one point you were like BMX's 250 rider. They had Nick Way and you, so you like stepping out on them with full BMX lately or what? Not at all, but they've been, uh, you know, Steve's made me more uh, apt to cheat when he brings me coffees to the races. Those guys haven't been bringing me coffees, man. Yeah. Will, Will drives a hard bargain. Drives a hard bargain. Uh, no, you, man. Well, you're kicking ass, so good job. Well, I appreciate it, dude. Thanks, Taylor. Yep. Uh, last question before we go to commercial. Adam, what's going on, man? Nothing. What's up? What's going on? I was calling, you know, you are talking about Zach Bell and how he's a mess and he's always hurt. I was wondering what his mechanic does when he's out. Like, does he pick up another rider? Sometimes, well, if there's another, yeah, if there's a rider that they fill in with, that rider, the mechanic will jump over there. Berluti, you've had a lot of guys hurt over the years. You yeah. help out in the shop. You do practice bikes, test bikes, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And sometimes there's fill-in riders, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, geez, I think the last year I worked for Red Dog, uh, he, he raced four races or five races the whole year. So it was a lot of test bikes, a lot of practice bikes, uh, you know, a lot of tuning. Yeah. Top tuning by me. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet you you're prepping to do this show, this radio show. The radio show? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, so, Adam, they'll keep busy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Will, what's with the soy? What's the what? What's with the soy? What's with the choice of soy milk? Dude, I'm lactose. Oh, you're lactose? Yeah, it's a lifestyle, dude. I can't help it. 
Oh, who knew? Okay, I didn't know. No one's coming. Yeah, yeah. No one's coming down on you, bro. Just you know. Well, just I'm not, you make me sound like I'm so high maintenance, and I just come like that. No. Well, like, I, I'm so simple and everything like that. But man, if I if my stomach's gonna get upset, I'm gonna drink some soy milk. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're out of your mind, um, dude. Huh? No, nothing. Tony just. Uh, yeah. You're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, that's too much. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you're making me come across super high maintenance to the to the to the world, and I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I think you're actually asking very little of him to put his sticker on your helmet when you're right? pulling whole shot after whole shot. And that's it for Kelly Savage. Thanks for coming by. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I'm wondering how I can put a little Pulp MX sticker on, like, my mic flag, and I can start getting coffees yeah, delivered hey, to me. But bro, we can talk. <laughs> we can talk. I'm just trying to, you know, spread the word. Well, I can, you know, I can work it out in my deal. It just depends. If, I mean, we can work out a deal. Maybe my interviews don't get cut off if I ever do an interview, <laughs> and then maybe we can swing this coffee in there. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Okay. As long as it's not caribou. We'll no more caribou, okay? I like caribou coffee. I stand well, by caribou. Starbucks it's not just good Starbucks, go, but, but I stand by caribou. Will, uh, yeah. thanks for thanks for calling in, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys have a good one, and uh, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Hey, yeah. good luck at uh, yeah. X. Yeah, good luck at X Games. I'll be cheering for you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Bye. see you. Bye. Uh, Will Hunter, everybody. Geico Honda. And with that, let's take our first commercial break of the night. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bars, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board. Uh, stick around. We're going to come back with Carlos Rivera, Ryan Dungey's mechanic, Kelly Stavis. Thank you thank for you coming very in much. once again. Thank appreciate you, it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I feel like it. you bring the class yeah. level up in yeah. here a lot because <laughs> oh. I feel like you bring me down a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, uh, just be careful when you leave because tits will elbow you in the face. <laughs> so be careful with that. I've got brass knuckles. <laughs> Thanks everybody, and we'll see you in a little bit. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. 
Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restrict movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, AR. 
RC lovers and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULBMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Showy. Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Drop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Drop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Drop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.dropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-DROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Drop Nutrition now. Drop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. 
Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides, the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Finally, a show your father will approve of. That guy's going down. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Next show presented by BTOSports.com. We are live in Las Vegas on a Monday night. Uh, Tony Berluti's here. What do you think of Kelly, Tony? Yeah, she does. She speaks well. Obviously, she's a does what she does, but I think she does a really good job. Yeah, it's going to be a tough job. Yeah, especially yeah. when you got screaming. I don't know how they pull it off. Really, <laughs> I don't know either. I mean. That would be tough, you know, like what she was talking about when you have to pull a mic away from somebody. Yeah, you know? and you got and you you, you know you, nobody knows what's going on, um, you know, behind the scenes. You have to make it look all seamless. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. She's like, running to do an interview and then she's got to go back on the podium. Yeah, yeah that's and tough. she's got to be like, hey, uh, great job. So, um, yeah, a lot of respect for those girls. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, uh, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Hey, if you're down at Loretta Lynn's right now, uh, eight ten solutions, Loretta Lynn's Amateur National. All week with Rhino Power. Come see them across from the Thor truck and next to Moto Tees for terrific Loretta Lynn's special pricing, personal instruction, and free giveaways. Check out 810solutions.com, the number 810solutions.com, for several new products, including the full line of Infinity Nutrition and all the original offers from Brop Energy, Trigger Point, and Rhino Power. Enter the code Mathis for free shipping, 810solutions.com. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on board and check them out at Loretta's if you're there. All right, we're going to get to our next guest, first guest. Uh, maybe second guess if you count Kelly. Uh, he is a uh, former mechanic to uh, Davey Millsaps, now current mechanic to Ryan Dungey at the Red Bull KTM team. Uh, he's uh, a great mechanic, a good guy, and uh, one of the more popular mechanics in the pits. Carlos Rivera, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Tony Berluti's here in studio. Uh, Carlos. Awesome. Awesome. 
What are my heroes these days, huh? What's that? One of my heroes. Uh, one, huh. Really? Who, me? Me? Or... or... No, no, Tony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Carlos, uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Tough weekend for you, man. Um, overall, it's been uh, it's been a good season, but uh, bummer about the chain and uh, and uh, the crash and uh, and all that. Hey, you know, it's done well, but I believe he ended up pretty good. You know, uh, I've had days we mixed in the party, and that's, to me, that's good. Which uh, I don't, I don't go along. You know, it's just one of the things that happen. Uh, obviously, uh, we have all the check all the parts and stuff, and uh, he hit. Uh, apparently, we don't know he hit a rock or he hit something pretty hard, and uh, yeah. he actually hit bend uh, the chain guide and uh, derail the chain, you know. But it was amazing, you know, the line uh, noticed the run away and he, he put the chain back, you know. Most of the guys that were uh, pushing back to the side and not even trying, uh, and to me, that's the true champion. You know, he went back and put the chain and finished mm-hmm. the motor and, uh, Finished up, and I believe he lost about 20, 25 seconds. That's a good point. That's a good point, Berlini. A lot of guys would have just stopped. That's a good thing for me. Yeah, a lot of guys would have just stopped. You're right, Carlos. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, the time when you need someone to dig it deep, and I think he he chose, he's a true champion. You know, he went and did his job, and my job, too. He put a chain himself. Yeah, hey, what, and how was Ryan after the moto? Was he okay? Was he pissed? Uh, no, he, yeah. no, I mean, he, uh, at that point, he didn't know exactly what happened. You know, he installed the chain and finished the whole race after that. It was, uh, uh, I mean, you know how it is. At that part of the race, he's just adrenaline going, and he wants to go. And uh, uh, he was he was no matter. He was happy that he was able to finish the race. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, Carlos, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Ever since you left David Millsaps, his career has really turned around. Uh, just yeah, it's, it's, it's been good, actually. I've been happy for the kid, and he's, he's almost like my son. You know, he, uh, we grew up together kind of like uh, a family, and it's still the same. You know, I'm, I'm so happy for him, and uh, 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 keep wishing the best, and we talk daily basis, you know. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay, so you still keep in touch. So how did you get your start uh, being his mechanic? How did that work out? What is that again? How did you get your start being a mechanic for Davey? Well, it's not pretty. I was working in a, in a dealership in Suzuki uh, in Florida, and then, uh, you know, I knew Cole Gretz from Suzuki, and uh, I started working for Brian Gray, and he was one of the oh, yeah. amateur guys for Suzuki at that time. And then uh, I went a couple times and uh, worked at Davey's place, and he was right in the 80s. And uh, we went to Mammoth one night, one day, and uh, and then he say, uh, "Hey, you know, his mom say I'm gonna lose the mechanic out for practice bikes. I need someone to help me." And the same situation. Then we got to a rough situation, and uh, basically that's when it started. I said, "You know what? I'll help you in the weekends and see what happens." And I started helping him after work and the weekends. Go there and help him out with the bikes and help him everything and. Uh, Basically, uh, when he comes to the pro range, you know, he said, you know, I want you to come with me. And uh, that's basically how it started. I uh, I always like Davey Berluti. Always thanks the mechanic on the podium. Great guy. He always, like, you yeah. notice that? Oh, he's, he's a class always act. Always like, thanks to Carlos, thanks to Ben, you know, whoever his mechanic is. No, I, Davey's I, great. I always thought that was pretty cool, Davey. I love it. Yeah. Uh, 
that's one thing. That's one thing I gotta give it. You know, the king's right is to to today. He's been very respectful for me. He respects every uh, aspect of the guy. You know, he uh, and that's why he's got paid and uh, you know just always thank the mechanic and then uh, I, I respect him for him a lot. That's uh, you know recognize the job of the mechanics they do every weekend. Uh, not only me, everybody else. I mean, we all the same. We all work in bikes. We all the same, do the same job. You know, it's uh, uh, being a guy like that. It's it's pretty pretty cool. Hey, uh, Carlos, what was it like to work with the great Tony Berluti? What was that? Uh, uh, what was that like? It was it was awesome. You know, when I worked at the Sticky Day, I had good days, and until today, you know, we have uh, we have some jobs here and there, and he's awesome guy. I have, to, I have to use sunglasses every time I look his bike, but it's still really good. <laughs> and Berlut, what was it like working with Carlos? Great guy, yeah. I uh, right away when he started working with us, I saw that you know he had a lot of dealership experience, and yeah, he could he was on it. You know, he does he does a really good job. Did the right things right away. Yeah, and his personality is he's full of spirit. You know, right. that's cool. Uh, Carlos, you guys have a great team going on there. Uh, yourself and. Uh, Kelly and uh, Frankie, uh, you guys seem to really get along well. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, uh, Frankie, I, I met Frankie back in the, when I was working at Suzuki back in the day, and uh, we kind of got along and uh, worked a lot together. That kind of came out pretty good. You know, we did a kind of good bonding. We, we like each other real good. We were good friends. And, uh, you know, we came to KTM, and Kelly, uh, I know we playing with him together before, but... When we came to KTM, it was uh, it's actually a good atmosphere. We all get along good, and uh, it, it's fun. I mean, to be in the road and be away from home, and you, you have to have a little bit uh, a good uh, friendship in there. You know, we all get along. We all watch each other back, and it, it feels good. It's a really good team. Very happy with all those guys. You know, we we have fun and and we work together hard. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the those guys, Berlut, they. They're always laughing and joking no matter how they did. You know what I mean? Mostly Frankie is laughing yeah. and joking. Yeah. No matter how they did at the end of the day. Although they've been doing pretty good. But No, I think, yeah, it, it looks to me, you know, from the outside looking in, I obviously don't yeah. work behind the walls with those guys, but it looks like they all get along really well. Carlos, what's the best and worst thing about being a mechanic? The best thing is uh, to have your bike finish a race and win. Yeah. You know, that's the best thing. The worst thing is, to push your bike out of the track. I mean, that's just, uh, for I believe for any other mechanic, that's the worst thing you can have, you know. And uh, uh, every time that happens to me, it's, it's a rough pace after that. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. That's, you're pretty much right. I mean, I do know what it was like to win, by the way. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. just Summer, don't worry. Summer Cross, you did that Summer one, Summer Cross, right? High Point 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember what it was like. Yeah. Don't worry. It feels good, don't it? <laughs> I have two. I have two. Berluti has 100. Carlos has 100. I have two. No, no. <laughs> um, hey, Carlos, so um, what are you going to do on your weekend off? Are you really just going to be able to stay home? Well, you know, last night I flew home after building the bike all day, and uh, today I was in the race shop. I work go uh, pretty much all week and uh, take the weekend off and just stay with the family, you know, uh, yep. my wife and uh, my daughter, you know, it's just, the best things I have in my life, and then it's just I like to uh, spend as much time as I can with them. You forgot about Spoke. Yeah, that's another one. You know, that's uh, that's a long story in that one, but that's um, that's Doc Spoke. You know, you can ask Davey later on about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will. Yeah, we'll do that. Hey, Carlos, thank you for coming on the show.
Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Uh, thanks, guys, and let me know. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, we'll see you at Unadilla. Good job this year, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, thank, thank you, thank you Thanks. See thanks. you, Carlos. All right, buddy. See you later, buddy. Okay, bud. All right, everybody. That's Carlos uh, Rivera, uh, Ryan Dungey's mechanic tits. Um, you is, got. Is this baby steps to getting Dungey on? Uh, no. Oh. But that phone was terrible. That's never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he was on once. Oh, okay. Yeah. One long time, time ago. Yep. Steve Did was you, that. Steve were you there? Bridge long time ago. No, it was pre tits. Oh. I would have loved to. Be he would have creamed his. What can you mind. do? I won't go there. I've asked him. Huh? I've asked him. Why don't That's he? All I can do. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of me, Berlut. Just. Really? Like, I thought you guys made amends or something. No? No. Aren't you friends with his uh, his uh, mom, too? Or does she hate you? I think she probably doesn't like me. Yet. Really? Yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? Ah. <laughs> what are you going to uh, do? You know, i got a lot of friends. Yeah, you do. So, um... You're doing pretty good for yourself, Steve. Let's go Steve. with John. John, what's going on, man? Hey, I had a question. I was at Millville this week's weekend. I'm glad Berluti's on the show. Um, hey, thank you. The, bike, the bike's in uh, tech... Tech inspection after the race. What's up with that? What are the What are they checking for? I know that you've said in the past that uh, those guys don't really know what they're looking at. But what uh, What do they have to go into tech inspection after the moto for? Uh, the first thing is fuel. They check the fuel, um, or they take a sample sometimes, not all the time, and uh, just randomly they'll maybe check check fuel and see if they're legal. Um, uh, weight. They check their weight. Uh, nobody really has to worry about being underweight nowadays. Uh, I won't say nobody, but it's it's pretty hard to be underweight. Um, and it, it's it's more of, you know, just in case somebody protests them also. So it's got like a 30-minute uh, wait period, you know? Got it. Got it. Because we saw uh, Paul Baggett's mechanic in there, and he said he had to take off his swing arm for some reason. Yeah, they do that. They'll randomly check a swing arm, and then they'll they'll take it over and compare it with a production swing arm and make sure that uh, nothing's, you know, it's because it's got to be production-based swing arm. You can, you know, maybe change and the no, amount or something like that. Nobody cheats ever. <laughs> no, cool, thanks, All right, thank you, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, joining us on the show, uh, all the way live from Miami, uh, the great Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Oh, not too much. What's happening out there? Uh, you know, yeah, there's something, you know. What's up, JT? Not much. What's up, Tony? Golly, uh, Steve don't have me on the show much anymore. I really enjoy, you know, when he gets you on because I think you got my back. Oh, I do without a doubt. Appreciate it. Weed in the fan club. There's yeah. I think you provided like the next five years worth of jobs. Uh, <laughs> they're going uh, down. I heard they're going down. Uh, what's that? I heard they're going down. Oh, Unsubstantiated rumors, oh, but no, I heard no. that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that guy's going down. Um, okay, so uh, Jason, Jason Thomas' appearance on the show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, one of the leading uh, companies out there for gear, distributed in 40-plus countries worldwide. 2014 stuff is out. JT, I love that Trey Kennard stuff from the first moto. That was sweet. Yeah, uh, I think Andrew was wearing it too. Yeah. Um, yeah that's it, definitely cool. His was just covered in roost. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that was good. nice stuff. That was uh, really good stuff. Flyracing.com. Check them out uh, online, and uh, we thank them for coming on, uh, on board with us. Uh, what, what's new? 
Oh, not too much. Just uh, I'd like to say I'm enjoying the week off, but I'm just working as usual. So yeah, really, not really right? too much enjoying going on. Berludi's, uh not working at all. Hanging no. out, gambling, smoking, drinking. Yeah, um, cigars. Nice. Yeah. Uh, guess I, I'm going to see Andrew Dice Clay on oh. my weekend off. Uh, really? Yeah, on Saturday. I think somebody said I want to go. Well, you got tickets for me? No, nah, but uh, you can have my ticket. Really? Or no, you can have Pookie's ticket. Oh, me yeah? you will go. She don't want to go? Uh, she does, but yeah, screw her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd I, love it. I've never been to a, uh, a, an Andrew Dice uh, Clay concert with a uh, two-time Supercross title-winning mechanic. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. So. Um, Let's do it. No, right. no, I want to check into isn't it, actually. Why That'd are you seeing him in L.A.? Doesn't, isn't he No, it's here. here. It's here. Oh, okay. Did I say L.A.? Yeah. I thought, no. well, maybe that's what I heard or I don't know, misheard. I don't know. At the Hard Rock, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. Because he he does he he's at the Riviera, isn't he? Normally, I don't know where he does a yeah. He's like there. Can we get to some calls? Sure, let's get some some calls. Okay, hold on a second. We got a lot of calls. JT, Good let's calls. take some calls. All right, uh, Oliver has got a question. Oliver, what's happening? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Oliver? Hey, um, I just like to say, Berluti, you're doing a great job. Thank I, um, you. But yeah, tell Steve. Back to my question. Um, I just wanted to um ask um with the Ken Roxon crash. Um, I'm not trying to sound like a asshole here, but if Eli Tomac were to had the same exact crash, do you think he would have pulled off, or do you think he would have tried to finish out the moto? Nah, JT's probably got a good opinion on that. He seems to uh, have the inside track there. JT. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. I mean, I I can't really comment on how bad Ken Roxon was hurting or. Uh, who knows? I don't know. No, but didn't yeah, you? I just, yeah, okay. What? JT, didn't you say that there were some people wondering uh, why he pulled off? Uh, no, I just heard they were. Um, you know, they were obviously upset over there. Whether I don't know if they were mad at him or not, but it was just obviously not a great scene going on, just because it was such a devastating blow to the championship. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can't really fault the guy. Obviously, he crashed hard, and and just the way he was riding around the track, he wasn't feeling too good so what was the point of continuing to go around he was already a lap down you know pretty much by the time he got to the finish yeah. so yeah no I well, what's really yeah. the point of staying out there at that, I, you know to me i agree yeah i think he was yeah yeah so oliver is that it yeah thanks guys thanks bud uh appreciate it uh mike what's up you got a question for balut yeah uh thank you uh, uh i i second the, the great job you guys are doing uh but the, the caller just called in before about the swing arm. Yeah. And my question is, is the Honda uses their own uh, uh, hydraulic clutch, which is not an aftermarket that we can buy. So how was they able to get by with that? Uh, because that's not a production item. Well, it's not all production. There's there's a list of things that are supposed to be production from, like, cases, uh, the casting of the heads, casting of the cylinder, I believe the swing arm's supposed to be production. The chassis's got to be production. But as far as doing what they did with the hydraulic thing, you can do that. You because uh, they take stock stock cases, Mike, and modify the stock cases to fit the hydraulic. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I know they was different, or different mind. But <laughs> like, but like Berlut, that's I, I I need to get in. I'd like to get in there and look at them. Like when they're split, I never will. But that's a yeah. what would they? I mean, they'd, they'd machine it. And they had to put a slave cylinder. Slave in the cylinder. Spot. And then what would they? That. What would they do for the top? Would they just plug it? I guess for the clutch. Probably, yeah. Like that's a lot. Of, that's gnarly. 
to yeah. do all that. Is there even enough room? Obviously, there hey, is. Hey, let's but, face you know. it. It might not be legal, like you said. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's supposed to be. But uh, to answer your question, if you can pull something like that off, you can do that. But uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> They've been doing it for a few years. so that was, okay. They must not like question. it, huh? Yeah, they took it off this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, what was uh, – other than what we heard on the vital, uh, they claimed they liked it. Have you heard any other reasons why they did that? No. No, I think just, just they liked it. Yeah, they, the they just Yeah, just riders both liked it better. And their starts were on point this weekend. Yeah, so. they were. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. All right, thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Welcome welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Who's this? What? Hello? Hello? Hey, you're on the air. Hey, it's red and yellow. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice yeah. <laughs> Steve, I ran into you at Hangtown. I took a picture with you and said, uh, fuck Watson. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. I get that a lot, though. I get that almost every weekend, so it's hard, t- tough to remember. But, oh. yeah, it finally rained yellow, bro. It finally rained. Yeah, hey. So here's my question is, um, what is it from last year that has changed that last year uh, Stewart had Dungy covered, obviously. Dungy was on his coattails. This year... Dungy doesn't stay on the coattails very long. Um, so like- I think what happened is Ryan Villapoto happened, and 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 he's fast, and Ryan Dungy uh, was and forced to onto was, him. Yeah, was forced to match him, and and he and he's done it. He's mostly matched him. So I think that's what happened. Uh, JT, would you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it. Sure. Yeah. yeah so I just I don't know. I find it hard to believe that you know Stewart can't match that same speed or or he does match that speed but he like he says he starts making mistakes and then Dungy goes by and it seems like the faster Stewart goes he starts making those little mistakes where maybe Dungy and Villapoto yeah don't have those mistakes yeah no hey man uh you know hasn't rained yellow much but it rained yellow at Millville and soak it in soak it in all right well I'm I'm gonna soak it and uh and dock it and yeah, soak uh, it inside. Or... If you see my buddy Roger, tell him I'm, I'm dying for the gear. Okay, I will. We'll do that, man. So, uh, All right. So yeah, love the show, Berluti. Thank you. You're my guy. Right on. Uh, I love JT on the show. Tits, everyone. You guys have a killer show. All right. And I'll leave my goofy voicemails like always. Fantastic. Have a good one. Congratulations on the win. All right. Thank you. We did good. We, we did good. We did. All right. See ya. All right. We... Oh, uh, all right. It's that time, everybody. Uh, time for the BTOSports.com tweet at tits segment. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Alright, these are brought to you by BTOsports.com. Listen to the commercial to uh, get a discount code to save on any order on BTOsports.com. We appreciate those guys coming on board with us. We couldn't do this without it. Proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team. Tits, these are the best questions from our listeners on Twitter. Uh, you culled through Five, six thousand of them today, and you pulled the very best ones for me, JT, and uh, Tony Berluti. So Correct. Let's uh, let's have it. Okay, DJ Height one fifty five. Um, hypothetical situation: If Cooper Webb were available next year, would Mitch take a chance and sign him? JT, um, would I would think he would, is in a situation team? where he needs to. Yeah, I, I think yeah, absolutely, he would. Would, would, would Mitch care about Central and Webb's? I don't know if you oh, want to call it a pass, uh, no, but no, no, no. No, you got Wilson and Baggett, and they they don't like each other. Oh, okay. So Mitch has had that all. had that situation yeah. a lot. He, I don't. It, all Mitch cares about is winning. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. Average super fan. This question is for you, Steve. It finally rained yellow. On a day that I predicted it wouldn't. I know. <laughs> By the way. I thought that was great. By the way. Um, it, with Stewart's pass at Unadilla, how will he do? Can he keep it on two wheels? He will go 3-3 at Unadilla. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, th- that was for you, but anyone else want to chime in on that? Unadilla is definitely not his favorite place, for sure. Okay. Brad GMX95, this is for you, Berluti. Um, By the way, Brad, hopefully you enjoyed your VIP program, JT. Were you? Were, did you hook him up? Um. Yeah, no, it was good. BTO Sports KTM VIP program, Jason Thomas, the host of that. Do you provide bottle service and, and all that, that sort of stuff? Do we what? I'm sorry? Do you provide bottle service? <laughs> no. Okay. No, the closest you get to that is you trying to bottle me when you're drunk. Right. <laughs> I almost did that one time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is for JT. I think I said it was for JT. If you were an amateur superstar getting ready to turn pro, would you turn pro at Hangtown or right after dominating your last year at Loretta's? That's a good question. Um, I don't think that these guys get to make that decision on their own a lot of times. Um, but I guess if you had complete uh, your own choice, I'm kind of a fan of waiting until the next, the following Hangtown. Uh, you just tend to see guys come in really, really prepared versus guys that are um, basically they've been riding Supercross for eight or nine months and they're still trying to get their feet wet in the outdoors and get back up to speed. Uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for those guys to come in and really make a splash. Um, Hold on. They can be I'm confused. Re- Wait a second. What? You said wait for the following Hangtown. So what does that mean? Right. So don't. Yeah, I, w- I would race Loretta's, win Loretta's, and then I would wait till the following oh. Hangtown. So well, or Supercross, you would wait for Supercross. Yeah, not always. I mean, Tomac didn't wait for Supercross. He waited till Hangtown. Okay. Okay. Obviously, you so. feel differently about that. Um, no, 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 no. I just was confused. No, I'm confused. I'm about. having a hard time grasping what he was talking about. Okay. I'm too dumb. No, I I understand what you're getting at. Like, you're saying they either choose to go early and they skip Loretta's. Yeah. Or they wait till Loretta's and go after. I'm just saying race Loretta's, win Loretta's. Yeah. And then spend that next time preparing and come in strong and try Uh, to not only do well, but try to be towards the front. I mean, I think that that program works, seems to work really well. Wait a minute. But, like, Adam Adam and those guys, they forewent Loretta's and went earlier than Loretta's, I think you should go to Loretta's in the A-class, try to win, and then go after the next the next thing come. What does Tony Belluti think? Well, I'm a little confused like you, you. Like you, I mean, are you talking about not coming out and going to Unadilla? Like in the past, it's been yeah. go, go, yeah, to, no, go says, to Millville. JT skip says the rest of the outdoors. skip the rest of the outdoors. Skip Supercross yeah. in January. Um, come skip Supercross I don't know. I, I like it. I like to see those guys come out myself. And well, if, it doesn't matter what you'd like, though. What, are, what would you do as a career? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. I would come out. If, if, if you're confident and you win Loretta's and, you know, you, like JT says, if the team wants <laughs> you to do it, you got to do it anyway. But right. um, come out, you know, and if, if you do well, then, you know, you're – your hype's going to be good for the following year, right? Right. right. All right, next question. Okay. Godwin39, who is working on Ferry's bike at Loretta's? There's still time to get Mathis down there. Hashtag I don't, super team. I don't know who's working on it. I don't know the quality of who's working on it. <laughs> so he's racing too? Yeah. Alongside his son, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm a little worried. I think 
I'm surprised you haven't stuck your nose in there yet and made sure, like, vetted the guy who's going to be working yeah. on it. Certainly he has to know, right? Um, he was uh, – Renard was faster than him today in practice. Oh, wow. So Renard's now. Okay. But I think I think Timmy's got RR covered in the 20-minute moto. Yeah? Yeah. Are you going to, like, secretly be there? I looked in – I may or may not have looked into a flight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. PB&J19 wants to know where was Nick Way this weekend. Nick Way got hurt at uh, Washougal. He'll be back for Utah. Okay. Um, can drive 335. This is for you, JT. Uh, you've been retired for almost a year. If you look back at your farewell year, what would you have done differently in 2012? Uh, One? Quit a year earlier. <laughs> Go on, 2011. Good. <laughs> Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, I'm oh, just okay, kidding. Okay. Um, no, honestly, I was just pretty much over it the last year. So I don't know if I would have done anything different. It just was my heart wasn't really in it. I was just honestly trying to stay healthy and not hurt myself. And you really can't race that way. You kind of have to just go for it and, and really take the chances that are there. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't have taken anything back. I really tried to enjoy that last year. And it, it was just a, it was just such a different year than the rest of my career where um, – I didn't basically like if if I had a rough weekend, it it didn't just it didn't affect me the same way. I wasn't as stressed out or bummed out. Um, I just was kind of like, I really don't care. Uh, yeah, no, no, I cared, but it, it was just a different level. Like I was kind of like, well, this is my last year. I'm I really my priorities have changed to just staying healthy instead of you know you have to do good or you know injuries don't matter. You have to do good. Period. Um, so it was just a different kind of mindset, I guess, and a different approach to it. So I don't know. I wouldn't have changed anything. It, it's kind of, uh, you know, if, if you ch- start changing things, then I don't know where I would be today. And I'm really happy with the situation I'm in now. Okay. You raped her. <laughs> you raped her. <laughs> Next question. Uh, six, seven, one Mac. Um, was, uh, Zachy Pooh sick or something? I don't know what happened to Zachy Pooh. Not a good second moto. No, he had bike problems in the second practice. He hadn't ever been to Millville. I'm sorry, he hadn't been to Millville for like seven or eight years. He didn't have a good day. He was terrible. He said his bike was acting up a little bit in the second moto. Yeah, it's terrible. Let's just move on. We can, we can build on this, we and on we can learn from this, and we can do much better at Unadilla. Why Zachy Pooh? Uh, Zach Osborne. Yeah, I know, but oh, that's, why do you throw the poo? That's Steve's pet name tits, for him. Tits Are you kidding me? I, I started calling him. This that. is a grown man. He's I'm married. I mean, really? The case. Actually, that's There's too bad. I'm bummed for the guy. Inside of MX Sports. Don't change the subject. I was, he does that, don't he? Yeah, he does. All right. Uh, this question is Moving for on. you, Berluti. It's from, of course, Spags. Um, what's the best last minute? slash panic repair that you've had to carry out before a moto or a race? It's a good question. Swap a motor? Is that what you mean? Like in the last minute? They're just talking about like just something. Yeah, just like what was the that you're most story. proud of, like, you know, Which emergency was, deal. Yeah, was, what was the, how close was the quickest? Like, did you cut it one time really close? Uh, like you know, to my when, recollection, I'd never had that situation. True mechanic yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, bike, not, I'm not saying that. My bikes were always prepped perfectly, and <laughs> I never had those problems. Well, let me tell you what. Those problems were for shitty mechanics, and I am not <laughs> one of those. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You, you made a comment earlier about the time with the new TV yeah. package and stuff, but I have help. If I, if I didn't have help, I wouldn't be doing this because there's no way in hell yeah. I would do it on my own. I, I, yeah, it's tight. It's tough. Yeah. You know, especially not, if I had to do a motor, I'd be yeah. – 
effed. Yeah. You can say the word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. F you, dude. Um, while we're on the subject of you being an amazing mechanic, yeah. uh, can drive 335. If you weren't busy being the best mechanic in the pits, what would you be doing in life? Oh, I don't know. I love I love this sport, and I love I'd be some way. It's all you know. Yeah. It's... Machine gun Watts, bro. Yeah. Tommy gun. Hey, by the way, thanks for sending that photo. That was cool. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'd probably just be hanging out at home Porn and star. just enjoying my life. You know. Yeah. Uh, Porn star. I don't know. I don't know if I could stay away from it. I try to. I probably end up being back. Okay. Um, two ribs. You're on 63. your mind, dude. Uh, is is there any advantage to riding press day for the riders or that's, the team? That's the only guy on here who rode a press day. You ever ridden a press day, JT? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, I used to ride the Supercross ones all the time, but the, the outdoor ones are kind of new, newer. Uh, I think it's an advantage, especially for the first practice when everything matters. You kind of already have the track figured out, so. Uh, I don't think it's. It, I don't think it matters too much in the race, but I think it helps a little bit for you know that qualifying yeah, practice. Qualifying time. And how do they determine who uh, gets to do the press days? Is it invitation only? Uh, or they... Yeah, it's invitation only. But I mean, if you're if you're there, I mean, a lot of times I just see and let whoever's there out there. Honestly, Alessi's there every time. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a real difficult thing it's really just getting guys there honestly no, yeah. the, I heard, thing. the the i heard that they um they actually told mike hey you can't ride all these stop riding all these <laughs> is that right yeah yeah, yeah they I were was wondering about that i tried to get he's been in everyone i tried to have. get cole thompson into red bud last year he's from canada just over the border you know they're like no and i'm like what do you mean no like huh and i was surprised they're like nope we're, we're not doing that huh and i'm like wow okay all right so they're somewhat cracking down on it Okay. Um, Did we talk to Berluti about DV's um, comments about mechanics these days? Yeah, Grips and Graphics. Yeah, 100 Grand Grips and Graphics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Uh, That's all. All right. That's the BTOSports.com Tweet a Tit segment. That's old news, right? JT, what are you doing on your off weekend? Uh, So let's go to the Bahamas. There's a storm we're kind of watching, but um, that's the plan. Oh, okay. No, it must be nice. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Bahamas. Oh, nice. You going to yeah. do some gambling yeah. over there? Uh, no, we take we go over in uh, the Butler's boat, so we stay on like a kind of like a – there's really nothing on the island, just a marina, so we pretty much just fish and spearfish and all kinds of stuff all weekend. It's not like Atlantis or anything. We stay on the boat. Oh, well, I mean, because there is gambling over there, right? Yeah, but we don't, like, you have to go really far. Uh, basically, like, the island we go to is only 40 miles from Miami. So oh, we just gotcha. take the boat over, yeah. Oh, how, so there's a bunch of islands that are called Bahamas then? Yeah, there's a ton. Oh, yeah, okay, exactly. gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. All right, uh, it's that time, X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Let's do it. X-Brand Goggles. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire in some. Can I have some pap with some rapid fire questions? Um, Xbrand.com, EKSbrand.com, Pulp Show 13. Use that as a coupon code and saves 30%. Xbrand goggles, the goggles choice of champions all over, uh, including uh, some top riders this week at uh, Loretta Lynn's, guys like Carson Mumford, guys like Marvin Stacer, 
uh, you name it. They're wearing X-Brands. So uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, checking them out, xbrand.com. All right, these are, these are questions submitted by a fan named uh, Corey Moser. And uh, these are for Berluti, JT, and myself. 15 seconds or less, Berluti. And we enforce that 15 seconds. So, Please okay. don't go over or there's, we'll make you there's stop. There's penalties. Yeah. Uh, Berluti, we're going to have you go first. Okay. All right. Where is the coolest place you've gotten to travel because of racing? Uh, Italy. Italy, yeah, yeah. Did you ever do the Saperitis Fast Cross? I never did, but Rollerball got third there in '87. Well, okay. Watch, ask, watch you go somewhere else besides Rollerball. Well, I'm just saying. How like, about hey? Is it was it cool there or something else? Uh, God, Rudy, you're me cry. No doubt. Uh, um, no, it's it's really neat that the facility was bitching. Uh, they took care of us. The uh, food was unbelievable. Yeah. They took us to the, like, their um, own restaurant. They had their own restaurant. It's sort of an uphill hilly track, super crossy, hilly sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. like in, in the trees. It's, it's similar to like uh, maybe Troy. Yeah. But uh, there's a little bit of elevation, not too much. But really bitching. They took care of the riders. It was good. Uh, no one asked me, but. Finland. Uh, I didn't go to Finland. I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. JT went to Finland probably. Yeah, bro. Uh, coolest place I ever went. Race, coolest place I ever went for racing. Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, probably Winnipeg. <laughs> oh shit. Grunthal. Yep, Grunthal. Oh. JT, what about you? Coolest place I've ever been for a race would be, I would say, probably Tahiti. Um, Hawaii, maybe. I don't know. I raced in some pretty crazy places. Cool. I got to go to Venice because of racing, but they didn't have a race there. Venice, Venice, oh, Venice Beach? Yeah, yeah, Venice Beach. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty exotic. Slovenia, I went That's to Slovenia. Amazing. That was cool. Berlin was neat. I love Berlin. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Berlin's, Berlin's, a, Berlin's a really underrated city, to right? be honest with you. Yeah, there's so much to do when you picked up like a what to do in Berlin. It was like all these places that was so sweet to go to. Yeah, it really is. Okay. All right, JT. Uh, which writer had or has the most chick-related drama? They don't have to be oh, current, man. just in general. There's no way. I, there's no way I can answer that. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth. Yeah, well, yeah. There's no way to not get me in trouble on that. I can't answer that. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I do. I do. I do. I do not like JT when he waffles, but I, I 100% agree with waffling at this point. <laughs> Good, smart move, Jason Thomas. <laughs> All right, um, Steve, can you and will you name three riders that will make their pro debut after Loretta's? Matt Bisaglia. Matt? I, I believe it's Matt. Yeah. Uh, Shane McElrath? Okay. Uh, Dude, you got the timer. You're got. over 15. Yeah. Yeah. 16-1, 16-1, oh, bro. God. That's all I got. Is he going to get penalized? I got um, – yeah, not, not severely, matters, but I couldn't have severely. Come up with any of them, no, so. okay, so yeah, suck it. That that was a tough one. Do you think uh, that Corey Moser guy could have came up with three? No, uh, no. it was his question. I've known he's, he's asked questions that he has no idea right. what the answers are or even if there are answers. Right. All right. Okay. All right, second question. Okay. Name a mechanic that you didn't like or that you <laughs> got into an altercation with. Lee McCollum. Wow. Point seven. I thought Blue. I thought Blue was going to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> Leroy, huh? 
Yeah, I don't need to go into it. No. But yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. Okay. He knows. Well, you guys uh, were teammates for a long time, so there was probably some stuff that went down over those 10 years or 15 yeah, years. Yeah, but, but nothing about oh. competition and riders or nothing. It's oh, just okay. anyway, like, okay. I'm not going to go into right, it. Right, right. We don't want to pry. All right. I'm not known for prying or starting. A... No. Lee no, McCollum, yeah. welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I bet next time or one of these times I come on, you're going to have that fucker on here. No. I put fucking no, money on no. it. No. I, 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 you're that, that kind no, of person. You I would are. never do that. Okay, we'll see. I would never do that. We'll see. You're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> okay. Jab, jab. <laughs> jab, jab. That uh, would be a good one, though. Yeah. Tits, book them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. JT. Um, Cooper Webb runs his levers really low and bars swept back. Who runs or ran the weirdest or worst setup you've seen other than RC on his Honda? Uh, I was going to say RC, but I'll take J Law. And then I'll take second. Uh, honorable mention would be Shea Bentley, which was completely the opposite. Yeah, J Law was. Bars way forward and his clutch lever was like straight up in the air. JLR was down. Everything was down. Elbows, his elbows had to be so high. <laughs> That's how they used to do back in the day. Yeah. Larry Ward was like that. A lot of those guys straight down. But it's changed. Yeah. And Bentley, his was a shoulder dislocation, right, JT, or something? that. Had, yeah, he uh, had to run like his clutch up like straight up in the air, like literally like vertical or something, or he got arm yeah. pump. He had, he had all kinds of issues. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's avoided this. He had to like warm up. He had to like warm up before he could even sit on his bike and like work the clutch. Yeah. All right. Okay, Steve, second question. Then you want a champion. List the bike manufacturers in order of best bike to worst bike in the 2013 450F class. How would I know that, dude? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, don't. I can tell you the worst one. Uh, is it the Suzuki? Is it, is it blue? <laughs> yeah, it's a TM. <laughs> oh, okay. I yeah, that's a dumb question. I mean, I don't know. Like, every race bike is good. We saw the Yamaha's pulling good starts and. You know, uh, yeah, by far, I think the Yamaha is the worst bike, just with the carburetor, especially in Supercross. You cannot tell me that uh, that carburetor is very good in Supercross. So, um, I, I don't know. All right. All right. Berluti. Yeah. Third question for you. What is the worst product you had to use because it was a team sponsor? Wow. If you want to exclude your current team right now, then you can do that. In case you were blowing them out. We used carbon fiber that was really soft, and it was scary to put on, but we had to use it. It was uh, what's his, what is this? Oh, I don't know. Saved by the Carbon bell. fiber? A Karpovich? No, fuck no. That, that guy, was good. Like that. I don't know. Berg? Um, Berg racing? No, the one cat that... Uh, uh, you're pointing at Willie, me. But... Willie. Oh, DSP? DSP, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. What do they uh, make? There's, uh, over the years, if you had ever... Counted up the teams that were sponsored by one oil company but used another, like Maxima, it would have been a dozen. Hey, JT? I mean, that was a common thing. Yeah, I think that was pretty standard for a lot of companies to pour the oil they wanted to use into their sponsors' bottles, and yeah. then they could just stock the truck with those bottles. Also, um, Wysco. Wysco was paying all the pri- every privateer at a Wysco sticker on his bike. but Production I think, pistons. I think very few used Wysco. So, all right. Okay, JT. They're not going to be a sponsor next year for you, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what we do on this show, though. We call it like it is. Yeah. Okay. JT, please give us your best guess on how much it costs for a rider put, to put together a program that includes a practice track, practice bike mechanic, trainer, man friend, et cetera. 
wow, the whole deal, like trainer and everything. Yeah, the whole deal. Uh, Best guess. Just upkeep, upkeep on the track, practice bike mechanic, trainer. Um, I know I'm getting timed, but it's time. It's I time. don't care. Time. I, I don't care. It, it's hard. To, it's really hard to justify this answer. I, I'm going to give you some numbers, but it's hard because I'm sure there's so many different can, levels. Can you can get a yeah. practice bike mechanic that doesn't know what they're doing and a trainer that's not a good trainer. So it could be cheap. It you're could be 50 mind, grand dude. or it could be, if you really do it the right way, which guys are, you're talking 200, 200 grand, 250 grand even, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. it's not cheap. Let's say that. Okay. Uh, Steve. Yes. Third yes. and final question yes. for you. Who does the best job of reporting at the races? Jason, Exclude, Jason, yourself. Oh. you didn't say Kelly. No, Jason Wygant. Okay. Uh, does anybody else feel like Corey Moser was off his game tonight? It's kind of hit and miss. JT? Um, no, I think he asked a lot of questions that really we couldn't answer uh, or weren't willing to answer. So. Uh-huh. I like my questions. Uh-huh. Okay, Berluti likes his. Thanks, Moser. Uh, Tyson, what's going on, man? Thank you uh, for listening. What's your question? Yeah, uh, question in regards to like Blake Baggett and talking about when he was with Alvin Baker. Um, I know he was with him for a couple of years and then kind of went his own separate way, but I was thinking about it, and with Baggett struggling this year, one of the things that Ryan Villapoto has done a really good job at is when he does get hurt, when he comes back, he comes back in full swing the exact same way that he went out before he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Alvin was still in his camp that his program might be a little bit different in regards to trying to recover from the wrist and putting a program in place to get him back to where he was before he hurt his wrist? Good question. Uh, what do you think, JT? Um, yeah, I think Alvin, Alvin, one of Alvin's strengths is obviously injury recovery. Um, and, you know, we saw it with, with uh, James's knee injury in 2008. Uh, he came back in just over three months and won the first national by 15 seconds, which is uh, pretty unheard of. Um, so yeah, I would have to think if, if you know, I think Alden's the most successful in the honest, you know, he has the best track record, and it's hard to argue against him being the best trainer out there right now. So, of course, I think if James was still working for him, I think James would be doing better. All right, cool. That's all I got, guys. All right, thanks, man. All right, all right, peace out. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I, I think I think I'm gonna agree with you. It's it's really hard at this point to say that anybody wouldn't do better with Alvin in their corner. What's he I mean, cost, look Steve? At, look at Blake Baggett. Look at you know. It, it's hard to it's hard to say against it. What do you think he costs? Brilliant, he just asked. Um, I've heard in the range. Uh, you know what? I heard back when Ricky first was working with him. I heard it was around eighty a year. But now I've heard it's up around 200. Like, if you want to be his main guy, which are like our, an RV level guy, um, it's in like the 200 to 250 range. Wow. Hmm. Sounds about right. But that's 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week, every well, race. You know, it's basically, he devotes your life, his well, life. He's, to had you, a, you know? he's done that, and then he's got a couple of stragglers. He's you know, got like he did Weimer and Yeah, like, I don't think right you, could, you could get him right now because RV pays at 200. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. um, I'm going to start. Training guys, I think, for that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. Fold up this show. 
No, Steve, you yeah. got the, you, you, you got some momentum here. Keep it going. Don't do it. Fold up the show. After last week's show, let's go out on top. That's what let's I'm saying. No. no. Just, just go out on top. Call it a career. You can't get any better. Yeah. Bulloni, you'll get better. Pull, Next pull year, it'll even be better yet. When you're on the top. Better yet. Um, and you'll be making millions next year. Oh, I like that, brother. Hey, uh, JT, thanks uh, Thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Um, enjoy Miami. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk probably tomorrow morning via text. All right. Have a good show, guys. All right. See, see you. See you. Yeah. That's uh, Fly Racing's Jason Thomas. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break of the night. Second commercial break of the night. Berluti's music coming up. 702-586-7857 if you've got a question. Uh, when we come back, we're going to come back with uh, Mike Goose Gosler, uh, Berluti, one, probably one of your better friends in moto. Yeah, he's a good guy. Would you guy. say? I mean, you guys are. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, I've got a lot of good friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but Kenny? Mike is. Kenny? Yeah, Kenny's a good guy. Yeah. I've known Kenny for a long time. Oh, we all have known Kenny for a long time. Yeah. Did you know Kenny when he had purple hair and green hair? Oh, <laughs> uh, was that back in the beginning of the Moto X? Yeah, uh, Triple like, X uh, I think days? 1995 with Deegan, he had pink hair. Yeah, I think I remember that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, who. who Did uh, you do anything crazy like that? Um, I had both ears pierced with the earrings that MC wore because he made them look cool. Yeah. And then I had bleach blonde hair. Oh, okay. It's probably a photo uh, somewhere. Or we took it down. Did down. you pull a lot of puss? Then? Always, bro. Really? That's, I, I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. They, they called me King Poontang. Yeah. That was King my name. Poon. Gotcha. KP. <laughs> King Poontang. All right. All right, everybody. We're taking our last commercial break of the night. Or last. Second commercial break of the night. Come back with my Mike Goose Gosser. Thanks for listening. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. 
How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showing delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Pulp MX Show. Conversion software version 7.0. Looking at life through the eyes of a tire Choice. What yeah. happened to those guys? Yeah, System of a know. down. Yeah. 
Like they just imploded. They had that that one good disc with that song, and then just gone. Yeah. Well, you see the characters on that. Yeah. The group. They're, they yeah. look pretty. Yeah. The one guy used sketch. to wear an LA Kings hockey jersey all the time, so I thought they were cool. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Hey, Atlas Neck Brace is born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer, refined over a three-year period by a team of engineers and biomechanical experts, tested by some of the top professional riders in the world. Villapoto, Weimer, they wear Atlas Brace. Why don't you? AtlasBrace.com. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on. Uh, great, great sponsors of ours, great partners of ours, and... Uh, Again, uh, check out uh, the sponsor deals on Pulp MX. You get a deal on uh, Black Ops Moto. You can get a deal on Optrix, a deal on uh, A10 Solutions, Tech One Designs, uh, Works Connection offers you something, NFAB, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension. Um, tons of the guys offer our listeners deals to, uh, to help your racing out. Tony Berluti's in studio, the great Tony Berluti, a, uh, a 40-year mechanic on the circuit. <laughs> uh, we appreciate him coming in from Tommy Gunn Watts. To uh, Brock Tickle. He's worked, them, worked for them all. Um, Berlou, uh, and this is a mechanic show. Coming up with Mike Goose Gossler right away. Yeah. Uh, if, and I get this question a lot because people think, you know, I was this great mechanic. And I was. Let's face it. I was great. Yeah, you were. But uh, um, you, you were way greater. Uh, what advice would you give? Let's say somebody's on the circuit right now. And they're working for some shitty privateer. Uh, some shitty privateer team. Not getting paid. Not doing whatever. Uh, and they want to be you. They want to be Tony Berluti. What advice would you give them? What would you tell them? Well, I've offered advice, but not in that situation. I usually tell people that ask you, how do you get there? And I usually tell them to try to find a, a good, you know, local rider or a good privateer. That's not what I asked. And start with them. That's not what I asked? No. Well, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding, but I agree. You know what I mean? yeah, find it's, a local pro, and, and but, but but if you say pro- not getting paid and stuff, I don't like that. I mean, wow, right but you away, know how that works. You got to yeah. hang in there, I guess. I I don't. I've been there again. I've been fortunate that my I've first never, gigs, I didn't get paid. I, I've heard so many stories. Okay. No, and I feel so bad. So it's hard for me to answer that. How do you get to be on uh, working with a top pro at a privateer at a national or top privateer at a national? To a factory mechanic, how do you get noticed? How do you do that? Yeah, like I said, you gotta you gotta get with somebody that's a good rider. That's all of a sudden, yeah. And you gotta be you gotta do your time. You gotta be out there. You know, you gotta the factories guys. You know, gotta see you. Like I knew Pat Alexander. Yep. You know, I work with my brother a little, and you know, so I knew some people. So that kind of opened some doors, kind of yeah. maybe. You know, yep. but um, it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is tough. But people ask me the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of who you know, and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you got to be around, hang out with the right people. I, I'm, I'm kinda... a believer in um, shop experience, though. I really think that dealership experience really, really huh? helps you. Yeah? Absolutely, okay. yeah. Because you got to learn how to troubleshoot. You got to yeah. learn how to do a lot of things. You know, I never had that. Well, that's. You, you you sure were good for not having that. <laughs> Come on, stop it. Uh, my dad was a car mechanic, though, so okay, that counts. Uh, taught me a lot growing up. Yeah, you know there what you mean? go. And made for me work sure. on my own bikes and uh, and all that for years. So that's kind of where I just worked on my own bikes and then started. But when I look back in 1996 when I started, oh, was I a shitty mechanic compared to when I stopped being a mechanic? I learned so much. I, I have yeah. too along yeah. the way. Yeah. At this level, at at this level, I find that it's easier. Than working in a dealership because you got to work on all kinds of brands and all right. kinds of things. And, you know, you're under pressure to get the stuff done and you can't use parts if they don't work, you know, yep. you know, then they're sitting on the shelf. But, um, but this, this is gnarlier as far as you got a top, you know, 
high dollar athlete and you can't have DNFs. It's it's pressure wise. It, this is pretty gnarly. For yeah, me. Is, is the pressure greater now than it was Damon Huffman years? More media, more exposure, more fans, more TV. Like, yeah, it, you know, I, that's a good point. I, I is, yeah. I've always taken my job really, really serious yeah. and, and probably brought on more pressure than what I should have. But I, I take it yeah. maybe too serious. But um, I, that's that's a good point. I'd say with the sponsors and stuff like that, it's a little bit more. And these guys getting paid higher money and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. fuck up. No. Well, hey, speaking of uh, not fucking up, uh, this guy uh, has won a ton of races, a ton of titles. Uh, no doubt stands alone with Tony Berluti as one of the greatest mechanics of the sport. Uh, we got him on the Pulp Mech Show. Mike Goose Gossler. Goose, what's up, man? Oh, not much. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. You and Tony Berluti uh, uh, teamed up for, for many years there, Suzuki. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It seemed like yeah. Berluti's riders we were did. always injured, though, so he was helping you out. <laughs> yeah. No, we've, we kind of worked together for a couple of years there. You know, I helped him out a bit, and he helped me out. So worked out really good having Tony on your side. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Tony, what'd you, what'd you, um, obviously, you know, you, you wrenched against Goose for years uh, in 125 class and everything else. And sure. He, he comes over to Suzuki. Uh, did you have a relationship with him before then? Or, like, did you get to realize what a good guy he is? Or how would that work? Because, you know, for uh, years you guys were sort of like the head nod to each other, you know? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, you know, we went to Europe, traveled to Europe, and, you know, in those European trips you kind of get to know people, yeah, yeah. you know. And I met him and his wife and uh, – you know, back when the Huffman days, you know, and when Goose first came on and was Lamps, uh, I guess, was Lammy your first guy, Goose? Yeah, Lammy. Remember, we used to, we used to kind of carpool together at a box land through, uh, like, northern northern California oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we did that also. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. you know. And um, We had things in common. I mean, we're about the same age and yeah. stuff, but, uh, you know, fishing and he, he, he knew uh, camping and all that stuff, and we all liked that. So we, yeah, we kind of, yeah. like, Right. Did our convoy convoy with the box vans? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you got a question for uh, Goose Gossler, seven zero two five eight six seven seven. Mike, uh, first question out of the gate for you: um, Do you miss holding the pit board? Do you miss being in the trenches uh, on Team Two Two? No, we got a professional doing it nowadays. Mark Lindstrom <laughs> is really good at it. Right, so right. We, we we got him doing all that stuff. Yeah, so you're okay with your role right now. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I still get to wrench on on motorcycles and mm-hmm. be part of you know everything that goes on in the pits and don't have to stand out there and hold the pit board no more though. Right, right. Uh, Tony was talking earlier on the show about how you know we have no intermission now. We got all live motos, TV, and Berlu. You were saying if you didn't have help, you might not make it. Uh, Goose, do you, you remember those days? You're I guess helping out Lars the whole time, huh? It's it's a stretch to get everything done that you need to be done on the bike. Yeah, we're, we, boy, if we get done with a couple of minutes to spare, we're doing good. <laughs> Usually, a lot of times, I mean, Oscar, our suspension guy, will go down to the line and, and hopefully hold the gate for us because we're not done. Wow. Ready, but mainly just getting the bikes ready. And we haven't even done one, one mud race this year yet. You know, if yep. uh, God forbid there was a mud race, you'd really be behind the eight ball because just getting the, the mud off the bike before you can work on it is going to take twice as long at least to uh, yeah. get that done before you can even do anything. So luckily we just haven't seen any of those, and uh, I don't know what we're going to do if we do see a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we haven't seen anybody miss a moto, but it's coming. 
Something, some disaster yeah, will close, happen. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, luckily, on our, on our side, we really haven't had any issues outside the norm. You know, maybe one or two little weird things that you don't normally do on the weekend. But but if you have to change an engine or, or you have a major problem, like a no start or something, that I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Yeah, no, absolutely. So do you, I mean, are you, do you understand the TV package and, and you sacrifice it or are you like not happy with this? Are you like saying what, what the F most, most weekends? I, I've kind of been saying it for a few years, you know, we've had, we had some issues a couple of years ago and I kind of brought it up on another show or another internet site that, you know, it was yeah. a tough time scrambling, trying to get my bike ready. And, you know, one of the promoter guys called me up and said, Hey, what do you mean? You know, we, we give you time, and, and I basically said, you know, it comes down to rider safety too. When, yeah, when you're rushing the whole time, and sometimes you know you can't, you're gonna have to overlook a couple things or things that aren't that important. You you're not gonna take a look at possibly, and I mean it's just you know the safety things are the main thing, and and uh, I think we're 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 cutting it real real close right now. It's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah, rider safety. Like Million dollar rider, and you're gonna go kill the guy. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Because yeah, maybe maybe you skip uh, checking this bolt because you know whatever. Um, well, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden the horn honks. You know, and it's time to go. Yeah. And you're not done, and for you, you know, you're rushing around, and maybe you forget. And you know, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be bad. You know, and it's just really, really close. And luckily, we have a really good team to where. We needed extra people on the bike. We could always get, you know, somebody else to help. And there's, we have extra people that are, you know, if you need somebody to go apart or get a tire change at the last, and we have extra people for that. Yeah, I feel sorry for the smaller teams that don't have the manpower we have. For you know? sure. And uh, it's really going to be tough on them. Uh, speaking of uh, your team, um, tough season for you guys. You know, Chad's battling a lot of lot of things going on. Um, probably not where he wants to be and where you guys thought he would be. But one thing, when I stopped by your team and I talked to you guys, uh, everyone, you know, you wouldn't know if you guys are winning or getting 40th. Like, everybody's in a good mood. You guys seem to get along great. You know, you're all working with a common goal. But uh, it's got to be tough, Goose, uh, to, uh, for everybody on the team right now. But good job on kind of everyone still having fun or looking like they're having fun anyways. Yeah, you know what? I think we have a really good team together where everybody gets along great. You know, you probably hear that from a lot of teams, but – I feel we have a great bunch of guys uh, surrounding Chad. And, you know, I think Chad takes this, this is probably the hardest, you know. I mean, yep. he knows where he needs to be riding-wise, and he's not there yet. And, you know, he's got some some things that he's dealing with, and, and he's getting there, but it, it takes, you know, takes smaller to get there and not just a leapfrog into the, you know, being a front runner at this point, not with the competition the way it is. And he definitely wants to to be from there and he will, he'll be back, you know, he's yeah. just pedaling a couple of things and we'll get it all sorted. And yeah, our team will be behind him a hundred percent all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in talking to Chad, I spoke to him uh, in the weekend. He, he really thinks the off season for whatever reason, his knee took a while to heal. He didn't put in a full off season. He really thinks that with a whole year uh, in 2013 of an off season, he'll be just back where he was, uh, you know, at the front in 2014. So that's yeah, be interesting he, to watch. He, yeah. He's still really hungry, you know. He's still, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of guys write him off because of his age. It isn't an age thing. I, I know that, he, that you know, he really feels that he is, can still be competitive and will be competitive, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as he gets over these couple of physical things he's dealing with, and, uh, and we don't doubt him. Right. Berluti, what, uh, what was Goose's, what's Goose's, one of Goose's biggest strengths as a mechanic? 
What uh, working with him side by side? What? Um... Uh, he's he's as thorough as they get. You know, he's very very thorough. You know, I mean, you know, like you learn things from different people. Yeah. You know, hopefully he learned a couple things from me or whatever. But um, I did. Just as thoroughness. I appreciate that too. <laughs> just as thoroughness. You know, I mean, very 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 thorough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and Goose, uh, same question for you about Berlut working. Uh, what you what oh. you what you learn from him? I think. I think Balut and I have been doing it so long. You know, we we do the same routine every week, and uh-huh. you know, sometimes it's monotonous, but we don't we don't really change up. You know, it isn't like, well, this doesn't really need to be looked at this week. You know, it's, the bike didn't get that dirty. Yeah. I know Tony does the same way; you just do the same thing every week, and that that way you don't skip anything. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't uh, cut any corners, you're not gonna you're not gonna miss anything. And like I said, I think Balut does it the exact same way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, probably probably a good point. Uh, this is all mechanics show tonight. We've we've had a lot of mechanics on, and, and uh, coming up, we got a couple more. Um, what advice? And I'm sure you get asked this all the time, Goose. If you're if you're you're a privateer mechanic in the sport right now, um, you know you're struggling along. You want to be where you are or where Tony Berluti is. What what kind of advice would you offer somebody? What do you tell them? Hmm. I think it has a lot to, to do with where you are when. When the options become available, and and your personality and your work ethic, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's a whole bunch of different things. And you know, you could have a great work ethic, and and you know, maybe not have the best of personalities, and sometimes that might hold you back. And and just being in the right place at the right time when there those opportunities arise is, is a big part of it too. Yeah, um, so it, it's tough. You know, it's tough to, especially with as few few, you know. Your jobs as there are out there right now, and uh, it's tough to get get to that level. The uh, and this isn't a box fan days anymore, where you kind of can be your own guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you you had teammates and stuff, but it was more like, hey, see you on Saturday. Nowadays, you're side yeah, by side. Yeah. It was a it was a lot different. I don't I don't think you had the you worked as close together as a team right. as you do now. Now we have a whole group of guys, and we have one rider, and we all work hard. On, you know towards one goal where before, like you say, in the boxing, you know, you, you were you're kind of your own team and then you had the system on the weekends that you saw and yeah. then, uh, you know, maybe a team manager showed up and that was it. And then, you know, after the weekend, you have, you went your merry way until, uh, until the following weekend. Do you, you know? do you, Berluti said it on this show a few times. Do you miss those days a bit, Goose? Do you look back on them fondly? It's, 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 it's it's all different. I do miss it. I, I miss you know being able to travel around the country and and be taking your time and staying in in different places that uh, you know you don't normally get to see. And but also at this level, I think the the sport's grown so much that uh, the level we're at now is a lot different than when we were in the boxing days. To me, it is. You know, yeah. it, uh, it's definitely evolved a lot more. So it's it's completely different. But I I wouldn't give those memories up for anything. Those you know those times in the box fans are for great or were great for myself and my family and my kids and, yeah and and our, I think the riders too you, you know you had a a really tight relationship with your rider because you sometimes take him up practicing and riding and mm-hmm. you know in the box fan by yourself and and the box fan was basically set up as their little uh you know vehicle yeah. whereas now if you're on a team with a few riders you know you might get a little a little spot on a or a locker but yeah. You know, it was just more. It was more personalized then, I think, uh, in a smaller way, and and the things are just just different now. Yeah. Not in a bad way either. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, Berlut, you uh, you drove box fans for a long time. You uh, yeah, quite a few years from about six years, seven years. Yeah, yeah. You miss it? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, like what Goose is talking about. I miss being able to. Yeah, you know, I mean those convoys and when we got CB radio <laughs> right, and then. Right. And, Doing your own thing and then splitting off and maybe, you know, I'd go to my sister's house, you know, and then house, you know, and then, then but uh, those are good times for sure. Wasn't it amazing that, and I, and I drove it for, I think, five years uh, in, in uh, box fans. Wasn't it amazing there wasn't more mechanics killed in car accidents? Like Chad Watts had a bad uh-huh. one. and But, like, think of some of those late night drives that you guys did, especially if you look at a Supercross schedule or an outdoor schedule from the early 90s. I mean, you guys were going... There was no rhyme or reason to it. No, it's ter- it's, it's going to be yeah. like next year in Supercross. Yeah. I, hey, Goose, yeah. do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, you you know, the first race would be in Orlando, and then you'd be back to Houston the next weekend, and then LA, and then back to Atlanta or something. I mean, you're all over the place. And, yeah. And not only, you know, did you have to wrench on the bike, you had to drive it there, you had to do the shopping, you had to clean the box van. I mean, you know, maybe it was on a smaller scale than it is now, but. Goose, you had a team driver, a dude. You, you had a team driver, though, bud. <laughs> Who do you have? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you do. You're right. <laughs> what do you have? I had a, His wife. I had a, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> she. I, I remember you talking about her driving quite a bit, huh? Yeah, she she did drive quite a bit. It was really nice having her on, on in the box, and, you know, from about May to September. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a call for you, uh, Mike. Uh, Cody's on one. Cody, what's your question for uh, – Mike Gossler. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, I was curious if you could um, <clears throat> give us, like, say, uh, Carmichael's Honda 450 last year. He got, he rode that. His horsepower ratings compared to, like, a factory 450's horsepower ratings today. How close yeah, are they? I would say, I would say it would be quite a lot less because when the 450 first came out, Ricky coming off a two-stroke, he was pretty happy with the power. And we really didn't do a whole lot to that 450. Mm-hmm. It, uh compared to today's standards, it was pretty mild. I think it had stock valve, stock springs, stock piston. I think we had a crankshaft in it, yeah. and a really mild cam, and, and some ignition work, and, and that was it. I think even the carburetor was very close to stock. You know, we had a pipe on it, and compared to nowadays where, I mean, they're, they're tweaking a little bit more, but still, I think even nowadays, I mean, the the bikes have more engine components in them, you know, that are different, mm-hmm. but I think the rider that I've been involved with still always look for smoother power and, and taming it down and making it more rideable. I mean, you can get a lot of power out of these 450s, but none, none of the guys I've worked with want to ride them in that condition. They all want to ride them with smooth power that's, you know, delivered really nice and, and easy to hang on to for, you know, the whole motor or the, or the whole 20 laps on a Supercross race. Big difference right, cool. having Thanks. a bunch of power. What about, like, maintenance? How, how long are you guys going on an engine and whatnot? Uh, our engines for like outdoors right now, our Honda engines get rebuilt or they get sent to the shop after every race and uh, get thoroughly taken apart and inspected. And and uh, there's certain uh, hour limits on, on every part and there's every part is listed on the computer and, and every part is uh, inspected and then the time is written down for how much part that, or yeah, how much time that part has on it. And then when, it, when the, the the life is the lifespan has been met on that part. It gets replaced. There you go, Cody. Uh, so it's done every every week. Thanks for right ta- on. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Uh, another question from TJ. TJ, what's happening, man? What's up, guys? I, um, I had a question. Did you hear about the riders 
you know, not getting along all the time, but it sounds like all the mechanics sit around in the pits and sing Kumbaya and hold hands. I mean, I never hear about, like, the, the mechanics, oh, I didn't, don't get along with this guy or this and that. It's more like they're all just, you know, hanging out, constantly being buddies all the time. Um, well, there's a lot of mechanics, so, but yeah, I think most guys get along. La Muffin wanted to beat me up one time when uh, Timmy took out Dowdy, but that was just Muffin. <laughs> so you so if a Binghamton? Rider, if, if yeah, it was Binghamton. You're right, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm good. Like um, that. what about that goose? Uh, mechanics get along basically pretty much. I think so. I don't think it's like when I first started driving the box sounds, there was animosity amongst some of the mechanics. You know, I think it was just the old rivalry from back a few years before I got there. And, yeah. and I, I was kind of quiet when I first started driving the box and so I didn't associate with too many of them, but mm-hmm. I never really had any problems. But I think nowadays, I think the majority of the mechanics, the whole, the whole paddock gets along fairly well. You know, there's, there's usually no issues anymore. It's, it's left out on the track for the, for the riders to settle. The mechanics get along pretty good. Hey, Goose Berlut gets intense, huh? Berlude is an intense period. Yeah, he's. I've seen him in the mechanics yeah. area. Like this mild mannered man turns turns very intense. <laughs> you do, yeah. Berlude. Oh, I'm okay. not disagreeing. With you I, get in. I, you wanted to fight JT one time. Yeah. <laughs> I love JT. I, I don't 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 try to screw me and JT's relationship okay. up, bud. All right. What's that, TJ? Uh, there's a lot of people I hear all talk talking about how to make factory mechanics stuff, and I actually had a. A guy that I worked with who who was a factory mechanic or a practice bike mechanic for Stewart for a while, a tech, um, name was Adam. Um, I know you'll probably know him. He passed away a few years ago and get hit by a car. Oh, Tex. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tex. Yeah, he was he was a complete and utter. I mean, this is a guy I knew quite well. He was a doofus. He was just a hard worker. I mean, he worked at the Yamaha shop that I did, and I watched him like wreck a bike like two times trying to test ride it. I mean, well, yeah, you don't got to be a great rider though to be a mechanic. So, right, that's what I was just going to say. Most most mechanics, the reason they're not racing is because they're bad riders. You know? Right, yeah, they gave it up. Right, exactly. Uh, thanks, yeah. TJ. I saw him do whenever he was whenever he was young. You know, compared to as he got older, you know, it's, he put in the hard work. He spent the time behind the broom for mechanic, yeah, or KTM and all that stuff. I mean, it's all about that hard work. And my kids ask me about. What to do? Be a factory mechanic, and I said, go to college and find a different job where you can actually make money. <laughs> there you go. Oh uh, no! Come on, Goose and <laughs> hey, the dream is to make Goose and Berluti money. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, TJ. Make JP kind of money. Yeah. Thanks, 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 TJ. Uh, no um, yeah. Uh, you know what? One thing I always thought uh, about you two guys. Um, I did it for eleven years. There's some mechanics. I mean, Berlute, you were you know with Damon Huffman, you were winning races and winning titles and. Some mechanics that really like get a little bit of an ego going because their rider's winning, and they sometimes think that maybe that makes them really good. Uh, Goose, I don't think you ever changed from the first time. I mean, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough. Like, you never thought that you know you were some superior mechanic. Blue, you're the same guy. Um, Thank you. You know, I, I I always admired that. Like, I always admired the guys that are like, hey. We're all the same here. We're just doing the job. You know, I don't know. I guess it's hard. Exactly. It's hard when you're winning. Exactly. All the time. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can tell you, you know, that it, it matters who you're you're paired up with, rider-wise and team-wise, you know, to get some of the to get the results. So, I mean, it has nothing to do with with their personality as far as you know being better than the other guy or mm-hmm. anything like that. It, 
I, I, you know, the first few titles that uh, I was part of, you know, and they gave you a Mechanics of the Year award, mm-hmm. I kind of skipped that because I felt, you know what, there's a lot of guys out there working just as hard as I I do. I know because I know them. Yeah. And they're not getting that award because their rider didn't win. So I didn't even feel right going to those banquets and, and accepting that award. And I didn't, you know, you know, it was just, just my way of thinking, you know, that, there's plenty of guys out there that are, are working just as hard as I am, and uh, just their their luck wasn't on their side this year. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, it's it's one of those things. Um, Goose, you've won a shit ton of races and titles. Uh, motocross. No, I didn't. I haven't. Well, okay. I mean, no. local stuff. I've I've ridden local races and won a few of those, but I've never won any titles that good, mean anything. Good point. You're right. Okay, so you you've wrenched for riders. Is there one season, one title? That stands out above the others. Is there anything that uh, you're like, wow, we got lucky to win that one? Wow, what a ride by my, what a job by my guy. Uh, anything that stands out for you? Um, you know, I think they're all like that, though. I think okay. every one of those titles, you just go, man, it's just amazing that everything went the way it did, and you know, this little thing that went wrong and what did, didn't really didn't affect our our outcome. It's just there's a lot of luck involved. And, and it's just amazing, although know, you guys know the amount of work that goes into it on the writer's side. And it, I mean, there's a couple of good ones. Uh, you know, the 24 and zero uh-huh. uh, was was pretty special to 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 win every moto. That that was, was I mean, they're, they're all really special. You know, every single one of them. Right. And, uh, yeah, there, it, there's not one that you don't work hard for. There's not one that comes easy. Yeah. Did you so tell? It, uh, they're they're all special. I think you told me one time that uh, there were a few times in that twenty-four and zero thing that you you were like, "Wow, we got you know something either no gas." Yeah, we got or, really lucky. Right, right. There were there were things that went wrong that weren't supposed to go wrong with that bike. That mm-hmm. you know we had a couple of riders, I think Nathan Ramsey and uh, Ryan Hughes that had tested that bike for a couple of seasons. They said it was pretty much indestructible. And, yeah. And then Ricky got on it, and we had some things happen that, <laughs> I mean, maybe one more lap. And it wouldn't have happened, yeah. you know. It was, uh, you, like I said, there's a lot of luck that goes into winning championships, too. Weird things happen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, question from David here. David, what's uh, what's your question for uh, Mike Gosler? I have two questions for him. One was, I believe somebody had mentioned in a previous podcast that uh, he's related to Zach from Saved by the Bell. I think his name's Mark Paul Gosler. Yep. And uh, if that's the case, uh, what got him into uh, being a dirt bike mechanic? Well, what got Mark Paul being a dirt bike mechanic? He no, no what, what got Mike being a mechanic? <laughs> and also, you know, <laughs> how, do, how does uh, no, uh, that? It's, it's my younger brother. And uh, I was already a, a mechanic at a motorcycle shop when when he was born. I, I was a mechanic at 16 when I was still at high school, and that's when he was born, at, like when I was like 15 and a half, so... He uh, he ended up riding bikes, but he ended up making a lot more money and didn't need to need to work in his own bikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Also, uh, I may be wrong, but weren't you Dungey's mechanic in 2011 on Suzuki when he had all the uh, yes. like bike issues and was real unhappy yep. with the bike? I was wondering if you could comment on that. If there's any, you know. You know, yeah, I mean, it was definitely, definitely a, like I said, you need luck on your side. The first thing we had happened was a chain came off at Anaheim, and the only reason we could figure out there was no damage to the chain, the 
chain wasn't loose, that there was nothing wrong with anything except that we ended up changing the chain guide so that it had more engagement feeding the chain on the sprocket more so that the chain couldn't be fed off the side of the sprocket. We just figured, the only thing we could figure is that, you know, he went into the sand section right before the chain came off and got mm-hmm. a little squirrely and kind of hopped sideways and maybe off the throttle and the chain just popped off one of those weird things. Yeah. Then we had an issue where, uh, the other rider on our team uh, coming into the outdoor season needed a, a large fuel tank, and we only had one left at Suzuki, a brand-new large one. Well, mine was in perfect shape from the year before, and I said, you know what, we're getting new fuel tanks here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a couple of weeks behind, so I'll just use mine from last year. We finished every moto last year. It's going to be fine this year, and uh, we'd been checking fuel uh, up to that point, and the, the race in Texas was extremely hot and the fuel ended up just boiling out of the thing. The first moto, we had enough to go two more laps, and the second moto, we were almost two laps short, so we almost lost four laps worth of fuel. And, you know, Ryan said it was spraying him. He could feel it spraying him on his chest and on his face, and it was just really unfortunate, you know, same fuel tanks and same everything, and we ran out of fuel, and then we had an issue with some of these new bikes. Uh, We call it a no-start issue where... After you wash them, sometimes they will not fire. Well, we were at Southwick. Ryan had won the first moto, and we had the bike running for the second moto, and Ryan came up to talk to me to tell me, I forget what, you know, at that point, what what he came up to talk to me about. I shut the bike off, talked to him for a second. We were all ready to go. You know, I had my fanny pack on, radio on. Everything was ready to go. Went to go start the bike, and it would not start. And we ended up changing every electrical component on that thing. Sending them all back, having everyone evaluated, and not one thing was found wrong with any of them. And really? every one of those wow. components, every one of those components ran on a on a practice bike. It's just wow. Like I said, you definitely need luck. So I mean, there were three things there that shouldn't have happened, but did happen, and yeah. you feel horrible that they do. But you try to learn from them. And I know that chain on a Suzuki will probably never come off <laughs> because of the modifications they've made since then. Yeah, and it's like, and, you, uh, it's hopefully, like you, and none of it's your fault. None of it's just weirdo stuff. Yeah, it, it just stuff happens. It's a machine, you know. Yeah. There's a bunch of bunch of metal and plastic parts flying around, and mm-hmm. sometimes things don't don't work or they stop working. You know, right. yep. it's unfortunate, but they but they do. All right, David. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Hey, thank you. All right. Uh, hey, Goose. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, appreciate it. Um, yeah. Good no times. Um, like I said, uh, you, you and Berlut, guys like that. Uh, you guys have been doing it for so long. It's nice to still have you guys around. It's a nice look into the, like the past of the sport and what we used to do and how we did it. And I don't know. It's just kind of cool to have you guys still around because the sport's changed so much from your day. It's almost oh, yeah. almost a different yeah. sport now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's for it's, sure. It's phenomenal. Um, and enjoy your off weekend, and we'll see you at Unadilla. Wait, 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 enjoy my what? You're, oh, X Games. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never, never mind. Enjoy X Games for all its glory. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on, you guys, and uh, I will see you at the next race. All right, sounds good. See you, Goose. All right. Thanks take for coming on. I'll talk to you soon, Steve. All right. See ya. That's uh, Mike Goose Gossler, everybody. Uh, good guy. Yeah, I like Goose. And like I said, I like, have a good time with that guy. No ego on him. Nah, he's cool. He's one, you know shit ton of races and it doesn't matter yeah the rider makes a mechanic the mechanic don't make the rider yeah sometimes i have to remind some mechanics of that yeah i know huh yeah. Yeah, there are some people like that 
Uh, I'm watching that 35 with my fingers crossed. Mathis. Gump. Mathis. Gump. I'm at the pit tent. I'm here with Jason Wigand. Wow. You found it. Live on the air, impromptu. Timmy Ferry's looking great. You, uh, you, all the celebrities there, and you just pulled up Wigand. I'm here with Wigand, telling him my story, beer in hand, and he wants to say hello. Can I put him on? All right. There he is. This is unbelievable. The odds, how it has worked out. <laughs> what odds? That, that you have Gump to put you on the air? Yeah, the Gump walked up to me. He's like, hey, I got tits on the phone. Do you want to talk to tits? <laughs> and when you're at the beer can of Loretta's, you're pretty much, of course, you're looking to talk to tits. <laughs> but I didn't realize it was nice. TL. Right, right. Uh, so here I am on the air. It's like only my third appearance on the show, I think, ever. So well done, Gump. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Gump. Berluti's in studio, by the way. Um, Gump, who, who's in studio? Berluti, Tony Berluti. Hey, what's oh, up? What's up, Berluti? How are you, bud? Uh, All good, man. We, we we miss you down here. Hey, I've never been there. Ever? Ever? All your years of experience, Berluti, uh, you have never been to Loretta's. Never been to Loretta's. I'm going to make it one of these days. Listen, n- enough small talk. How did Timmy look? Oh shit! How's Timmy looking? Not very good, man. Not very good. What are you talking about? Yeah, I uh, mean, I don't think it's there. Our arms got him covered, dude. What do you mean it's not, not I mean, there? I'd be very nervous. Hold on. Do I need to get on the next flight? He might need someone to come here and pump him up. Maybe Fudge Creek 2003 style. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. I will be there. That's the day we took down Berluti in Roncada. That's right. That's right. I do remember that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. No, actually, I wasn't even here when uh, Timmy was running, so I have no idea how he looks. But the last jump, how are the Tim Ferry lap times? Unbelievable. Fast for the week. Unbelievable. Fast for the week. Gump said they're the fastest for the week, and we still haven't even started racing, but he's already said fast <laughs> for the week. He's already the fastest. Uh, hey, uh, if, big he, clinch. if Davey is there, can you pass this on for him? Can you pass this message on for Davey? Yes. MX Sports is done. Can you, can you pass that on? Wait. Go, say that again? Okay, hold on. Davey Coombs is beating up your kid. Eating off of my chin? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Those are some drops we pulled from last week. Uh, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Listen, I'm like Gump Stone at the beer tank. You can't expect top-end audio quality. No, that's a good point. And Gump, Gump's from New York. He probably has a flip phone. Yeah. Um, is actually a, do you run a KTM Gump? Oh, yeah, I'm on a YZ-252. Okay, you're on a YZ-252 two-stroke. Yeah, suck at all you two-stroke fans. Oh, they're awesome. They're so much better. Why don't they make them again? MXA, MXA. <laughs> but I want you to know that Gump's phone is KTM Orange. Oh, nice, nice. I like what that. What kind of loyalty do you have? Syracuse Orange. Oh, you... sorry. I take it back. Syracuse Orange, man, Orange. Oh, did you, did you, you know Gump, or did Gump just introduce you? No, uh, Gump just gang-rushed me here, but now we're best buds. Oh, okay. <laughs> the last three minutes. Okay, so let me give you a little scouting report at Loretta's. Yeah. Everybody has stepped up their game, and that even includes the legendary Loretta Lynn's beer tent, which now has LED lights and a mechanical bull. A mechanical bull? Yeah, a mechanical bull, which Wes Kane has challenged. Wes Kane has challenged the mechanical bull to ride him and last eight seconds on his back. <laughs> oh, God. Well, if he has the studded jacket on, I, I think it'll be a tough pull for the bull. Wes said he's very mad. He lost a lot of gym time with the eight weeks he spent with ice in Amish country. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no doubt. But you'll appreciate this. Johnny O'Hanna. 
back in action for one week only. He can't. Yeah. He came, and he got in West Kane's head. He got in his head. Oh my God! It's on. The, the battle is on for the announcers. Yeah, there, there really is only room on earth for one of these guys. Oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I'll, dude, I'll, he, these guys are putting extreme pressure on me right now. Rod, just mechanical bull. You I should, can't ride it. I suck at it. I'm just telling you, I suck how, at it. How do you suck at a mechanical bull? You just sit on it. Can I just yeah. tell you a story right now? What? Some guy came up and said, I want you to ride a mechanical bull. And I'm like, I can't do it. I'm really bad at it. I tried it in New Orleans once. I got pitched off like three times instantly. And he said, F you, man. I thought you were cool. Oh, <laughs> and walked away. Dude. Emig would have wrote it. Exactly. Like, you meet your TV heroes in person, and this is what you get. They're not really that cool. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Bates wrote it. What? Yeah, the one in, at, in New Orleans. Aaron Bates did? Yeah. It was... Aaron Bates wrote it. Why can't? Well, I attempted to ride it, but I think by the time they, they're like, okay, let, oh, it's already down. Oh, it's, yeah, exactly. There we go. Well, hey, yeah. um, thanks for coming on. Uh, should I pass you back to Gump? You got more to share? No, we're done. We're going to move on to our next guest. Tell Gump yeah, thanks, Yeah, Gump though. actually said he has – he just gave me the nod of I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gump. All right, man. Enjoy Loretta's. Uh, Evan Ferry, I think he was 12th in his class today, so – just give me an update. Uh, you think he's going to show everything what he's got right away? He's not going to do that. No, no, no. No, no. Actually, in that class, if dudes crash and they don't know what they're doing, they're racing here for the first time, like 12th is fine. Like, he right. seriously could win. Like, who knows? Yes. That doesn't mean anything. Like his dad. Like his dad. Uh, like his dad. He could win. All right, boys. See ya. See ya. All right. You know, uh, that's interesting, Berlut. It is the Renard versus Ferry battle. Yeah. Renard's your guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you'll see. You told me it was faster. Shall we put a wager on it? Should we put um, a, a cool 50 down? Sure. Should we put 50 bucks? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Okay. All right. You're on. I got Tim Ferry. Okay, we're going OA. What, they do two motos, Three right? motos. Three motos. Three motos yeah. for the OA. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got it. Don't worry. Hey, our next guest, uh, he's Team 2-2 team, team two, two, uh, Mechanic, Chad Reed's Mechanic, uh, Lars Lindstrom. Welcome to the show, Lars. What's up, Steve? What's going on? Hey, good. Uh, Tony Berluti's in studio, by the way. Hey, Lars. Hey, hey, Tony. What's up, man? Hey. Okay, so I just bet him 50 bucks that Timmy will beat Renard at Loretta's. Well, how much has Renard been riding? A lot. He's get, been getting ready for it? Because Renard's badass. Oh, and Timmy's not? not? Timmy's not. I, I'm just going to say, <laughs> not saying Timmy's not. Fuck, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I still, I'm still thinking of terra firma, you know, like him. You know, launching down Wall Street, Lily. Robbie's badass. That was a long time ago, Lars. <laughs> yeah, know, but he's but got no, some. That's, that's what I think of. He's got experience from last year against the goat. Look, look oh, hey, yeah. fifty bucks. You may as well just give me that fifty now because I, Tim I'll give Ferry. It to, I'll give it to you, you and Adila. Tim Ferry, is, but you're going to be giving it to me, is what I'm. Tim telling Ferry you. only only went to Loretta's for two things: to say hi to the fans and kick ass. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Nothing to do with his son. No, nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, I got this covered. Um, Lars, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, we had Goose on just a minute ago. Um, you did? Yeah, we yeah, did. Man, should listen. Yeah, we had Goose on. Um, w- tough season for you, but uh, hey, Millville was good. Millville was an improvement. Yeah, yeah, Millville was better. Um, definitely uh, not where we wanted to still, but, <clears throat> you know, better than we were in the beginning. So, yeah. you know, getting better. Right. Uh, what's it like working with Goose? 
um, working with Buse is, is actually really, really cool. I've, I've known him for a long time. We worked on Honda together Yep. when I was just a full rookie, you know, green kid. And um, and even then before, you know, from seeing him at the races. But, no, it's awesome having him on the team because he knows um, a lot. He's really meticulous. He, he does things the right way. He's a good thinker. You know, he mm-hmm. definitely teaches me a lot of things and, you know, um, also asks my opinion on things, which I think is cool, too, you know, because right. he doesn't really need it, you know, but he does anyway, so <laughs> right. cool. Uh, hey, one thing, I, I don't think I know the answer to this. How did you get the job at Honda? Um, you know what? I was, I was kind of trying to do the racer thing, and I got hurt a lot when I was a, a teenager and all that, but uh, I got – my dad worked at Honda, which <laughs> sounds like I just got the job just because my dad, but no, nah, he, he, uh, I knew some of the guys on the team, like, like Goose and um, – Okay. Ron Wood, really. Ron Wood was the guy that he worked there, and he hooked me up with the 252 stroke to race and ride, and I had to put it together my, myself, and I was like 19, 18, uh-huh. 19. And yeah. So anyways, I started helping him with some of the crap around there, and then um, one thing led to another, and then I ended up getting there like a full-time job there uh, eventually, like in like 02, 03. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Years ago, remember Lars uh, raced Vegas? He was working for Honda, and then he raced Vegas. Yeah. Supercross. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. He- yeah. Did yeah. you qualify for the night show? Um, yeah, night show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, awesome. I did night show. Nice. But I almost, I almost won my little heat race thing. But, the, you know, like, dude, I didn't ride. You know, like, I worked during the week, and then I, I, I rode some suspension that Mike Batiste had made for me, like, that day before or something. I, you know, like, <laughs> right. I had no reason. I had no, you know, <clears throat> I shouldn't have even been out there, but I just went for it, and I actually did better than I thought. So, that's cool. Hey, yeah, I'm you're a good rider. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, and we're going to have Paul Barabinos on. After you, who you two probably are one A and one B fastest mechanics in the pits. You know, I took him down. I heard at Paula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. took him, took him down at his home track, Apollo. Oh. Um, and then uh, I also took down Gilmore. Um, you know, suspension guy. Oh yeah, uh, Ricky. Tomac practice, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, and then I, I really have to, you know, I have to tell you that I slaughtered him at uh, Zaka Station, which is a little bit more like my track. Okay, well, so I, I just got to rub it in. Yeah, we're going to ask him about that. Um, yeah, you should. How much do you ride now? Not that much, man. My knees jacked up. I wish it, you know, I just ride for fun now once in a while, but yep. not not very often. This summer hasn't been good for riding, actually. Right, been pretty busy. Uh, now, your grandfather was was uh, Gunner. Uh, my grandfather and my father are, are both named Gunner, and yeah, my grandfather was an Olympian, and my dad is just, uh, you know. A racer, but Jeff. oh, so your dad was invented the Gunner Gasser. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought it was your grandfather. I'm sorry. Yeah, your your dad. You could, could be real. <laughs> your dad invents the Gunner Gasser <laughs> throttle. Yeah. Which which yeah. in the 70s everybody ran it. You had to right 70s and 80s, early 80s, early 80s, absolutely. Yeah. Did you get rich off that thing? How do you know? How do you know, Mathis? What do you? I thought you knew like a lot of shit about the like the older days. Well, I just said it was your your grandfather. I'm sorry, but I, I knew the throttle. I knew it was related to you. I mean, I, I missed the generation, but come on. Yeah, I, I was born. My dad, my dad won the first ever Daytona Supercross, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, same gunner. Um, did he get <laughs> did he get super loaded off that throttle? Like, no, you know what? Because he didn't he didn't patent it. Oh, okay. And he has a reason why he didn't. I forget what it is, but it yeah. was like expensive, or maybe. He was working for Honda at the time. I can't. I can't really remember what happened there, but no, he did not get loaded from it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and Berlu, what was and again, Lars? You can go ahead and crack on me, but it was the just the the ratio of the pull. It was a wheel, a turn wheel, or what was the, so good about the Gunner Gasser? 
Well, it tucked your cable in behind your number plate where the other ones would just stick straight out, you know, and okay. that was kind of dangerous, you know, for like first turns or, mm -hmm. you know, if you got into a scrap or whatever. Yeah. And then it was really smooth with the wheel and stuff. But okay. they made knockoff ones, you know, uh, and they were shit. You had to have you had to have the good one. Yeah, the good gooder, gasser, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I had some a yeah, wheel a wheel that others didn't or something, but not yeah, uh, other guys oh. knocked them off and made wheels, and oh, then okay. and then the okay. then the manufacturers, you know, if he would have had a patent on it, they probably would have. The manufacturers ended up coming with the wheels. Right. I mean, you, the ones bikes yeah. you worked on. Yeah, had yeah, it. yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, okay, that so that was. Th yeah, you should have really patented that thing like Boysen did with the reeds. Yeah, exactly. Your dad. Yeah. Really missed out. Really missed the boat there, Lars. Yeah, no, he blew it. I could have been. <laughs> I could have been living off his millions right now. Right. Yeah, you would have to work for a living. Um, That's enough living off of Chad's millions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much do you miss Gothic on a scale of one to ten? I know you see him at Honda, but you know how is what? How much do you miss Gothic? Uh, I don't miss him at all. Do you see him all the time? Yeah, I guess you do see him at Honda, right? Oh yeah, I saw him today. Um, how does he? How's he taking the championship loss? <clears throat> I, uh, I I saw he had some bandages on bandages <laughs> on his wrists and stuff, but um, other than that. I don't think he really gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, when he was hanging upside down on the rafters, he tried to slit his wrists. Yeah, but that's normal. Right, right, yeah, that, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, there's a back room at Honda that you just, you open, it's dark in there, and he just, that's where he sleeps, <laughs> upside down. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, a question for you, and we've been asking this question uh, a lot tonight for a guy, but I like, I like getting the different answers. Um, what kind of advice would you give uh, a mechanic who wants to be the next Lars Lindstrom? What um what what what's uh, the best piece of advice you got when you were starting out, or um you know to make it to a factory level? Um, I usually tell people don't have a bad attitude. Um, you know, be willing to do whatever you're going to do. A lot of crappy work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Don't have don't have don't don't have a big ego about things. You know, and just kind of listen to what people have to say, and then don't be afraid to um, you know do the, the shitty work too you know it's not all fun it's, right. it's not all cool you know the, the races is what what's uh you know the show and all that that's the fun part you know the work that you put in during the week and you know cleaning the shop and you know organizing mm -hmm. and getting the semi ready and things like that and helping your guy during the week at the practice track and building the bike and you know after you come back from the track and you're already beat you know that's the stuff that yeah. you know people don't realize and so you can't be afraid to work a little bit and you got to listen and learn to people you know yeah from people that have more experience than you yeah, you see a guy like Tony Berluti at the races with his mustache and his Oakley uh, blades on, and you're like, that guy's a rock star. He's working with Damon yeah. Huffman. He's working with Damon Huffman. And, but then, but you don't see him grocery shopping at midnight or sweeping the van out, you know, at a truck stop or anything yeah. like that. Washing their clothes, the rider's clothes. Right. I did that for Bud Man back in the day. Yeah. Right. I mean, you did everything. Exactly. Everything from A to B. A to Z. Yeah. Was, yeah, and even, like, B, you know, like when, I, when I first started Honda, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. And, yeah. Um, but when, you know, when Goose or uh, Shane Drew or Dan Bentley, one of those guys told me the right the way that they told me I should do it, you know, you do it that way. You don't argue with them. Yeah. The guy's, you know, got way more experience and has obviously had a lot of success. So I don't always got to listen and learn to those guys that, that, you know, have been around for a while. Hey, it was, like a, big, it was, a, big, it was a big move for you to, uh, to leave Factory Honda and go to Chad's team. Um, and, I, and I was definitely surprised you did that. Um, talk about that decision a little bit, and uh, and if you if it was the right one for you. Yeah, no, for sure it was the right one for me. You know, I've been at Honda for ten years, and 
um, had a lot of cool opportunities that I would have never had on other teams. You know, I kind of went straight to the top in a, in a way. But um, now working for Chad was cool because we did our own thing. Uh, I learned a lot. I got to do a lot of things that I would never have done before at Honda, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with sponsors and uh, organizing, you know, deals and stuff like that and working with um, starting from the team from the ground up, you know, it was, it was a lot of work. Right. Uh, but it was really cool. It was, it was probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And, uh, and also at the same time, you know, we came out and did really well and won some races. And, you know, I'd, I'd won a couple nationals with, uh, with K-Dub before, but um, mm-hmm. to, to, to win Supercrosses and things like that as an underdog was something I'll never forget, <clears throat> especially from the deal that, you know, the little bit, I mean, I built, I built the San Diego race bike that we won with yeah. out of my garage, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that doesn't really happen too often, and I'm, I'm pumped that I was a part of it. You must have been pumped to uh, work for Jeremy McGrath when he came back. Remember that, Goose? Or, or, or Goose. Remember that? Really? Yeah, I that do. Was, yeah, that's cool. That was a pretty cool gig, Lars. Yeah, it was, actually. It was it was perfect way to, to you know, get into the whole deal, because I never really worked for anybody other than, you know, actually nobody really. I mean, I never really worked <laughs> as a mechanic. I didn't want to be a mechanic. I wanted to race, you know. And, <laughs> right, and, uh, right, right. But then, you know, like um, I got to know Jeremy through the, or you know, doing the testing deal Honda, and he actually asked me to be his mechanic because, you know, why not? I guess you know, I was the guy at the track with him, you know, all the time. So yeah, it was no, it was, it was badass getting to, to work with him. He's 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 a really really good friend of mine, and he he taught me a lot of things too. You know, he's ten years older than me, and things that he's done. You know, he's made a lot of good decisions. So yeah. um, he taught me a lot, and it was it was awesome getting to work for him. You know, and rolling number two bike into the into the you know factory CR two fifty. Yeah, kind of something you dream about, I guess. And um, and, and yeah, and just, straight into the spotlight. It's cool. And just the coolest guy too. You know. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. You, you, you always always been really good to me. You got MC Wyndham and Chad Reed. Uh, you haven't had a dick rider yet. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know it's an odd. I've been really, really lucky in that way. Not really the the way that most guys get their shot at being a mechanic, but yeah, I, yeah, I got in there pretty luckily. Uh, Berluti had Pichon, so. Oh. Pichon? <laughs> yeah, Pichon. Hey, hey Pichon was good, though. Now, you like Pichon, Berluti. I, I mean, the some, old man. sometimes I did. The old man. No, he did not like. Uh, I mean, they were a good group, but, I mean, he's he. I mean, on a different day, you know. Someday he was good. Someday yeah. he was gnarly, you know. Was I, he your toughest guy to work it, for? Uh, toughest maybe because of attitude yeah, yeah. and stuff at times, but like Robbie, you know, you always talk about Renard, but Robbie was tough as far as, you know, he's so picky and always never happy. He was hard to, Oh really? Yeah. He was, he was kind of anal that way with setup and stuff, yeah. you know? So, I mean, you know, some guys are hard for different reasons, you know, right, right. or they're hard on their bikes. Like, like tickles so good. Like if, as far as yeah. the bike, the engine, you know, he doesn't tax the motor and we have to change clutches all the time and stuff and getting back to that time thing that we have to do for tv and stuff i mean if if he was like ricky when ricky was gnarly when me and goose were working on the bike and ricky's just flaying i mean he's just (laughs) flaming the clutch and just destroying the bike i mean seriously i mean and goose told me the throttle cables would literally be stretched he could do it with ricky yeah two stroke days anyways Yeah. yeah Yeah, he was. He was like, I had to change throttle cables. Rick, Ricky was is hard on equipment. He's gnarly, <laughs> right, you know? so right. you, you definitely had to replace it all the time. Lars knows that. He was at Honda then. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, even uh, Chad now. I never. I mean, not that I've worked for that many guys, like I, told, I said, yeah. but Chad's gnarly on stuff too. And yeah, we we have a 
short turnaround time between motos, especially this weekend, you know. Yeah. This weekend was, like, super short between everything, and Chad's gnarly on things. You know, we're changing inner hubs and things like that, oil and every time, and, yeah, we barely get it done in time. I, I, I think I watched you, actually. Oscar had to go to the line without the bike because yeah. we didn't, weren't done yet. Jeez. So, yeah, it's um, some, guys, some guys are hard and some guys aren't. Bravo on the tablecloth video. Bra- <laughs> bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, still want to see. I, that. I really, you haven't I'm, seen I'm it? Pretty, I'll, no. I'll show it to you. You guys had to tell Aussie, Aussie, because he was freaking out, right? Yeah, well, because it was we were at Bud's Creek building and uh, <laughs> we were joking about it. You know, we were like, we got to do something, you know. And and so um, Shane, truck driver Shane, um, we were all me and him were like kind of like talking about it, or whatever, and trying to figure out what to do. And so there's these guys, you know, we have these kids, and everybody has them that comes around and they. They hang out, and you see him every year, you know. Right, right. They come to the truck and hang out. So we had one of those, one of those guys. He's super cool from Bud's Creek, and uh, we had him call his buddy over. We took the two remaining tablecloths, and and Shane stood in the back with a little ski mask on, and <laughs> and they and, and then we we wrote a little ransom note, which I thought was really made made the video even better, having him read it off the little piece of paper, right. and then uh, saying that they demanded all this crap to, <laughs> in order to get the tablecloths back. So and you, then we posted it. We posted it on the on the kid's Instagram and tagged Dave in it, but he didn't see it till like the next day. We're like, "Damn it, dude! What happened? Like he doesn't believe it, or what's going on? Why hasn't right, he said anything?" Right, right. <laughs> so Shane's like, "Hey, Dave, did you see the video of the kids with the the ransom note and the in the the tablecloths?" And uh, Dave's like, "No, where?" And so we're like, "Oh, bitching." <laughs> so then he sees it. And he's just freaking out, and he's telling, he's calling Guy B vital, you know, and like trying to figure out how he's going to nail these kids down, and, <laughs> and like all this shit, and then, and then he starts calling Shane and, and saying that he's going to do like he's he's calling, he's going to get these kids arrested or something, and all this crap. And uh-huh. finally, it got to the point where where Shane just had to tell him, dude, it's just we're just we're just jacking with you, dude. It's just uh-huh. a joke. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it was really. I think it had. Uh, I put it, I put it on my YouTube video. On my YouTube channel, yeah. Pulpomex, and I think I got 5,000 views. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, awesome. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, people just loved it, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Was... Were, they, were the tablecloths actually stolen? Yes, or? they were really stolen. Okay, so the tablecloths were really stolen, but the, the, obviously the, the yeah. YouTube video was... Well, the tablecloths were stolen, and then Dave Osterman went on Vital. Right, I remember that so part. I didn't know he if... made a really big deal about these tablecloths. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> there, was like nine, there was like nine pages of people commenting, too, like, really? Tablecloth, <laughs> you know, like I thought you were going to say, like an engine or a toolbox or something. Right, right. Tablecloth, right? Uh-huh. Uh, God bless uh, Ozzy, because that's that's right. that's who he is, right? That's that's what he is. That's, oh yeah, he's 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 dedicated. He's he's definitely um, he's one hundred percent into it for sure. <laughs> yeah, you could say that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, yeah. uh, Lars, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Um, good times. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, for sure. Always fun. I have fun at X Games um, in the Arena Cross. Of the Staples Center. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Really? Are you being serious? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Lars. Thanks for coming on the Pulp of Mech Show. Appreciate it. All right, cool. See you, Lily. See you, Lars. All right, everybody. That's Lars Enstrom, uh, Team 2-2, Chad Reed's mechanic. Uh, this is the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. We are going to take our last commercial break of the night. We still have the NFAB Banging Bars segment coming up. We got some of your voicemails. We got Pro Circuit's Paul Barabinos coming up. And uh, we got lots more. Stick around, btosports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, 
FMF Racing, Brat Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, John Anderson at W, one of the good guys, Brilute. Great in the sport. guy. Yeah. You need some wheels for your bike, check them out. Optrix, Tits, um, what can you tell us about Optrix? Yeah, Optrix makes these great cases. Brilute, did you get to try yours yet? Yeah, no, I haven't tried it yet. We're going to go to Hawaii and maybe go try it, you know? Anyway, uh, we got I'm going to Hawaii. And he's well, going you to are, use yeah. it yeah. at some point in time. But yeah, they make sure. these great cases. That for your iPhone, make them shockproof, waterproof, dirt proof. You can use them like a GoPro or in conjunction with GoPros. Um, they're great. Go to optrix.com. <laughs> can you get the discount code right? Apparently, two people now are pissed at you. Uh-oh. I don't know what you're talking about there because actually, they've, I shouldn't be saying this, but they've enabled Pulp and Pulp MX. No, because the number, people, the number of the discount. Oh, 1-5%, yeah, 15%. Two people said you screwed yeah. them out of the discount. I don't know where that comes from. No, but. I, I tell you where it comes from. Two people emailed me no, and Twitter no, me. Saying, said, I don't know yeah. where they were. He the said number 50% from. off, and no. now these people are upset. Now, oh. you're, now you're <laughs> yeah. really going to confuse people throwing numbers out there. No. 15%. Yeah, 15. 15. Yeah. One five. Tim Ferry's number. Yes. Use right. the code Pulp. There you go. Check out. They're gaining traction. <laughs> Help them out. Thank you. They're gaining traction. Uh, hey, you want your uh, four-stroke to uh, have a better throttle response, a little bit more power, better starting? Uh, BlackOpsMoto.com. Check them out. And there's a discount uh, code if you want to check it out. Under sponsored deals on PulpMexShow.com. All right, everybody. Taking the last commercial break of the night. The great Tony Berluti's here. Kelly Stavis was here. Tits will be here. I'll be here. Paul Bear will be on the line. See ya. Hey, this is Eli Tomac. I ride for Geico Honda. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulpamec Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summercross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways... Don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Racetech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a Racetech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archives. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart.
There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, showy, showy. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state of the art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Brop, the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free available in four delicious flavors honey graham chocolate chip cranberry and blueberry order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll free at 1-855-8-BROP today mention pop mx and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes like us on facebook or follow us on twitter at brop nutrition now brop nutrition bars accelerate your body and mind bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. 
Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. everybody pulp mx show presented by btosports.com i'm steve mathis that's tony berluti tits is in the corner uh hey check out tech one designs um they're tech one they're uh, one of our greatest longest sponsors of the show uh custom graphics for it for you they uh they'll do everything they got a vince freeze this weekend at x games made him some custom graphics uh pit shirts with logos and things like that if you want to put some logos on your shirt uh check them out tech one designs.com they got a coupon code and like I said, uh, they've been around for, with us for a long time, and we appreciate their support. Check them out. Where are they out of, Steve? Uh, they are out of Minden, Nin, Minden, Nevada. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Your neck of the woods. Yeah. And also, too, uh, hey, if you got a KTM 65 right now, Racetech is uh, got the bitchin' gold valve kit. Um, they're there at the Racetech right now with uh, at Loretta Lins with uh, Aiden T. Harrow, and uh, he's a big part of the development on the kit, and he's representing Team USA at the Junior Motocross Nations this year. 
He swept all the motos at Ponca City, so this kid's obviously pretty fast. Oh, wow. And he's using the Race Tech Gold Valve kit on his KTM 65. So, yeah, he's the man. Speaking of uh, the man, uh, we have uh, the second best, the second fastest mechanic in the sport to our previous guest, Lars Lindstrom. Paul Barabinos, what's up? Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming on. We just uh, got a phone with Lars, and he said that he handled you at Paula. Uh, and then yeah. he, he, he beat you at uh, Zaka Station. Yeah, uh, he sure did, I guess. I don't have anything else to say. I just need to find a new format to race him because laying down laps, he's better for sure. Well, hey, uh, look, you're no slouch, though. You're, you're probably the second fastest mechanic in the sport. Maybe, maybe, yeah. We need to – I don't know for sure, but um, – yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I like riding with Lars. He's like, we're similar in speed and we get along real good. So right. it's fun to, the trash talk at least is fun. You, know? you, you need to channel your Blackfoot Honda skills when you went up to Canada. Oh, no, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I did very good. I got clipped after like two races. I remember a pitboard <laughs> message I got. One said, uh, one lap said corners suck and it <laughs> sticks out in my mind like that. <laughs> Um, well, that's why uh, and now you've become one of the one of the best mechanics in the sport because uh, your corners sucked, so you had to do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it was made apparent after that right. Canadian trip. Uh, hey, um, working for uh, Monster uh, Pro Circuit, Blake Baggett. Tough season for you guys. Uh, his wrist uh, broke his wrist in Supercross. Uh, never really uh, got on track outdoors. Uh, got a win, but uh, yeah, not probably not season that you and or Blake wanted. Yeah, yeah, I I think um, you know, I I think when we you know, we re- realized how bad his wrist was broken and we we're going, you know, through the mm-hmm. therapy and seeing how it was coming along and it was getting like, you know, oh, he's not going to ride this week, it'll be the next week and then it got pushed back further and we're like, man, hang time's like 4 weeks away. Yeah. Um, we knew it was going to be tough and I think it's really had ramifications that we didn't even realize, you know, I think it's thrown off some testing a little bit because he wasn't up to speed to speed previous. And then Hangtown went really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think that was maybe a, maybe a negative because right. uh, we obviously didn't have very good races after that. So um, yeah, the, his wrist is, he's working on it. It's getting better, but he had a slow process. Yeah. No, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Like you said, because us, us goofballs in the media after Hangtown, we're like, Oh shit. He went three, three, just wait. Wait for a few more races. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get better. So yeah, yeah, that was that was like the goal. Um, you know, I I was saying to myself, I was trying to get like forty points. That'd be great, and see where he's at. And he went three two, and he was he was awesome. And I think maybe part of that is just he he likes Hangtown, and I think everyone on the starting line doesn't really like Hangtown. So I think (laughs) that was half of it. But uh, but yeah, then after that, it's just uh, it's been tough, you know. But Bud's Creek is definitely the highlight. Hey, uh, I know you you know you grew up. We all grew up grew up. Dreaming of being a racer, well, not, not you, Berlou, really, right? Sure, I loved it. Yeah. I wanted to race. I wanted to be good, but yeah, I thought you ended up working for your brother. So. Well, I did, but I raced. But then you raced. Yeah, anyway. I mean, but, I, I would have rather wor- raced for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, me too. Um, not tits though. Tits is fine. We're just you know doing the concrete <laughs> business. Uh, um, oh, sorry, tits. I didn't turn your mic on. That's okay. Uh, so, Paul, uh, you know, you grew up r- wanting to be a racer, and uh, you certainly were pretty fast and made it pretty far. But did you ever think you would be a mechanic? Did you, like, was that plan B the whole time? Or, like, how did you be, how did you realize, hey, my corners suck, I'm going to try to be a mechanic? I don't know. I don't think I ever really wished to be a mechanic or, or planned for it. Um, I just 
grew up racing and mm-hmm. and loved the sport and it's all you know i've i just know it through and through and my dad uh my dad owns a machine shop in florida and he's a machinist and i learned a lot from him about you know the technical aspect of motorcycle i guess and work and he always you know kind of made me work on the bikes with him like whenever we'd go racing uh-huh. and uh i guess it started like i was going to college um and racing at the same time and then uh at first, it was like racing the priority, and I'd schedule my classes around racing. And then, you know, that's easy when you're doing the gen ed stuff the first couple of years. And then it became like I'm scheduling my riding around my classes. <laughs> right. And uh, so it started. I was like, man, I can't do. I need to try to do one thing good instead of two things half-ass. Yeah. So uh, I think I got a job with um, the Butler Brothers because they're you know I grew up with them. Um, saw them every weekend in Florida, and I was real close with them. And I. Uh, it was in the beginnings of their team, and I was just, you know, knowledgeable about motocross. So it was just yeah. like a grips and graphics thing in the beginning, and that's how I started. And um, I really liked it because I, I liked going to the races. I liked traveling, right? And uh, just snowball from there, I guess. Give us your best JT story while you were at Butler Brothers. <laughs> oh man! Did you work with Frank, or was yeah, it Truman? Yes, oh, okay. I did. Frank was awesome. <laughs> give give us a, a give us a Frank story. A yeah, great story. Uh, I was Atlanta. I think maybe. 2007 maybe <laughs> and um uh jt pulled in the mechanics area and i was like in staging with my eyes bike i think and i heard over the radio force asked frank hey what fell off jt's bike uh-huh. and uh <laughs> and frank came over the radio and he said motor mount <laughs> uh it was so and he was like ah, don't worry about it there's three other ones go back out there <laughs> and he just screamed it he would scream at jt every time he would call the track and it was to the battle and it was oh yeah it was classic those two are they, so fun to be around we i i carpooled or van van pooled with them in like 90 now oh two i think i was working for nick and uh jt told us at one of the stops that him and Frank would go hours without talking in the van. Hours. <laughs> they would just drive, and neither one would say a word. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. They, they were either at each other or right. or kind of just away from each other, it seemed like. And he, and he was so grouchy on race day. God, he was terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, hey, uh, you yourself, uh, is there any mechanics right now that, that um, you, you look up to or you, uh, you watch or, or, you know what I mean? Like, is there any guys – sort of in the sport that uh, obviously, you're, you know, you're a pretty accomplished mechanic. You've won a national title. You've won a ton of races, but you know, you can never stop learning. So um, yeah. you're working at pro circuit, but maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think there's a few guys like, I mean, even though I've, I've won a championship, it's, it's, they're so hard to come by and they're so hard to do. It's like, you really have to respect yeah, the guys that have done so many times. You're telling me like uh goose and i mean mike williamson has had so much success and i think i i really look up to carlos a lot i think he's uh he kind of i i saw him a lot when i was living in florida and he was started working for brian gray and oh yeah yeah so i uh i've been around kind of and carlos a bit and he kind of uh helped me a little bit when i was first in mechanics so about that, that uh like sticks out in my mind but um uh, i kind of i think i really look up to jeremy albright quite a bit because i guess that's just kind of the uh the path I'd like to take one day is to be a real successful mechanic and then maybe one day right. manage, manage something. So, yeah, I really look up to him, I think. Yeah, Berlut. You, you, you want to manage one day, Berlut? You want to do any of that? No, you, I'm, you don't... I'm not a manager. No. <laughs> no, I just, I just right. know it. I, yep. My personality and uh, 
I mean, I, I would maybe like to not travel as much and maybe be an in-house guy of some kind, but uh, right. I'm not really a manager. <laughs> That's all right. Um, uh, hey, uh, Paul, you had an interesting offseason. Um, you worked for Dean Wilson. You won the title. Um, yeah. Dean got signed to Jeff Ward Racing. You yeah. went with Dean to Jeff Ward Racing for a couple of days. Then uh, you went back to – okay, a day? One day, yeah, one day. One day. Then you went back to Pro Circuit, <clears throat> which turned out to be a brilliant move. Jeff Ward Racing obviously didn't last. And you yeah. went with Blake Baggett, who was actually – you know, Dean and him had quite, quite a rivalry, probably still do. Um, talk about le- you know, leaving Pro Circuit, going to Jeff Ward and coming back in a day. Yeah, that was – it's difficult. Um, it's so hard. Like our sport is filled with um, – a lot of people, I guess, that are you you want to trust, but maybe you can't. Right. And there was a certain individual um, that was kind of, you know, speaking with Dean and I about the whole deal and saying what it was going to be about. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I was uh, me and Dean were are, are you know were tight, and uh, I loved working with Dean, and I see a lot of potential in him, and still do. And I wanted to progress my career also, and and, and his also, because we had a lot of. Yeah. Good memories together. His first one was my first win, that type of thing. And so I went to Jeff Ward Racing and um you know, just after being down there for a day and there was a team meeting and there was just a lot of uh surprises that I kinda heard whispers of and rumors and but yeah. you know how our sport is rumors are yeah. like you can't you don't know whether to believe them or or what. Right. So uh I don't know, I just kinda I just my gut was telling me that it wasn't going to work out the way we were promised it was going to work out. And it was a scary time for me. I felt because it was October. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know, you know, I did, I, I thought that if Dean were to find out what I was feeling, it was going to be too late, it, you know, in the, maybe it was going to be November, maybe it was going to be December. Yeah. And by that time, you know, my position that pro server would have been filled. And, and it was kind of like, uh, I had to make a move for, best injuries of myself and my family and you know yeah. so uh i went back to pro circuit and wow. uh blake's mechanic had left for geico sean and um they said that uh or mitch told me i'm gonna work for blake at monster cup and that's how it started and um yeah just been with blake since then and okay, even so- you know i was with blake before uh Ian came back to the team i i, I, I don't know when he came back but yeah. after the jeff ward deal felt so, you know, he came uh, back pc so you're there for a day. You call Mitch back and go, "Can I? Can I come back?" And he goes, "Are you joking?" Or like, how did that? How did take me through that phone call. Uh, I just, I, I just drove back to PC and <laughs> you're like, and, "Hey guys, uh, I was just he kidding." Was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, "I quit." And uh, he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I don't know, man." I was like, uh, "I don't think the deal's gonna work out." It seems, yeah, it's just yeah, you know, I don't know. And he was like, "Yeah, well, I'd love to have you back." And oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. So and, he wasn't, and that, yeah. And that, yeah, and that was that. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I guess it was a uh, it was a uh, interesting, stressful right. week, I'd say. <laughs> so, did you literally the next day start back at Pro Circuit, or did you take um, a day off? Was there one day? Yeah, I think I t- I didn't start the same day. I think okay. I, all right. you know, <laughs> I talked to him, made arrangements, and then I had all my tools like in my truck or at my house or something. And then <laughs> they throw you. I, I was back there in a day or two, so it was like I was gone for one or two days. And then the boys in the shop like did some shop benching rearrangements, and 
And then uh, when I came back, they were like, oh, we'll, we'll let you back in your spot type deal. And they kind of put me right back to our you know, spot <laughs> I always was for the last four or five years. How weird was that, brother? That's crazy. <laughs> they throw you a farewell party. They got a cake for <laughs> yeah. you. Everything. You, the next day, hey, guys, what's up? I'm back. Um, yeah, it was. Hey, well, uh, looking back, it was obviously the right decision. But, man, ballsy. Very ballsy of you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not a decision I wanted to make. And um, it was a tough one still. But, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's a position the sport puts in sometimes, I guess. So. What's it like working for Mitch Payton at Pro Circuit? What's it like working at Pro Circuit? You know, uh, our uh, my buddy Donk uh, would probably give his left nut to work at Pro Circuit. It's his dream. Um, got an interview with Mitch. He said he blew it. Uh, but uh, he, got, he got too nervous, you know, around Mitch Payton. And I, yeah. I could see that. But what's, so what's it like working for a guy like that? Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's like, uh, I, I like per circuit because we have, I would say we have a lot of responsibility, maybe more than, than mechanics on other teams. Cause we're, we're building our own engines and mm-hmm. I think we're one of the only teams that still do that. And so he gives you a lot of responsibility and, and just is a huge learning experience. But I didn't know a whole lot about being a mechanic and engines and stuff when I went to pro circuit and I was mm-hmm. up front with, uh, with Mitch about that before I went there. And, um, I guess that's one of the qualities they liked is they could teach me teach me their way. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, we work a lot, but uh, we have a lot of success success too. Like I've had all that success with um, Dean Wilson and Ryan Morris before that, and I've worked mm-hmm. with Josh Hansen and now Blake Diet. But um, yeah, I mean I like I, I like Pro Circuit, and uh, you know you get you get to he provides you everything you would need to go racing and the best of everything. So yeah. Yeah. Do you still see some old glimpses of the old Mitch Payton that David Pingree tells me about? <laughs> yeah, I th- I've heard plenty of stories about the old Mitch, but I think he's getting old. He's gotten a bit older, and it's not. <laughs> you still get the glimpses, and this year I say maybe we've gotten the glimpses a little bit more because <laughs> right. we've had a tough we've had a tough year. But yeah, you know everyone everyone has their time at the top. So and we've had our time there for a while. So hopefully it comes back around here in a bit. Yeah, Berluti at Washugal. Mitch hmm. is just like uh, I said. Hey, you want to do an interview? Because you know Pro Circuit actually does sponsor the uh, the post race podcast that I do. Oh, okay. So I usually try to find him for the story. You know. Yeah. I said, do you want to do an interview? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I just go. Okay. All right. <laughs> and that's that's the toughest part of the day. At the end of the day, you know, all you guys are coming around at, and like that's when it's like, oh man, we put in all this work during the week, and yeah. we thought we. We thought we made gains here and did this there, and everyone's tired and hungry, and it's like, oh, you don't want to talk about the race if the results are bad. You just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that feeling. No doubt I've been there, um, and it, it sucks. Uh, talk about how myself, Steve Mathis, was a mentor towards you <laughs> when it comes to washing the motorcycle. Just just give the listeners a little bit about how I really started you off on your national championship <laughs> career. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know when that was. I think it was, yeah. it's, I don't know, the late 90s or something, but I was riding at Timmy's house. Um, just right, I think I was on an 80 or I don't know what I was on, but I was up there by myself. And uh, I was like, uh, Timmy's factory mechanic was there and he's washing a bike. And I was, I don't know if I was quizzing you or you were telling me, or maybe I was doing a crap job washing my own bike. Yeah, I don't remember, but. But, but I remember you told me something and start the bike always after you watch it. Oh, yeah. Something, probably, probably not that intelligent. Oh, whatever, I, whatever. I, I, <laughs> but I still do it to this day, and it's good advice. I remember that. That yeah. sticks out in my mind is that I'm still kind of, I'm still doing it. It's still part of the routine. See, Berlut? Yeah. So, 
So I you're have, the reason I can make it to the line every every second. <laughs> that's out there in this 45 minute turn. Oh, got. we well, we've been talking about that all night with with Berlute and Goose was talking about that. Man, it's tough. Like when I was a mechanic, we had full intermissions. And I remember so many motos where the horn goes off, and I'm still putting my seat on. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you know, and you guys don't even have. And like, okay, okay, so I was a shady mechanic, and I worked slow. Whatever, you, like you guys have lost that intermission and everything. I can't imagine it. We had like about yeah. an hour and a half. Now we got probably 45 minutes. Yeah, and you have to yeah. wash it, dry it, filter, clutch, maybe a muffler, um, graphics grips if anything's ripped up. You know, like Paul, it's tough, huh? It is tough. It is tough, and I'm sure Balut can can relate. It's like, uh, thankfully, we have some help. If there's a, like, if a, something major comes up or a predicament, like, thankfully, we have help because it's all. It's pretty much all I can do. Like, because we have a lot of riders on our team right now, and not too many extra hands. So, if nothing's going wrong, I can do it all myself. But it's, I mean, I'm wide open, and there's a priority list I have in my head of like, you know, most important things I have to get done, and. And uh, I wash the bike and put a new filter in it, and I try to get it started immediately to make sure that it's going to be running. Well, Steve, Steve Mathis taught you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go from there and doing the rest of the stuff, like changing a tire or checking the clutch or, you know, mm-hmm. spokes and, or whatever I have to do. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely tight. But I, I don't know. I, I'm good with it. I like it. It's, yeah. it's adds to, it adds another obstacle, I guess, in the just the whole yeah. The whole tour, you know, it's another thing that can happen, or maybe you can gain an advantage over somebody else if they can't get back to, you know, staging on time. Or, so uh, it's not bad. I'm all good with it, I guess. As a spectator, I can't believe how fast the days go. They're over before you know it. Like, you know, you get there about seven. I do. Yeah. And riders meeting, and boom, it's like you do. I do a practice report. You know, I do a little podcast, and before I know it, the horn goes. I'm up there. The day's over, and I can imagine for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like non-stop action i almost i feel bad a lot of times because you get you have spectators watching you and and looking over you as you work and and you hear them talking to you and you hear their questions and you want to stop and answer but frankly yeah. i just don't have any time like so yeah. I'll, I'll just kind of you have to like just act like you don't hear them sometimes and you feel <laughs> bad but it's like dude you, i was like if i don't plug long here like i'm gonna miss practice or i'm gonna miss this moto so you ever you ever get the spectators that as you're washing the bike they walk up to you and they want to talk to you yeah all the time like you're oh, like yeah. you're like bro oh, yeah. I, I i used to spray them sometimes <laughs> like just, oh yeah oh like, yeah like not you on purpose not especially on... if you're angry it, you right. just yeah you accidentally and don't even act like you hear them just drench them yeah just 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 move along <laughs> and just just soak them um, I'm just like, I mean, I'd love to talk. There's a pressure washer going. There's gallons of water being sprayed. Uh, you know, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. Like, well, I wear earplugs, so that helps oh, me. Yeah. So oh. people see those in there because they the ask most... you questions, you know, yeah. so yeah. I can kind of like fade, you know. What's, what's the weirdest thing you had with a spectator? Like, I've, I've, I've had the guy come under the tent. I've had guys come underneath the tent and be like, Hey, what's this? Or have you ever had nah, that? Not <laughs> that, but you know, in between motos, you get these guys that say, Hey, can I have that front number plate or whatever? And, and I and I and I'm just sarcastic with them. I say, uh, well, I I, I got to race. I mean, these guys got <laughs> number plates on their bikes to race, yeah. so that's that's what I got to do. Yeah. So unfortunately, no, you can't have that number plate right now. You know, uh, what's the weirdest thing yeah. for you, Paul? You, you you had something? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, like I say, I usually tune them out, and then at the end of the day, like when you can finally like relax and you have a bunch of people asking for stuff, I usually I usually try to pick out the kids or the yeah. If anyone yeah. says please, I give it to them. Or if, sure. if there's a little kid too scared to speak up, I'll give it to him. And I don't know. I just kind of try to 
It's, I, don't, I don't like giving. I don't know why, but I just don't go give it to the people that are loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, for sure. One time, a kid said, "Hey, can I, can I, can I get something?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, some advice." And he's like, "What's that?" I said, "Don't bug people when they're working." <laughs> like, it, I, I still feel about bad about it to this day. But it was like a terrible, terrible day for Red Dog or whatever. And I was just very, you know, I was just pissed. Maybe Jimmy Perry suicide, made me mad. Suicide watch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Perry made me mad. Probably that's more like it. Jimmy, Jimmy said something stupid. Um, uh, and also too, I like taking all the plastic off. I used to like taking all the plastic off. They're yelling and screaming, and they're yelling and screaming. And you take all the plastic off. You don't even listen to them. Pile it all up, you know, and then just toss it all over and just watch them go for it, like sea- <laughs> like seagulls for a loaf of bread. It's just fantastic. <laughs> that sounds fun. I want to check. Try it. that. I'll try that. One try day. that. Take yeah. it all up in your hands. Right. Walk to a, the tent and just throw it out there. And be- it's just they scatter everywhere oh, for it. I'm yeah. sure. God, yeah, good times. Um. Well, uh, Paul, yeah, um, what are you doing on your off weekend? What's going on? going to just relax? This weekend, uh, maybe I'll try to go riding. Oh, there we go. I don't really have much plans right now. Just uh, definitely just relax, hang out with the wife, the dog, yeah. hang out at the house. Right, right. Yeah. Paul, Paul, you're not going to do the surfer cross thing? When is surfer cross? I think it's tomorrow or the next day. <laughs> it's tomorrow or yeah, no. Wednesday, yeah. No, definitely not doing surfer cross. I can't surf anyway. Do I you... never even mind. Will you have a day off this week? Will you have Friday off? Maybe. Not sure. Maybe. I think I think Blake's going to be riding that day because I think he's coming back to California, so maybe I'll go riding with him. Oh, has he still been in Florida this whole time? Yeah. Uh, he came back last week. We did some testing, but he's been in Florida for quite a while, but I think I think he'll be back in California end of this week. Mitch is really relaxing that, hey, you got to stay in California thing. You know yeah, why? Because you know yeah. Dean went to Florida and he started winning. Yep. Yeah. The in 2011. Yeah, yeah. When he went to Florida and stayed at Chad's, he didn't he didn't lose a moto the rest of that series except at uh, Southwick. Yeah. But he won six other motos. So yeah, he Mitch really didn't have anything to say after that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and that that's always the the deal too. Like, right. all right, we'll let you go to Florida, but you know, if, if it's not looking good, you're coming back to California. But you, so it's like a right. extra incentive. They got to prove themselves if they go get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, you guys got a lot of things going on with with. Uh... Well, Dino's hurt, obviously, and that's too bad. But Rattray, 450 team, and then you have uh, nobody's hurt in the lights class right now. Martin missed some races, but he's back. Adam Cien Cirillo, mm-hmm. Josh Hill, Blake Baggett, mm-hmm. uh, Darren Durham, busy. Yeah, full shed for sure. Yeah, everything. Um, hey, Paul, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, Tony, I guess I'll see you at Ian Dillon. Yeah, for sure. All right, and, and remember, just like, like I pass it on to a young Paul Barabinos, Pass on my wash tip to, to a youngster if you feel free. So. All right, I will. I'll, I'll make sure to inspire little guys across the nation. Uh, all right, all right, everybody. Uh, that's Paul Barabino. It's one of, the, one of the nicer guys in the pits. Thanks very much, Paul. Appreciate it. See you, Paul. All right, see you guys. All right, uh, Paul Barabino, monster pro circuit guy. Um, yeah, good guy. Yeah. So he's for f- Floridian. Floridian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. goes way back with uh, JT and Dan Truman and Butler Brothers and those guys. Like I said, he, he made it. As a pretty good racer, yeah, yeah, like he was. I don't know. I don't know. I do the mini Olympics and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he won some titles, maybe somewhere. Who jumped over it? Really? Oh man, dog just jumped over the dog gate. Tits. He's coming to get you. He's coming to get you. Ooh, some dogs. All right, everybody. Uh, it's that time. <laughs> time for the NFAB banging bars segment, which is uh, always an interesting, uh, interesting one. Banging Bars brought to you by NFAB. NFAB.com, N-Fab.com. Uh, 
the one of the leading um, truck bar manufacturers in the sports. Uh, quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, other off-road accessories. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking Nerf bars available. NFAB's committed to building cool shit for your truck. Um, don't forget, uh, they're, they're a big main sponsor of uh, NFAB Tie Loop Team with Phil Nicoletti. Chris Blos also wasn't there this weekend to get ready for X Games. Uh, but Phil Nicoletti, Bobby Canari, when he's uh, down here in the USA, he rides for, um, for that team. And uh, like I said, support the guys that support the sport. And that would be NFAB. Thomas there at NFAB, big supporter. Jessica Patterson, too, X Games this weekend, wearing X brand goggles, running the NFAB Yamaha. So they're having that girl uh, race. They're having the girl uh, Supercross, and then they're having Enduro Cross. Okay. And Jessica's doing both. So Wow. Made her some custom X brands. Enduro Cross, she ought to do good in that, huh? I don't know. That one gal's good. That gal that rides a KTM. Forsberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's, good. She's really good. So this is the banging bar segment. This is where we talk about one of the battles that we've seen on the track at Millville. And uh, to me, the one that sticks out is uh, James Stewart and Trey Kennard, their battle in the uh, first moto. Yeah, sounds uh, like for, it. Uh, even in the second moto, too. Both yeah, 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 both motos. Phenomenal riding. James made a comment about he can ride around Trey because he, Trey's a great rider. He's not dirty at all. And some guys are dirty. Mm-hmm. What do you think he was meaning by that? I mean, I don't think Dungey's dirty. I don't think Villapoto's dirty. I don't maybe, – is he talking Chad Reed? Because, you know, obviously they have a history. But Andrew Short. Yeah, but James doesn't race with Andrew Short that much. I, know, I was just trying. To yeah, no, that. no, okay. Yeah, yeah Brock Tickle. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, or a good maybe Barsha observation. Barsha, yeah. Yeah, maybe Barsha. Old Barsha. Yeah, I don't think Barsha's that dirty though. I, I, just this comment struck well, me as weird. It's not dirty. He's very aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, those two men, they battled hard. That was, and and it's some great racing. Yeah. All we need to do is just get rid of the Ryans, and we're good. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean? That was a uh, phenomenal racing that those guys are the, are the subject of the NFAB banging bars, um, segment on the show. I wish, I hope we see more of that. Yeah, for sure. Trey had been kind of up and down and James has been coming on. You know, uh, Mike Webb told me after the race that he thought at Bud's Creek that James started to turn it around. Bud's Creek was horrible for James. Like, I forget. Yeah. He went happened. like seven. He crashed a bunch. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like, and Webb was like, I, we started seeing it at Bud's Creek. I'm like, really, Mike? Because I didn't. And I don't think anybody did. <laughs> Same Bud's Creek we're talking about here? Yeah, but anyways. Uh, I'd have to say when he started ramp, getting thirds and seconds. Yeah. 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 He's been solid lately. No, yeah, Washuga was good. Yeah. Uh, Southwick, I mean, he should have won Southwick. Ate crap, but then he came back for second moto pretty good. Yeah, I think James has slowly been getting. After Southwick. What was after Southwick? Red Bud? From then on, he's just been. Redbone was good second overall. Yeah, it pains tits to talk about James Stewart in a positive light, but no, it doesn't actually. I, I was just going to say that um, I'm a fan. It has nothing to do with him winning this week. Actually, it was kind of his interview. I don't, you didn't watch it, but he was joking it up at uh, just just this last the weekend. one that Kelly was saying about. Yeah, yeah okay, it was right. like, look at me. I don't even care. It was just something like that. It was just <laughs> funny. Now, yeah. He is very, funny very, very at times. Refreshing. He is. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. that race was the first time I've, I've honestly been excited watching a race right. in a long time. Yeah. Well, the two it was, of them it going was a great it. day. It can't be. Um, yeah, I think like we talked earlier, the track was smoother, easier, slash easier, and that was less mistakes, you know? Um, hey, 702-586-7857. We don't have much longer here on the Pulp Mech Show. Presented by BTOSports.com. A lot mellower show this week. 
<laughs> Lot yeah, mellower. A little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. good bit. content, though. Come on. Chief smokes at the border. Um, you need to call up your mom and yeah. see if she'll just record it and do that, and then we'll pull that. It'll be a lot better. I don't think she would do that because she was pissed that we that oh, really? we, we played that up. Uh, okay. She said she wished she didn't say that. She wished that it would have said oh. she, she meant it differently, you know? <laughs> what and happened? Is she ashamed of, of, of smoking? You can't. You got to turn your volume up. I, it's all the way. Oh, hold, oh. On. Oh, hold on. There we go. Chief smokes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was this one. Chief smokes at the border. Chief smokes at the She border. wished I was a long hill truck driver <laughs> instead of what I became. Right. Because long, I could get her hill? cheap. Long haul. Long haul. Then I could get her cheap smokes at the border. And that, that's her saying that. That's a. Uh, Chief smokes at the border. <laughs> yeah. You just trick her into it or something like that. Yeah, my mom still smokes like a chimney. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's terrible. Huh? Um, well, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, we try to make her quit, but when they're that old, man, they're just not going to quit. Mm-hmm. They're just, there's just no way. Pookie, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, hey, are you okay with Adam C. Cirillo's riding right now? Yeah. Okay, because every weekend you predict 1-1. <laughs> it's coming. You, tell, you text me, you go 1-1. You text me and go, how's he doing? And I say... Whatever, and you're like, okay, he's moving forward. So. I had a question about it this weekend, remember? I texted you about it. No, what was it? About the hype. Yeah, what was it? The hype for AC versus the hype for when K-Dub turned pro. If it was oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, then. yeah. she she said, was Kevin Windham, when he turned pro, was the hype like Adam Cien Cirillo? And I said, no, because there's no internet. There was nothing, you know, like nobody really. Windham, nobody, I didn't know Windham turned pro. <laughs> Until six months later, when the oh. MXA the came out, right? Yeah, and he already led. He already, but I did tell her like, hey, Wyndham led. Yeah, and you were there. Holy or something. You were there, Berlue. Yeah, Millville. I mean, nope. uh, Mount Morris. Mount Morris yep. pulls a whole shot, leads for everything but one lap. I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Were you like, who the hell is this kid? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> much. <laughs> You're like this guy. Look at this guy. He's five sucks. T- five twelve. Five ten. Five ten. Yeah, on a Cali. Yeah. Um. So you're okay with this? Yeah. Okay. Right. He'll be better, I think, at Utah. Are you gonna when you go to Utah? Yeah. Uh, she's doing <laughs> You're going to a national? I'm yeah. going to a national. Whoa. Yeah. First right. one. Breaking national. news. I Two haven't been in a long time. 2009? Oh, okay. 2010? Glen Helen? No. Butts Creek. When John uh, Knowles ignored you. Knowles. <sighs> uh yeah, could be. Yeah. It's been a long I mean gonna, I've been to a lot of nationals. You're gonna in get the your past. jersey signed? Yeah. You uh, didn't. He didn't sign it for you? Right? Why would you come home with an unsigned jersey? Yeah. Because you need to do that so you get personalized. Right. That is true. Well, yeah. then now it becomes my jersey. He told That's me fun. it was your jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean. He's going to give me 50 bucks after this week. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Sure you are. No, I'm not. About what? You guys have a bet? Yeah. Oh, what is it? Tim Ferry versus Robbie Renard <laughs> at Loretta's. <laughs> can't That's stay, awesome. Just can't stay away from Renard. <laughs> Loves him too much. Right. Oh, your love will, dude. Why do you even go in there? You, you talk about love for somebody. Well, bro, Timmy <laughs> and I won races. I mean, you Renard never won anything. I don't know. If we didn't. Yeah, no, you maybe won not nothing. Won. Okay. Nothing. All right. Timmy hey. and I won Summercross. Timmy and I won uh, Butts Creek First Moto. I mean, we won heat races. Did you teabag him? No, oh, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. He, he didn't light up the way he normally does when he starts talking. No, about maybe. Yeah, maybe there was a. It's kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of bumming oh, me out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something wrong. There's a bug ring inside of MX Sports. 
Uh, all right, we got some voicemails. Before that, let's get to Evan. Evan's got a question for Tony Berluti. Hey, hey guys, thanks again. Hey, Evan. Um, Tony brought up about wearing earplugs before. Um, I noticed after the second 250 moto, Tomac had earplugs. Pulls them out right at right at the right before his interview. Is that some of these guys doing that now at four strokes? Is it? Do you see that? I mean, I've never seen it before. That's why uh, I'm just asking. Tomac's the only guy I know that runs earplugs. Metcalf. Earplugs. Oh, Metcalf. Wow. Yep. Okay. The other thing was uh, I wanted to ask Tony about um, Damon, yeah. about Damon Huffman. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh huh. Um, he was one of the few kids I remember. They made kind of a big deal out of it when he was riding 125 East or West, whatever it was, East, right or uh, West. Well, all right. Um, and I remember him still in school and actually graduating high school. Yeah. Um, has there anybody? Has there been any other like? Like real fast guys that have actually graduated, you know. And said, I mean, we got a lot of homeschool kids now, and and was that any? Was there any issues with that? I mean, like, would you? Did you? You you were in box fan then, right? Did you? Yeah. So I mean, will he fly back and forth to the races pretty much then, or? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I think when I. Started working with him. He had already graduated from high school, so I didn't really encounter that. But uh, I, I know he did you graduate. You raised her. <laughs> so, all right. Did that answer um, your question? Been... I, I don't, I don't know anybody else. I'm sure there's guys that have graduated from high school, but uh, Timmy Ferry graduated. Hear... Okay, Timmy Ferry did. Oh, uh, cool. Boom. All right. Well, I mean, you just don't hear hear much about no, that any, anymore. So many kids are being homeschooled, and they're at. Uh, All these places, you know. Brock Hepler did too, I think. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank thanks, you. Thanks, All Evan. Uh, this guy's got a question for you, Pookie. Welcome to the show. Take it easy, Bay. Hello. Hello. What's your, what's the name? It's Bay from Australia. Oh, hey, what's up, man? No, oh, heck of a lot. Um, I. Missed the start of the show, so I don't know if you've been talk about Lasergate, but uh, whilst Pookie's there, I just need to know, where was she when her man was being so threatened? Both <laughs> at the race and last week's show, I would have thought, she, you know, she would come out and torn off Tony's head. She was not at the race to protect me. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And by the way, Coy Gibbs, Gibbs told me uh, this weekend... He wasn't at Washugo, but had he been at Washugo, he would have not stopped me getting beat down. He, he would have beat me down with Tony. He just wanted me to. Who, who, who said this? Coy Gibbs. Coy Gibbs said, "I will." Oh no, I'm talking. I'm talking about Pookie. No, I know. No, Pookie wasn't there. Well, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, Pookie okay. wasn't there. She's she's uh, well, she was Supercross only coming up. She's coming to Utah though. Oh, okay. So, but you know, I just thought, well, where is she? Usually a woman, if you, no matter how much they may dislike their husband, <laughs> and you know, at times, if you threaten their husband, <laughs> I'll come in and tear the head off the bloke doing it. Oh, so, she was not happy. Pookie, you were not happy. I was not happy about the situation, but I mean, I didn't really want to comment too much. I could tell it was going to be like a really huge deal, and yeah. whatever I had to say probably wasn't. The best thing yeah, to be putting out there. I yes. t- typed out a lot yeah. of tweets and didn't end up posting any of them. Oh, you did? So, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't go to Twitter. I don't really understand that. I can barely work a computer. So, But uh, I bet it's probably it's best that you remained aloof and re- maintained your style, my dear. 
Certainly. When I saw well, you, Steve, perhaps. Steve um, took care of himself. Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to the MX Des Nations this year? I am, yeah. Toshintal, bro. I, yeah, I think I've, I've been there the last two years. I'm not going this year. I want to try to get there early to see things like sidecar cross and a couple of other things. Mm. Uh, and as I said, being there for two years, you know, there's other things to do. But I think I've said to you before and had a go at you a few times before, whilst you're there, try to organise with KDM to have a squeeze at the, you know, get them to pop the top end off of um, K Rowley's 350 and just do the measuring. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've offered that to me. I don't know if that's still... Yeah, if I could do, do it. I don't man, know if I could do you that. You seem to always say it's not a 350. I don't think that thing's Is a 350. Is he still supposed to be on a 350? Yeah. No. That's yeah, what they're saying. And, and, and the head man at some, geez, I think it was a Munich airport uh, dealer meeting last year, stood there and said, oh, people can come and look at it. Or was it the year before? And I had a bit of a go at Steve, to say, yeah. well, there you go, man. Yeah, so the, the, why don't you do it? Uh, well, okay. If you can be the one that does it, there's a good exclusive. There might be something you can get a few, uh, you know, magazine articles out of. They're, they're not going to let me do it at the Motocross of Nations. You know, they have to come back to the oh. shop and, and do it that way. Oh, um, well, yeah, yeah, perhaps, yeah, yeah. So that might be a problem. But then again, man, Austria is not too far from Germany. Or indeed, scooting over, it's a... Which is probably to, to the to the left about dead level with uh, Belgium, where I think their race yeah, they, now, team is they, situated. They're they're out of Belgium. Um, what what why yes. would why would I want to do that when I could just throw on baseless accusations? Why would I ever want to get oh, to the bottom of yep, it? Yep, yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I forgot <laughs> that's how you're you journalists jab jab work jab jab. Yeah, you have now. You are now confirmed as a journalist. Um, How do you feel about that? Yes, it's a big deal, man. I was pretty pumped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports it's, it's, it's in like, yeah, it's, it, can you put any sort of letters behind your name now? Um, just, you know, all that just, sort of stuff that people with uh, qualifications do? Um, I need to work on that. I need to get some business cards of some sort. Oh, I, man, I, I, do I am, it. Do I am, it. Uh, As I said, I am you a were doctor. called a journalist by Tony Alessi, I think. I, I am a doctor mm. on my Hertz, my Hertz membership. I've put myself as Dr. Steve Mathis. Um, and so when I rent a car, only one time in about 10 years have I been called doctor, but it was awesome. Uh, one oh, of the, one really? Of the, yeah. One oh, of the not pe- at, the, at a checkout point. Yeah, yeah. One, point. one of the, one of the, one of the Hertz people went, uh, I'm very sorry, doctor, or I'm, here you go, doctor. Oh. And I was With your like, flip-flops oh. and, and basketball like, shorts. Right, right, right. Um, no that, one else that, has that, ever you called You must me. have been in ecstasy over there. Oh, I loved it. You know, I like, loved it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, amazing. All right, man. But we got anyway, we got to run. Thank you I'll for the get call. Get out of your hair, but um, as I said, I really thought Pookie would have come out hammering, but she wasn't there, and then she chose the high ro- high road last week. So good on you, Pook. Classy. Thanks, bro. You take you taking her to Tuchentol? No. Oh man. Dude, why do I want to take sand to the beach, bro? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I won't say anything on All that right. note. I'll say goodbye. All right, see ya. Good show, guys. All right, thank you. Ya. Thank you. Uh, Ackerman, what's going on, man? You want to talk to Pookie? Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, okay, first question. Hey, pretty good. Who's your favorite, favorite co host? Uh, Kenny Watson or Berluti? Out of, out of Kenny or Berluti? You got yeah, her on the spot. I'm in here. I'm Not in Mike Mason. Oh, she I likes like Mason. Mace. She likes yeah. Mace. 
Uh, I like Berluti because he never um, comes downstairs and said, I got to eat something, Pook. What do you have to eat? <laughs> Kenny hey, always hey, comes over hungry. I we, did get some bra bars. We, we had a missing Snickers bar last week, and we suspect Kenny was the uh, culprit. Half a Snickers. Yeah, half a Snickers. There's just an open Snickers in the fridge, and it's gone. And it's gone. We're pretty it's sure Kenny DB took it. It's or Kenny. <laughs> Who takes a half a <laughs> Snickers bar? And a six-pack of hot dogs. <laughs> right. And uh, Pookie also didn't like yeah. Kenny's sock story from last week. Oh, he's so sick. Okay, and my other question uh, was... Uh, have you been watching The Bachelorette? No. Oh, my God. Talk about douchebags. I know it's getting ready to end tonight, though. Yeah, it's... She discovered heartbroken. Aw. <laughs> yeah. The way it usually Stop goes. It. It's okay. You'll never have to worry about that. From Steve. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Okay, well, Bachelor... Jason Dallas for Bachelor. And... 2014. <laughs> I like that it. would be good. He's got to get a chick first. Yeah. Has he got a hey, chick? Come on. No. Come on, the guy can get chicks. That's how you become oh, the I don't say he can't get chicks. Chick. I don't say he can't. JT and chicks are very like a picky. very weird deal. <laughs> no one has quite figured it out. The years from now, the um, the the people who settle come and discover and study our society <laughs> will wonder what happened with JT and chicks. <laughs> Dude, because that guy can slam, dude. <laughs> what? I, I said that he can slam. Slam. That guy's going Slay down. Them. Slay him. All right. Ladies, man. Well, hey, but, uh. JT, you got a fan. A, what? Nothing. Oh, yeah, I, I'm a JT fan. Yeah, I he doesn't like too. me, but I like him. But yeah. I ain't gonna... Tits, tits isn't, but everyone else is. Talk about his women <laughs> deal. Yeah. All right, well, great show, you Th- guys. Thanks, Ackerman. See ya. Have a good night. Uh, see ya. See ya. Seven zero two five eight six seventy five seventy. You can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, these are the best of the best, as you can imagine. Lots of laser gate voicemails. I think I narrowed down to only a couple. Many people very angry over laser gate and the way it was handled. None of us, though. Let's do it. Hey, Steve, this is Joseph. Uh, just got done listening to show number 137. Three separate things. Uh, one, Kelly Stava. Um, I really liked her. She's an intelligent young woman. Um, I, I I don't remember seeing her on the TV, but uh, she she gives a good interview on your show. Sounds very informed and intelligent. Um, you, uh, you kind of blew her. Uh, you told her how good of a job she did. I think she did fine, but I remember from previous shows, you uh, continuously made fun of her about how she was uh, saying people's names wrong, yet you did not seem to bring that up at all <laughs> while she was on the show. Yeah, it's a different girl. Uh, which is, you know, <laughs> fine, common courtesy. Humble Steve actually came out tonight. So, uh, secondly... You also had B. Chizzy on the show, Brittany Chizzy. She's another girl that you when did is, mention. Old, really old, liked her on the show. That? He's just barely catching up on the archives from like a year ago. Brittany was last on for the February, for the Valentine's, yeah, Day, Valentine's Day show. Yeah, and yeah. Kelly was just on recently. He's Kelly. all over the place. Right. B. Chizzy. I look forward to seeing her in the Hunger Games 2 catching fire uh, as the stylist. And then wow, number three, he's way into um, it. I uh, I have a comment about JT. I really like JT. I think he's uh, oh, he seems well educated. 
He speaks very well. He's an intelligent guy, uh, much more so than the majority of the, the riders or former riders out there. But uh, Jerry Robin, I, I really like Jerry Robin's story. And I think that JT, as the international brand manager, which uh, could also be called chief worldwide brand, you know, hype builder, you know, in addition to his many other duties, he should be intimately uh, interested in the Jerry Robbins story. What what better story is there out there for fly racing than Jerry Robin uh, on his 1985 CR250 making do with what he has and uh, fly racing who's giving him gear and sponsoring him, their international brand manager uh, admits he is not interested at all. Uh, I agree with most of the things that JT comments on throughout the years that he's been on the show, but this I just have to disagree on. Um, he should be all over that and doing everything he can to make sure that I asked the JT Jerry about Robin this. story succeeds. He said, so, what, whatever, anyhow, bro. Yeah, I just thought I'd uh, point all those things out. So, uh, good show, and uh, I hope to see, uh, see and hear more of Kelly Stavos. She sounds like a, like an interesting girl, just like uh, Miss Supercross. I thought Miss Supercross was very well educated and spoke very well. So, uh, yeah. When right. she was on good the show? Work. Bye. Your wish is our command. We had Kelly tonight. That one guy's voicemail was almost three minutes long. Yeah, you gotta shorten it up. You've gotta keep, you gotta it, keep short. it short, people. You lose people's, especially Let's start. my attention. <laughs> Very quickly. No offense, Tits, but I'm just saying we're not worried about your attention. Well, I'm but, just but, saying, but um, I probably represent a portion. You, you, of your you hate the sport of motocross. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you represent that it's many. Torture coming here. He loves dogs. <laughs> Davy Coombs is beating up your kid. Uh, okay. Hey, Steve, I'm calling to tell you uh, how proud I am of you for handling that situation with Alessi the way you did. Uh, that was fantastic. Stand up to him on the phone when he called in. And Villaman, that was awesome. He said his dad would have beat his ass. That's what Tony should have done with Jeff. It's a shame that Genova and Tony didn't just, now that they've seen the facts, they should have just said on the phone, we apologize, the kid screwed up, we're sorry. They still want to run around circles and try to, like, defend him. And hash it out. It's bullshit. I was really proud of you guys, your staff, Kenny Watson, all of you. Just stand up and staff. tell him, you know what? Your <laughs> kid screwed up. That, right? He's got his ass beat. Proud of my staff. Um, great job. I love how your show brings all this stuff to us uh, super fans because we get to see an inside of the sport that we normally would never even get uh, a glimpse of. So you guys rock. I love your work. Thanks for bringing this all out here to us. That was a great show with Mitch Payton calling in. Keep it up, man, and uh, it was great the way you handled it. And uh, props to you guys. You rock. Thanks. Hey, guys. Anthony from Phoenix. Oh, it was pretty crazy with the whole Leslie thing last week. I was also kind of had to laugh whenever it all got done and over with, and then you hear JT talk. I was kind of surprised that he didn't chime in at all, and it was just funny to hear him after it was all said and done. Have what, what do you have to say then? It's a great show. Uh, hope next week is not quite as chaotic. Have a good one. Hey, this is Nate from Indiana. I, I'm not sure if you got this, if you'll even listen to this because I'm sure your voicemails are blown up. But um, I just got done listening to the Lasergate Pulp Show, 
And it is insane. I mean, talk about a show going off the rails. I, I didn't even know to laugh or cry when Tony Alessi was talking. Both? I mean, I feel like the more they called in and the more they talked, just the more unprofessional they sounded and the more, uh, you know, at fault they sounded or guilty they sounded. I mean, I, I could never imagine someone like, uh, you know, Mitch Payton or DeCoster doing something like that. I mean, they just, the more they talk, the worse it gets. Uh, just insane, but... Great show to listen to. Great radio. So have a good one. Bye. He wants the German to win the American motocross title. That's bullshit, Pitts. This is America. We want Americans to win. Hey, Mathis. What about that, Tits? Um, It's that type of uh, egocentric mind frame that this world needs less of. (laughs) That's deep, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Deep. I just noticed that the uh, new arena cross schedule is on Racer X today. And it looks like they're starting in January again. Yeah, uh, this guy's concerned about the arena cross schedule. Once again, they're starting in January. Once again, I think that's a huge mistake. They should start off in the fall, get all the media attention, get everybody going. How are they going to do the Ricky Carmichael Road to Supercross where you have to ride two events when they start in January? Like that puts all the riders on the East Coast. It doesn't work out. It's stupid. I don't know. I don't know what they're going. I saw that. Bowers had hinted on this show that they were going to do it in the fall. Tits? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Tits is, you, you tits lost is done. Me. Tits uh, is done. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm checking. That guy's going down. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bars, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board with us. Tony Berluti, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Always an interesting and insightful uh, look at the sport. Well, thank you, Steve. Thanks right. for having me on. I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm going to get you on in, I think, maybe three more weeks or something. I'll get Alrighty. you. Yeah. Yeah, I ever told you you're my favorite mechanic. Really? Yeah. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're the only mechanic he knows. That's oh, okay. it's true. But you need some right. work on your bike? Is that why you're saying nope. that? Oh, okay. Nope. I don't uh, know. Kelly Stavis, thank you. Uh, Mike Gossler, Lars Lindstrom, Carlos Rivera, and Paul Parabinos, all mechanics show. We appreciate those guys coming on. We appreciate you people for listening. Thank you. Support our partners, please. Uh, um, we would love to uh, keep doing this. And uh, we'll be back next week. Mike Mason will be in studio. It will be an all X game show or, or something like that anyways, where we'll talk about X games and all that went down. And uh, remember, you can get cheap smokes at the border. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and we will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho.